Today I got a story time of probably one of the most spoiled kids to ever exist, so let's just uh, hop right into it, subscribe if you like stories, and let's call today's subscriber, let's call him Todd. So in Todd's neighborhood, uh, Nerf guns were really like the big thing, and they had been like the big thing for a while, right? The last couple years, all the kids had been like collecting Nerf guns, and they go over to each other's houses or whatever. But, you know, this happened to be the last week of school, and on the final day, they had a really big kind of like Nerf gun fight, big whatever, right, thing planned. And it was planned in one of the kids' houses. And Todd was the one who had a lot of Nerf guns himself, and, uh, you know, he supplied some of them. And the idea was that everyone would bring some Nerf guns or whatever, and, like, if you wanted to try someone else's, like, whatever, you'd be able to rotate through. And it was basically, like, a big tournament because they had, like, casually played with each other, and they'd had some, like, 1v1s or 2v2s or even 1-3v3 at some point, right? But, you know, they'd never had—sorry, <coughs> Sorry, my throat is not feeling so great. And so anyways, right, uh, let's just skip forward to the day of the big nerf battle royale type thing, kind of like a round robin type event. What I was trying to say earlier before my voice uh, exploded, by the way, was that they've had like, they've never really had a big tournament where everyone kind of fought against each other to see who really was like the best nerf guy ever, whatever, right? They, it wasn't even that deep to most of them. And uh, they basically included every kid in the neighborhood who is kind of close because, you know, they can't be leaving one of the guys out. And there was one kid who lived in the biggest house at the end of the road, and uh, he was known as the spoiled kid. Not because his parents made a lot of money, or I guess not a lot compared to like, I don't know, Elon Musk or, you know, Bill Gates or someone, but a lot compared to like everyone else's parents, right? He wasn't known as the spoiled kid because he had a lot of money. I mean, I don't really think that's necessarily fair. I think it's how you act and uh, how you, if you, how you use that money if you use it for like I don't know if it goes to your head or not, you know, and uh, the spoiled kid was definitely uh, one of the kids where the money most definitely went to his head because he was always very acting super entitled. He kind of acted like he had no perspective, which he really didn't, but he was kind of a jerk about it, but they didn't feel like they could really like, leave, I don't know, leave him out. And uh, the parents were like, oh, you should invite so-and-so over or whatever. And they're like, fine, mom. So sure enough, right, let's just skip ahead to the day. And it's the day of the big nerf battle. And uh, one of the kids, kind of a relevant, sorry kid, uh, one of the kids, it was at his house. And it was just a neighborhood kid. And everyone came over. And Todd, you know, he got his backpack. He threw some of his nerf guns in there. Todd had like two or three nerf guns. And, uh, you know, he couldn't really get a lot. He didn't really get a new one for the last year because his parents were kind of like, you know, they're having a tough moment, right, financially. So he really kind of had to conserve the Nerf guns that he had, but he wanted to bring over all the ones so that his friends could try out some of them if they didn't have them themselves. So sure enough, everyone gets there and they all had their Nerf guns. The only thing that they weren't sharing were the Nerf bullets, which if you've ever played with the Nerf guns before, you know that those things, like, if someone brings them, how are you going to know that, like, those bullets are yours or whatever? And they always get lost in the house. So the kid who was hosting everyone said he'd supply the bullets, and his mom brought a big thing of, like, the foam Nerf bullets, like, bought it from, like, Target, like, recently. So they all supply, like, loaded up or whatever. There were some Nerf guns that needed specialized bullets, but, like, 
you remembered those if those were yours, like they were very different and you could pick them up. And anyways, right, the spoiled kid got there and he literally, like his mom dropped him off with a big crate and he came into the like the house with a massive crate full of all the newest Nerf guns ever, all the newest contraptions, all the newest like Nerf gear, whatever. And everyone's like, whoa. So everyone, of course, goes over and like tries to see whatever, uh, you know, look, look at all the new Nerf guns, try them out. And uh, within like 30 minutes, like the guy who's hosting it, which is at the house, says, all right, guys. This, like, we should really start the tournament. So they decide to start the tournament. They say, all right, so this is a single-shot elimination. If you are hit once, like, please, this is the honor system. Um, you know, it really, it's not that deep. We'll play multiple rounds. But the first round in, we're going to play, like, if you're hit, please just, like, admit it. And, uh, I mean, you're out if you're hit. So anyways, people disperse. They grab their Nerf guns. They fill it with Nerf bullets. And they start playing around. And sure enough, right, you know, Todd snipe someone pretty perfectly and they get hit so you know sure enough like they they go down the person like in the neighborhood the random npc in this story right he admits he got hit because you know he got hit and he's like he also realizes it's a nerf battle and it's not that deep however right a little while later uh it eventually comes to a point where the kid who's hosting right shoots uh you know the spoiled kid with a nerf gun and he gets him right the nerf bullet kind of hits the kid in the leg and the kid, and it's very, it's not like the back of the leg, so maybe the spoiled kid didn't realize it was the front of the leg. And also the spoiled kid literally looked down when the thing hit him, looked at the bullet, and watched it roll on the ground after it hit him in the leg. What I'm trying to make clear here is that the spoiled kid saw that he got hit. Uh, because shortly after, right, you know, the guy, uh, well, let's just call him Ben. We're bringing back that meme. I saw some of you guys feeling sad that that meme was gone. Basically, the meme is, for you guys who don't know, whenever there's someone who I just need to give a name to, I always say Ben. So anyways, right, Ben, who is the guy who's hosting, is like, hey, dude, I got you. And the spoiled kid's like, no, no, you definitely didn't. And uh, there was another kid who was kind of hiding, being like, time out, like, yeah, I definitely saw you got hit. And the spoiled kid's like, no, Ben just paid you off. And at this point, right, you know, Ben's like, all right, guys. And he kind of like said, all right, we're time out, time out. And everyone comes out, they're hiding or whatever. And Ben's like, dude, like, it's so, like, I saw that you saw that you got hit, right? And even over here, this guy points to Ben number two. Okay, I'm not actually going to call him that, but he's like, this guy saw you got hit. Everybody here saw you got hit, bro. Like, you just got to, like, accept it. We're playing more rounds, dude. It's not even a big deal. And the spoiled kid is like, well, I'm not upset because I got hit. I'm upset because I didn't get hit, and you're cheating. And at this point, right, you know, Todd, the person who sent in the story, which, by the way, you can send in stories to my Instagram or just follow it if you want to, right? It's in the description. Uh, also, I'll be making an email soon. I've just been busy. I apologize for that. But anyways, right, you know, at this point, Todd is realizing that there's a bit of tension growing in the room. And you could see that the spoiled kid was getting more and more kind of like upset. He was getting more and more angry. Instead of at this point kind of just letting it go and being like, well, I'm all, we're playing more rounds of nerf battles. Like it really doesn't matter. Instead, the spoiled kid was like, I'm going to die on this hill if it's the last thing I do. Kind of that type of attitude. So sure enough, right, you know, the Ben, the home, like the guy who's hosting it, 
wasn't really feeling like letting this kid get away with it because he like Ben and basically everyone else there kind of had the like the impression that that kid was like super spoiled and always got what he wanted and Ben wasn't about to give him what he wanted once again he just didn't really feel like that's what he wanted to do Real quick, comment spoiled down below uh, if you want a heart on your comment. That will be the secret word of the day. And also, if you want to support the channel, binge watch videos. Like, after this one, go watch, like, three or four more. Please let me know if you're doing this in the comment section down below so I can heart your comment and say thank you because genuinely, that has supported me and the channel so much, and I really appreciate it, and I just want to say thank you. Anyways, back to the story. It's about to get crazy. And then, yeah, sure enough, the spoiled kid starts getting angrier and angrier, and Ben isn't backing down, and Todd is like, alright, this is getting a little heated in here. And the spoiled kid is like, you're cheating, and then points the kid next to Ben, you're cheating, and then turns around and points at Todd, I almost call him Tom, he's like, you're cheating too, and Todd's just like, bro, what, I just got down here, bro, what are you talking about, he's like, you're all complacent to cheating, which makes you the biggest cheaters of them all, I'm not gonna play with you guys anymore and let you use my cool stuff, and with that, like, the spoiled kid gets so angry, and remember, he's holding Todd's, like, Nerf gun, which Todd only has three of, and his parents aren't in a point where they could buy another one, and the spoiled kid is like, screw you guys, kind of does, like, a Cartman-type thing, but I don't know if he actually says that specifically, but he's like, you guys suck, and then he takes the Todd's, like, Nerf gun, lifts it above his head, and throws it on the ground as hard as possible, and, you know, it is a, like, two- or three-year-old Nerf gun, and those things are plastic, and with enough force, yes, you will break it. And sure enough, the Nerf gun fall, like, is just thrown on the ground, it hits the ground, the kind of the middle uh, cartridge-type thing, snip, like, the plastic that was holding it in breaks, and the cartridge flies out, the handle is, like, cracked, and, like, the kind of, like, the, the shaft barrel thing is splintered, and the Nerf gun is basically rendered completely useless. And Todd is just, like, like, dude, that's, like, 33% of my Nerf guns, bro, and, like, I can't get another one. And the spoiled kid looks at Todd because he realizes that that was Todd's Nerf gun. He's like, just have your dad buy another one. And that was the words that the spoiled kid walked out of the door with. And yes, he left his big crate with all the Nerf guns in it. He was going to come by later to pick it up. He knew that they didn't dare like steal from him or anything like that. Yeah, so the spoiled kid walked out and everyone's kind of looking around and people kind of know, like, they're all at a point where they can't be spending a crazy amount of money. And well, they're all kids. They're all like 12 or 13 at this point. Uh, or at least that's what the subscriber said he was. So I'm assuming he's not playing Nerf guns with I don't know, 30-year-old men who work at a bike store down the road, but who knows, man. Let's just make the assumption that they're all, like, 12 or 13. And when you're 12 or 13, dude, you're broke. $10 is a massive deal. Like, $10 and, like, oh, my God, like, Bill Gates, like, be prepared. I'm coming for the richest man in the world spot type. You know, you know how it is, right? So uh, they all, like, I mean, they're all in a point where they can't really buy that much, but they also kind of know of, like, Todd's parents' situation. They kind of had an idea. They didn't know how bad it was specifically, but they knew that, you know, that Nerf gun that, you know, the kid broke, the spoiled kid broke, wasn't going to be easily, like, replaced or anything like that. So they're all like, bro, we're so sorry. Like, you can always use one of ours. Like, 
And Todd, you know, it was a very nice offer and he thanked them for it. But there's a difference between being able to borrow your friend's Nerf guns, which they already did, and not having one of your own broken. Like, there's a big difference right there. So the kind of the mood of the whole Nerf gun event was kind of ruined. So they eventually, they kind of like, close. I think they had one more round, but they were planning on having like eight rounds and doing a real round robin tournament type thing. But they could just tell by the end of the second round that they just didn't have any energy left as that totally killed the vibe. And Todd, you know, left and they all, I mean, they all kind of left Ben's house. And when Todd went back home, he kind of explained to his mom, like, hey, mom, like, this is what happened today. And she's like, oh, sweetie, like, I'm so sorry that happened. You do know that I can't buy you another one right now. And Todd, and, and Todd's like, yeah, I, I like, I 100% understand. Like, that's still, I, I, I didn't expect you to. And that's kind of why it's making me a little sad. And Todd's mom's like, well, I, I'm going to be really busy, but I know you have tomorrow off. And, you know, the spoiled kid, it, it says his actual name, but spoiled kid, right? The spoiled kid doesn't live that far away. Maybe you can walk down talk to, uh, you know, his mom, and maybe she'd be able to repay you for it. I know it's a little awkward, and maybe I would have done it myself, but I'm just really, I'm, I'm just really busy, and maybe she'd also have a bit more, I don't know, uh, sym- uh, symphony, s- symphony, sympathy, sympathy, God, I almost call it like the music thing. Uh, sympathy for someone if they're coming over and they're like 12 and give her the puppy. Like, you know what, Todd? Give her the puppy dog eyes. Like, she'll give you like a nice little tip on that too. So Todd's like, all right, like whatever. Next day rolls around. Todd walks down the street. He's like, this is going to be a little bit awkward, but I got to do what I got to do. So Todd like walks over and he knows exactly where the spoiled kid lives, even though he's never been over to the spoiled kid's house as he doesn't really like him that much. So they never really had sleepovers or anything. It is very clear which house is his. It is the big, massive house at the end of the street. So he opens up their kind of like fence or whatever and he walks in and the plants on both sides are beautiful and there's someone mowing the lawn right now the lawn is pristine it's been a hot summer or it is a hot summer since i guess it just started as school just ended and uh you know everyone's lawn was kind of feeling it but uh Uh, The spoiled kid definitely had probably the most expensive water bill, probably more expensive than half the houses on the street. They were keeping things looking luscious and wonderful, and, you know, Todd was like, okay, well, let's just get this over with. So he goes up to the doorbell, and he rings it, and he's like, all right, this is going to be super awkward if the spoiled kid shows up, um, but I'll have to deal with it. But uh, thankfully, right, uh, you know, the spoiled kid's mom, or who Todd presumes is the spoiled kid's mom, maybe it's his nanny, but he finds out pretty quickly that it's not his nanny, shows up at the door. She's like, oh, Todd, like, how's it going? I heard that, like, like, uh, like I remember that spoiled kid, says his actual name, of course, but I remember spoiled kid was heading over to Ben's house to go play with his Nerf guns. I think he needs to pick them up at some point, but he said it, he wasn't really in a rush. And Todd's like, yeah, like, it was a lot of fun to play with him while we did. There's just one little detail I got to talk about. And then Todd goes on to explain that the spoiled kid disagreed, quote unquote, with one of the rulings and got really upset and ended up breaking, you know, Todd's Nerf gun. And Todd said that he was kind of in a position or his family was in a position where that Nerf gun really could not be replaced by them. And by the end of Todd's explanation, you know, the spoiled kid's mom is like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, he's got a little bit of a temper, gives a little laugh, is like, oh, 
my little spoiled kid, like, he's a hothead, just like his dad, ha ha ha. Then she just gives this little nervous look, and Todd feels extra uncomfortable. He's like, alright, now, I'm not your family therapy, bro, I just want my 40 or however much, I just want my money for my Nerf gun, bro, I don't want to hear this. And so sure enough, right, Todd's mom was, oh, just stay right here, just stay right here. And she goes into the house, and Todd's kind of looking around, and, you know, he's looking at the, you know, the nice kind of, like, flowers and bushes around, and eventually she comes back, and she opens up her wallet, which is probably some, like, Hermes, Gucci, X, uh, I don't know, Supreme Brick-type wallet, and she opens it up, and she pulls out two 20s, which, you know, Todd wasn't even really expecting, like, uh, he's expecting, like, $10, if that, but, oh, $40? Like, he could probably buy a nice Nerf gun with that. Maybe a few extra Nerf bullets. Actually, I don't know how much Nerf guns go for these days. I only I, I haven't played with one in a while. Low-key, if my friends wanted to, I would 100% be down. But that's beyond the point. So he takes the money. He's like, oh, I'm so, thank you so much. Like, you, like I, I really, really appreciate that. Uh, you know, I, I, I really do. And, you know, Todd, uh, Todd is just like, all right, well, it was nice seeing you. And the spoiled kid's mom's like, wait, 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 stay right here for one more second. And Todd's like, no, okay, okay. And yeah, so uh, sure enough, uh, you know, the spoiled kid's mom is like, spoiled kid, says his actual name, but says first name, last name, get down here right now. And you can hear like a little scream like, ma'am, I'm playing Xbox. Well, I can barely do these voices with the condition my throat's in right now. Oh, my God. But eventually, spoiled his mom's like, I'm going to turn off the Wi-Fi if you don't get down here right now. And he's like, fine. <laughs> and then he eventually comes down and his hair's all matted and he's like, whatever. He's in his sweats. You know, it's a typical Sunday morning. You know how it is, right? Or for, well, I mean, it's the it's summertime. It could be a Tuesday in the afternoon for all we know, right? Same situation. But sure enough, right, you know, the spoiled kid's mom is like, I was just told that you broke, like, your friend Todd's, like, uh, Nerf gun. And he's like, friend. She's like, stop it. And you know what? You're going to be punished. And he's like, whatever, bring it on. And the spoiled kid's mom is like, for the next 15 minutes, you cannot play on the Xbox. And in Todd's mind, he was like, oh, so this is like a gag. Like this, this is, this is kind of like a joke, a prank. This is, this is like a gag punishment to make me laugh and to like throw him off. And then he gets the real punishment. And then Todd realizes, wait, no, that's the actual punishment. And he kind of expected the spoiled kid to, like, pretend to be upset and just, like, deal with it when he really realizes that he got off with a great, super easy punishment. But the spoiled kid is like, no, no, mom, why? I need the Xbox. I need a nap. And the spoiled kid's mom is like, well, that's what you get for breaking stuff. You know, you can't be breaking other people's things. It's not a good thing to do. And, you know, the spoiled kid's like, mom, no, I was in the middle of a game. And then the spoiled kid legitimately starts breaking into tears. And his mom is like, oh, honey, don't start crying. And Todd is just standing there like, this is both the most, this is both the most pathetic and awkward experience. Like, this is the most pathetic thing I've ever seen. And this is also the most awkward experience I've ever had to live through. Uh, I mean, like, are you serious, man? Like, can you have a little bit of dignity in front of me? He didn't say that out loud, but that's what he was thinking. And sure enough, right, the spoiled kid is just like, Ooh, mom, but 
I was in the middle of a Call of Duty game. Click on the video on screen right now. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it. Do it. What's up, guys? Welcome back to a brand new video. Today, we have a story of an incredibly spoiled brat who ends up knocking out his teacher for the worst reason ever. I mean, there's never really a good reason to knock out your teacher in class, but this was just the goofiest thing ever. I know you'll enjoy this story as it's a pretty crazy spoiled kid story. So yeah, sit back, relax, and let's get right into it. And of course, leave a like for your very own free nothing. So we're going to call the subscriber who submitted this story Teddy. And we're also going to call the kid in Teddy's class who is the spoiled brat. We're just going to call him a spoiled kid or a spoiled brat. Whenever I give him a name, it always gets kind of complicated. So anyways, this kid in Teddy's class was just known as the spoiled kid. He was just known as the kid who was just very entitled. Uh, I mean, his parents like had a lot of money. He was always given everything like that. But he just embodied being super entitled. He just embodied being super spoiled because he was super spoiled and he was super entitled. And this all started one day when there was a new girl in class. So this girl, so anyways, they, they, this is seventh grade. So they've been going to the same school with the same people forever. But whenever someone new moves into the neighborhood, they obviously join the high school. And uh, yeah, so there's a new girl who moved in over the summer. And we're just going to call her Kate because that's the name I use for basically everyone at this point uh, or any girl at this point. So yeah, Kate's the new girl. She comes in and immediately, spoiled kid who has zero charisma, or riz, as you guys might call it, has zero charisma, right, has zero play, has zero riz, he immediately decides that he's the one to make the move. So, anyways, it's like the first day of class, and, like, Kate's the new girl in the class, and it's a little tough when you're the new kid in class, because everyone else is talking to each other, everyone else knows each other, and you're kind of just chilling there, you're kind of just sitting there, kind of just twiddling your thumbs or whatever, not really sure what to do. But anyways, immediately, like, within... I don't know, as soon as, like, class began, a, uh, sorry, the spoiled kid went over and sat right next to her, which she had no problem with, because, I don't know, when I'm new and someone makes, like, a move to be friends with me, I'm very happy with that, you know? I, she probably just thought that, like, I don't know, he's being nice because he knows that I'm new. Anyways, spoiled kid says, sits down and says, hey, what's up? My name's spoiled kid. Nice to meet me. <laughs> She kind of just looks at him like, bro. And Teddy's watching the whole thing go down. Oh, yeah, by the way, we're calling subscriber Teddy. I don't know if I said that or not. So Teddy's watching this whole thing go down. And he's just chilling with his boys. And he's just thinking to himself, oh, no. Bro is at it again. Bro is at it again being a menace to society and being a menace to this new girl. Poor Kate, bro. So the spoiled kid sat down. He's like, yeah, what's good? Nice to meet me. I'd be super happy to meet me, too. And she's like, uh... He's like, yeah, so... I just wanted to know... If you wanted to go in my a car ride with me on this Friday. It was like a Monday, so he's talking about, like, the upcoming Friday. Implying, like, do you want to basically go on a date with me? He's like, yeah, my car is pretty cool. I bet it's a little nicer than any car you've driven in, so it would be a really cool experience. It, it's a great opportunity for you. Yeah. And Kate's is kind of sitting there very awkwardly. This is like an in real life try not to cringe challenge, and she was about to lose real hard. So she's like, ah, uh, I don't know. I, 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 I might be doing something with my parents this weekend, so it's a very nice offer. He's like, oh, okay. What about next weekend? Are you free next weekend? And she's like, um, maybe. I mean, 
I don't really know, but I can get back to you. He's like, that's not going to cut it, actually. I'm going to have to know right now because I have a lot of women who want to be in the car with me. Which, like, when Teddy heard this, he kind of rolled his eyes. Because he knew for a fact that the line of women... Like, he's saying that, like, the spoiled kid's saying that there's a line of women going out the door to, like, be on a date with them. When in reality, the line was zero people long. It, and it did not exist. There is no line out the door to be dating the spoiled kid. Nobody wanted to do that, bro. He has no charisma. He's got no riz. He's got no game. He's got no nothing. He's got no play. Nothing, bro. Nada. Not a single speck of that, right? So Teddy's kind of just rolling his eyes like, oh, okay, whatever, spoiled kid. Like, nice try, but she's not going to fall for it. So anyways, class begins, and, you know, spoiled kid can't be talking throughout all of class without getting kicked out by the teacher, right? But, you know, one would believe that. But the spoiled kid is, like, whispering, like, while the teacher's talking or whatever. He's like, hey, what's up, Kate? Like, I just want to say, you looked really good in your dress today. The teacher's like, uh, sorry, spoiled kid, could, could you not talk during class, please? He's like, all right, sorry, teacher. Hey, Kate, I just want... He just, like, kept whispering, like, really loud. Like, you know when people whisper, but instead of going like this, they're like, hey, I'm just whispering right now. I'm like, dude, shut up. You're so loud. Just because you kind of make your voice hoarse or something, like, make it kind of rough sounding, doesn't mean you're whispering, bro. You're basically whisper yelling at me. So, yeah, the spoiled kid was basically whisper yelling at Kate the entire time, being like... Yeah, this is some really nice shoes you got on right now. And the teacher's like, Spoiled Kid, can you please shut the fuck? No, I was kidding. He's like, Spoiled Kid's like, he's like, hey, can you please not interrupt class? This is the second time asking you. The third time I will ask you to step outside. Spoiled Kid's like, yeah, okay. Mumbles under his breath. Whatever, dude. At this point, Teddy's just watching the most failed Riz attempt on planet Earth. This is a 0 out of 10 Riz attempt it's time to just retreat. Mission failed, we'll get him next time type moment. This is not going well for the spoiled kid, which is great and all. But the spoiled kid had a lot of confidence that maybe wasn't deserved. And by maybe wasn't deserved, I mean most definitely wasn't deserved. And uh, this story is basically a saga of the spoiled kid versus the teacher. And this is the first arc of the story, as you will see very soon. This is basically episode one of Spoiled Kid versus the Teacher. So the spoiled kid is trying to continue to talk to Kate, right? He's like, So, Kate, have you gotten any updates on next Friday? And remember, he, like, just asked her, like, 20 minutes ago, and she says, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'll be around next Friday, but I'll get back to you. Dude, like, how is she supposed to know at this point? She's literally been sitting in class next to you for the last 20 minutes. She's not been on her phone. She's not been home. She's not talked to anyone. Like, literally no time has passed at all. And he's like, hey, Kate, I was wondering if Friday was free again. Like, of course it's not free, bro. You just asked. Chill out. And she kind of looks at him and shakes her head like, no, I don't know. And the teacher kind of notices the spoiled kid speak again, but I think the teacher wanted the spoiled kid, gave like the spoiled kid a unspoken, like extra pass for that one. Um, but obviously if you heard him speak again, it's time to get out of there, right? So the teacher's like sp speaking, talking about something. And uh, at some point the teacher's like, oh, I'm so sorry, guys. I forgot to introduce our new student. I mean, I guess they were all new seventh graders. But, you know, Kate was the only new girl in the class who wasn't there last year. So the teacher thought it would be a good idea to introduce her in front of everyone. 
So the teacher's like, all right, Kate, not to, not to put too much of a spotlight on you. I know you're, you know, this is kind of stressful, new to you, but uh, if you could stand up and introduce yourself to the class. She's like, hey guys, like my name's, my name's Kate. Like uh, I'm new here. I just moved here. Uh, I like, I don't know, going on hikes. Um, she just says stuff, right? And the spoiled kid speaks up. He's like, and she's going to go on a date with me this Friday or next Friday in my really cool car. And Kate just turns bright red because one, that's just not what anyone said. Actually, that's what the spoiled kid said. That is not what she agreed to or had any idea was like the deal or whatever. And also, second of all, I, I think she realized pretty quickly that being associated with the spoiled kid was not really a great way to make a first impression of people. Like if people like, you know, guilty by association, like if you associate with someone or something that's not good, then you're just gonna be become not good by association to that thing or person. Yeah, I think she realized pretty quickly that being associated with the spoiled kid was just gonna be a really bad call because uh, yeah, just like the way he acted for the last 30 minutes kind of gave her the, like the, uh, the idea that, yeah, that's not, that's, not what's, that's not what's good, right? So everyone goes dead silent. It's not like they were talking before, but you know, there's kind of like a lively silence and a very awkward dead silence. It went from, like, a normal silence to, like, pure silence as everyone's was like, what did this kid just say? The spoiled kid's like, yeah, uh, uh, you guys not hear me? Yeah, she's going on a date with me this and next Friday. My really cute car. Yeah. And, you know, Kate's like, well, I don't know if I agree to that. And he's like, she totally wants to, guys, as you can tell. And the teacher clearly was not looking very happy. But he once again didn't say anything because he just kind of like bit his tongue or whatever. He's like, whatever. So she sits down and he goes back to teaching. And the spoiled kid leans over. He's like, hey, Kate, I just wanted like, to make sure like Friday, next Friday still works with you as you said it would. And Kate's starting to get a little bit annoyed. She's like, I don't remember saying that it was okay. Like that I never remember saying that I wanted to go on a date with you next Friday. I don't remember saying that. He's like, what? But in this this time, the spoiled kid doesn't even start. He doesn't even whisper anymore. He just straight up is like, what? But I thought you said you wanted to go on a date. And the teacher turns around and is like, spoiled kid. And they kind of have a showdown. They're like, they're staring at each other. They're having a showdown. And the, and the teacher's like, spoiled kid, I gave you two warnings and let a lot of other things slip. This is your third strike. Stand outside. Spoiled kid's like, but I was... Because, like, I think the spoiled kid was, like, upset because, like, he was rizzing, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Kate, right, which is just not the case. He was... He was failing, bro. I don't know how else to say it. But he was like, but... But I... I, You can't do that, teacher. No, I'm just not going to do it. Teacher's like, spoiled kid, I will give you a zero on today's participation if you don't step outside right right now. And the thing is, in that class, participation was like 50% of the grade. So even losing, getting a zero even on one day, which doesn't sound that bad, actually has a bit of an impact. And the spoiled kid's like, I'm still staying here. And the teacher's like, you will get a zero on this month's participation, which basically meant the kid was going to get a C or below. And eventually spoiled kid stood up and it's like, very upset. This was the beginning of a long saga of spoiled kid versus the teacher. Oh, yeah. Anyways, moving on to the second arc of Spoiled Kid versus the Teacher. There is a big test in this class. 
And so this is like two weeks after the Kate incident, right? Which is the very beginning of school. Actually, no, this is like a month after because it's the test, of course. So the test, like the first kind of test or whatever happens about a month into school. Um, the spoiled kid and the teacher in this time period have had a few mini spats with each other. But the first big thing was the Kate one. And the second big thing that led up to the final explosion, a.k.a. him knocking out his teacher, which we'll get to, is pretty crazy. But the second thing that led up to that, the first thing being the Kate one, but the second thing is as follows. So they had a really massive test about a month into school. And, uh, or like, I guess a test. All tests are kind of massive. You know, if you only have a couple and they count for a lot of your grade. Anyways, though, so the spoiled kid is this not paying attention in class the whole time. He's, like, talking to this guy, like, in the back of the class. They're playing, like, I don't know, game, like, I don't know, cool math games, slither.io. Like, those kind of, you know, those kind of, like, computer games, you just, like, the quick ones. Not, like, a full intensive, like, he's going to hop into a Call of Duty lobby or just start playing, like, I don't know minecraft or something in class like some of the minecraft kids in the previous stories have done now he's not that crazy he's not that out there but he is playing like those kind of discrete games that you just play in class like i've definitely done that a few times but you know for a fact if there's a a massive test that i'm preparing for or there's something massive that like i actually got to pay attention in class you know for a fact that i'm not going to be playing one of those little distraction games in class but sure enough the spoiled kid was doing so which at the end of the day, I, I, in my personal opinion, I think it's his, like, he can do what he wants, but he also has to realize that he will suffer the consequences for not paying attention in class, right? So sure enough, um, he, does not, he does not pay any attention. When the teacher is doing review, like, he, the teacher's legitimately doing just review for the test at this point. So, yeah, it eventually comes to the day of the test. And the spoiled kid sits down, and he sits down next to, oh, what's it? It sits down next to uh, Teddy, actually. Remember, the subscriber who submitted the story. You can submit your own stories to my Instagram or Twitter. Just follow me there and then DM me your story. So he sits down next to Teddy. And Teddy is aware that the spoiled kid has not been in class for, like, the entire week. Or he has been in class, but he's been mentally somewhere else, right? And Teddy kind of sits down next to him. And Teddy's totally, Teddy's totally prepared. He's going to kill it or at least do all right. Like if Teddy messes up big time and freezes and screws up everything, worst comes the worst he might get to be. Like he's going to kill it either way. And uh, he sits down next to the spoiled kid. And the spoiled kid is like very clearly looking over at Teddy's paper. And Teddy like looks back at him and they make eye contact. Like the spoiled kid is looking down at Teddy's paper, looks up at Teddy and Teddy's just staring him down. The spoiled kid's like, <laughs> oops. So yeah, Teddy kind of like, moves his elbow so that it makes it very, very difficult, if not impossible, for the spoiled kid to read his answers. And the spoiled kid's like, oh, crap. So yeah, the spoiled kid goes on to not really be able to answer any of the questions correctly. Yeah, the spoiled kid just kind of like fumbles around. He's like, eh, well, maybe if I do... Wait, if this is multiple choice, can I just select all the answers and get partial credit? Damage. Right, so the spoiled kid just does not do well on this test. And eventually he has to hand it in because he's the last one in class scribbling it down and the teacher picks it up. And uh, yeah, three days later, the teacher has all the tests graded. And the teacher's walking around the class and the teacher's handing back these tests to all the students, right? So he hands them back to Teddy and his friends or whatever and eventually gets over to the spoiled kid. And then when the spoiled kid gets it, he's like, ah, crap, dude. <laughs> and sure enough, right, spoiled kid's like, raises his hand and he's like, 
Mr. Teacher, Mr. Teacher. And the teacher turns around and is like, oh, yes. He's like, Sue, could you come over here for a second? I, I just have a question on number three. And the teacher's like, oh, okay, whatever. Teacher walks over to uh, Teddy. And, uh, not Teddy, sorry, the spoiled kid, who is sitting not next to Teddy, but close enough that Teddy can overhear what's happening. And uh, so, te- so the teacher comes over to the spoiled kid. The spoiled kid's like, Hey, Mr. Teacher. So I'm not really that happy with the grade I got on the test. Mm, could you could you help me out? Maybe bump me up 20 or so points. And Teddy, when he overheard this, is just like, Hey, yo, bro, what? You want to bump you up 20 points? Huh? You think this? You think he just like pulls these grades out of his butt or something? You think he just like random number generates these grades? Like, bro, they're attached to something. What are you talking about? So yeah, the teacher's like, uh, no. <laughs> I mean, spoiled kid really thought like, oh, I could just pull this off. And that's when the spoiled kid says, well, I guess I thought you'd say that. So maybe this will help you reconsider. Spoiled kid reaches into his pocket, pulls out his wallet, opens it up, and takes out a twenty-dollar bill. And starts waving it around. It's like, teacher, this will be in your desk by the end of the day if you promise that you will change my grade to a 100%. Not even bumping it up. Just round it up to a 100%. And the teacher's looking at him with this blank face. And is like, really? You're going to bribe me for a $20 bill? You know, if someone found this out, I could lose my entire job. I could lose my entire profession. For $20. And spoiled kid's like, yeah, it's like a whole $20. I mean, you're a teacher, so what do you get paid? Like $25 a year or something? The teacher's like, no. And spoiled kid's like, what? Well, it's still a really good deal, and I would totally take it if I were you. And the teacher's like, no. First of all, I'm not gonna take I'm not gonna risk my job for $20. Second of all, on the principle of the matter, no, I'm not gonna do that. That's ridiculous. You're being ridiculous. And the spoiled kid's like, what? I think the spoiled kid, like, was totally fine failing the test. Or wasn't totally fine, but, like, kind of thought that, like, his plan B, which was bribing the teacher, was so, like, oh, he got that in the bag, bro. Like, he doesn't have to worry at all. But, yeah, no, he does need to worry because the teacher failed him on the test and didn't take the bribe. At this point, the spoiled kid really does not like the teacher. He has major beef with the teacher. And all the next day, not the next day, but a couple days later, on that day, on what feels like a normal day, is about to be one of the craziest days in Teddy's school history. It's about to be the craziest day by far that Teddy's ever had at school. Because on that day is when the spoiled kid legitimately knocks out the teacher, dude. Yeah, not even kidding. Real quick, if you made it this far into the video, ah, you see I'm doing it a little later on. I normally do it like 10 minutes in. Now we're doing it like 20 minutes in. If you made it this far into the video, comment spoiled down below. That'll be the secret-ish word of the day. They're never that hard to guess, but it'll be the word of the day. Please comment them down below. I'll try and heart as many as I possibly can. And also, uh, this video will be on Spotify too, as well as my future stories. In fact, you can kind of listen to them, some of them, an hour or two before they go up on Spotify. Also, follow the TikTok down below. I'll be posting my shorts on there, help out the channel. And finally, the best way to support the channel is to, one, finish this video all the way through. And then after you're done with that, go ahead and watch some more of my older videos. A really easy way to do that 
is to go watch older videos from my Storytime playlist, which I will be, which will be linked in the pinned comment down below. Please comment down below if you are watching my old videos or binge watching the videos, as it really supports the channel, and I will try and heart your comment and say thank you for doing such. Anyways, let's get to the point where this kid knocks out his teacher, bro. This, this is why you all came here. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? No, I didn't think so. So this all started in what felt like a normal day. After all this has gone on, obviously. And the spoiled kid was late for class. And I know in like college and in some high schools, but specifically in college, you can get away with being late for class, especially if it's a lecture class where like the teacher doesn't even really know who you are and they don't take attendance. You can even just like not show up for every day except the exams and you'd be fine. But in most high schools and middle schools, and at least in my high school and middle school, attendance was a really big deal and you would get really penalized for being late or being, I don't know, for just not attending enough or whatever. And that was true for this middle school as well. So the spoiled kid was late. And this wasn't the first period of the day, because then he could say, oh, I got in late, therefore I am late, sorry about that. But instead, um, yeah, he just, uh, this was like middle of the day. He just did not feel like showing up to the class because he didn't like the teacher so much. So the spoiled kid came in very salty. Like when the spoiled kid opened the door, he didn't simply open the door. He slammed that door open, bro. He got that whap. He just got the door. Boom. Doors slammed open. So he already was pretty clearly not having the greatest day ever, which that happens to all of us, man. We've all been there. Life happens like that sometimes. It is what it is. But yeah, sure enough, the spoiled kid comes in. Boom. Slams the door open, which, bro, if I'm late to class, I'm opening that. I'm opening that door as quietly as possible. I'm not trying to make a disturbance. I'm not trying to run in. That reminds me one time my freshman year, someone was late and the teacher was doing a presentation. And instead of just coming in quietly and sitting down, guy opens up the door, says, I'm so sorry, I'm late. And everyone's the pre like everyone turns, the teacher turns, everyone's looking at him. It, presentation is the flow of the presentation is completely interrupted. Like bro really played himself trying to be more nice about it, but whatever, right? So he slams the door open. I bet the spoiled kid just got rejected by some girl or something. So he was not in a good mood and he already didn't like this teacher that much. And the thing is also the spoiled kid must have like, I don't know. I, I don't know why, but instead of having his backpack on his back, he was holding like, you know, like the very top of the backpack and it has a little handle. He was holding it on the handle. And his backpack was full of books. So it was very heavy, right? This is important for just a second later. A teacher, instead of just kind of like, I don't know, ignoring it, which maybe the teacher in retrospect should have just ignored this. But yeah, the teacher doesn't end up just ignoring it. And, uh, you know, the teacher is like, turns, he's like, like, spoiled kid. You know what I feel about attendance and uh, being late to class. I'm going to have to write this up and send this to the front office. And the spoiled kid must have had other, like, demerits or whatever, because I think if you were late enough, you eventually had to do, like, you either weren't allowed to have a free period or you had to spend your free period doing, helping out, I don't know, in the kitchen or something. Or, I don't know, for some reason there was some kind of punishment. It wasn't like, you're getting expelled for being late to class, but it was still something. And it was definitely something big enough and annoying enough that the spoiled kid didn't want to deal with it. So the spoiled kid does something absolutely crazy. I guess he just wasn't having a good day because the spoiled kid is like 
not, he's like, I'm going to give you one chance. I'm, I'm going to give you one chance to take that back. And the uh, teacher's like, no. They just watched, like, bro, what are you saying? The spoiled kid's like, fine, then you've sealed your own destiny. And the spoiled kid, I guess, was close enough to the teacher. He takes a backpack, he swings it behind him, and just full force going a very powerful swing and just letting momentum run, whaps the bat, like, just whips the backpack around in the air, and just, boom, clean collision with the teacher's head, boom. And the thing is, there was enough, like, heavy textbooks in there, and while this kid wasn't some big bodybuilder football guy, he was like, he swung it around in momentum, plus just how heavy the backpack was, was enough that when it made collision with the teacher's head, bum, out cold. Teacher literally falls back and collapses on the floor. The entire class goes dead silent. And the spoiled kid kind of realizes that he just messed up big. And he's like, oh my God, guys, my backpack just slipped out of my hands. How did that happen? Uh, no, everyone in the class, including Teddy, very clearly saw him just whack the teacher in the head with a backpack and knock him out cold. The teacher comes to in the next 30 seconds. He wasn't out for like forever, right? And the teacher's like grasping onto his head. He's like, Joe, what just happened? And some kids are running up to the teacher. These two kids kind of stand between uh, the teacher and uh, the spoiled kid and kind of just like, hey, it, like, kind of just like to make sure that he didn't attack him again, even though it was pretty clear. I don't think the spoiled kid was going to do that or anything like that again. And, you know, the teacher's like starting to get his memory back. And he's like, wait a minute. Did that, did that kid? And he points at the spoiled kid. And uh, the spoiled kid has the backpack in his hand. It's very clear that he's looking super guilty. And the teacher's like, give me my phone. So one of the kids reaches over, gets his phone. The teacher calls up the security. He's like, I need you to come down to the class right now. So sure enough, a couple minutes later, teacher's still sitting on the floor. Two security guards come in and say, what happened? And uh, yeah, the teacher says, yeah, you see that kid right there? Points to the spoiled kid. He just hit me over the head with his backpack and knocked me out cold for like, uh, like 30 seconds or something. So immediately, the two security guards go up to the spoiled kid. And the spoiled kid's like, guys, it slipped out of my hand. It wasn't my fault. And just like literally grab his backpack and then grab him, basically. And are pushing him out into the hallway. He's like, guys, no. It's not my, it slipped out of my hand. It wasn't my fault. And so, yeah, all the kids were just kind of sitting there. And the teacher's like, oh, God, I should really get this checked up. Teacher says, all right, guys, um, I did have a lesson planned today. But uh, I should really just go to the health center. Get this checked up. Maybe get some ugh, aspirin. My head is not feeling great. Maybe get a concussion test. I don't even know at this point. Anyways, uh, yeah, class is canceled today. Uh, go about your uh, go about your business, whatever you're gonna do, and uh, yeah. So yeah, uh, the spoiled kid was suspended for an entire week. He was also forced to sit in the back of the class, and uh, it was very awkward for the rest of that year. And, uh, yeah, that is the saga of the Spoiled Kid versus Click on the, the video teacher. on screen right now. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it. Do it. What's up, guys? Welcome back to a brand new video. Today, we have a story of a spoiled kid who gets his parents to sue the teacher because the teacher failed him on a test that he failed because the spoiled kid didn't study. Yeah, I'm not even kidding. The whole school basically went into like a lockdown type situation during the court case. This was an absolutely insane story that I know you'll enjoy. So sit back, relax, subscribe if you're new, drop a like in the video to claim your free nothing. And with that all being said, let's jump right into it. 
So we're going to call the subscriber who submitted this story Nathan. So anyways, there's a kid in Nathan's class who we're just going to call the spoiled kid. Everyone knew that this kid came from money and like serious money. I don't mean like his parents were like, I don't know, semi-successful businessmen or lawyers or anything like that. I mean serious, serious money. However, it was always kind of rumored that the money was a little, uh, how do you put it, suspicious like kind of like a mafia type money or whatever, obviously, or not obviously, but that was, that was never confirmed or anything. It was always kind of a rumor, but it was always kind of the unknown saying that this kid came from very suspicious money. And his parents were always kind of a little dodgy as well on a, like I the subscriber, uh, what I call him, Nathan remembers that on like, what, like, what do your parents do for a job day? Cause not day or whatever, but like for one of his classes, you'd go around and you'd say what your parents do for work or whatever, or what they are or, or what they do or, or something like that. He said that like, he said like the most suspicious type jobs, like his mom was just like stay at home mom, which is totally fine, totally fair. But his dad was like a businessman who travels the world and does things. And it never got more specific than that. When the teacher asked what kind of business, the kid literally responded business. And other than that, it wasn't just that that made him suspicious. It was a lot of other things. However, this story all starts when the class that Nathan has with the spoiled kid has a really big exam. So Nathan and the spoiled kid were both taking calculus in their like junior year, which is it's pretty intense math for uh, high schoolers, at least. I know that I never took calculus in high school, and I, I mean, I'm taking the whole series right now, and it's pretty difficult. But anyways, this was definitely a class that you needed to study for and you need to prepare for if you're going to do well in it. Of course, unless you've already taken calc before, then you don't. But anyways, there was a really big exam coming up, and uh, the spoiled kid was not even showing up to class for half the days. The days that he did show up, he just wasn't really paying attention which is actually all right if you're like really, if you, if you can study this stuff well on your own, it honestly doesn't really matter. If the teacher isn't teaching it well and you can teach yourself better, then that's totally fine. However, it was pretty clear that this kid was not gonna do well in the class. And the thing is, right, there was a major test coming up that was going to have a really big impact on the grade. They only had two tests and a final, and the test and the final combined were worth like 80% of the grade. So if you bombed one of these, you were going to fail the class. So the day of the test, you know, the spoiled kid comes in late, whatever, basically completely unprepared. And uh, yeah, spoiler, it did not go well. But I got to say something. We got a sponsor today, baby, let's go! Gentlemen, did you know that 85% of women want men to manscape below the belt? They're not gonna like you if you don't do it, dude. Thankfully, I got the solution for you because today, this video is sponsored by manscaped.com. Look, guys, I'm just gonna be honest. If you ever want a chance of having a girlfriend, ever, you can't be stinky down there. You can't just have odor coming out of you. But thankfully, I got a solution for you. This is where Manscaped comes in and will solve your problem. The Performance Package 4.0 by Manscaped is the perfect solution to this. To make sure that you're all nice and trim and not, not stinking the place up, we got something cool. Take a look at this. I, I mean, of course, unless you're trying to smell like a Discord mod, but that, that's up to you. That's, that's your own decision at this point. And you might be a little scared, um, it's a little scary putting this thing down there. However, there is no need, need to fear because Manscaped has no nick, no scrape technology. So you're going to be just all right. This thing is cordless, wireless, and 
LED lights. But the performance package, believe it or not, comes with even more than just this. First, we have the crop preserver. It's gonna make your balls smell nice, gentlemen, and you gotta make sure that they're smelling nice down there or just bad things are gonna happen, just trust me on that. And also included is the crop reviver, a little, uh, little spray type thing that'll make sure you're smelling good down there for hours, keeping it nice and cool, and making sure that nobody around you collapses from just how bad it smells, which you don't want that to be happening, trust me. Probably one of my favorite items has to be the nose an ear hair trimmer. I mean, take a, just, just take a look at this. I mean, no one wants a bush in your nose. I mean, I'm that's all I'm saying. So we got you covered. And also you might be thinking, well, this sounds great, but do I happen to get two free gifts when I purchase for a limited time? Well, you do. For a limited time, when you purchase the performance package, you will get two free gifts pretty great, right? You will be getting the Shed Travel Bag and the Manscaped Anti-Chafing Boxers. Let me let me show you those. Travel Bag will make sure that you're putting, you know, you got all your stuff in one place. And the Anti-Chafing Boxers, well, I think it's in the name what they do. Go to manscaped.com to get 20% off, plus free international shipping, plus two free gifts. It's just too good when you use code PUGS20 at manscaped.com. Link down below your balls and body and future self when you actually get a girlfriend will thank you. Anyways, so today is the day of the major test, the major calculus test that both the Spoil Kid and Nathan have. And remember, if you do poorly on this test, you will do poorly overall. You will not have a good grade if you do not do well on this test. No ifs, ands, or buts. I don't care if you get 120% of the final, it's not gonna help you out. So the spoil kit comes in literally 10 minutes late to the exam. And this was a type of exam where you needed to squeeze out every single second you can get, that you are probably gonna be finishing when the time is up. I've always thought it was much better when teachers gave you like ample time to finish. Like if they were gonna make a 60 minute long test, they would give you 80 minutes to do it. And if they only had 60 minutes, then only make a 40 minute long test. You can't figure out exactly how long it's gonna take everyone to do it. So might as well, you know, undershoot then overshoot. However, this teacher was not like that. And this test was very difficult and you needed every second. However, very clearly the spoiled kid did not do well in this exam. Even Nathan was looking over, and this kid was on like page one, scribbling some stuff down, kind of looking like he was freaking out a little bit. So a couple days later, the teacher was walking around, or kind of like walking around the class with the graded exams. Hands it back to Nathan, he gets a B. Nathan's very proud of this. This was a difficult class and he spent a lot of time and this, he was worthy of the B. And the teacher went around and handed it back to the spoiled kid. And Nathan looked over, because Nathan was kind of curious to see what expression the spoiled kid would have on his face, because Nathan made the assumption that the spoiled kid was not going to be performing the best on this exam. And Nathan was correct. The spoiled kid, he had this kind of like shocked look at first, which I'm not sure why you'd be so shocked. Maybe you're like, dang, I definitely got a C and you ended up getting like a 20% or something. But anyways, this kid was not happy with the score. So he raises his hand. And the teacher's like, yeah. And he's like, kind of like motions for the teacher to come over to him. And he's kind of like, okay. It's a little weird, but all right. And so the teacher walks over and the spoiled kid kind of like whispers something into his ear and the teacher kind of shakes his head no. Nathan doesn't hear exactly what it is, but I think the spoiled kid would have been like, can I do anything to change this? Or you made a mistake? Or for some reason, probably asking to change the grade in some way. And the teacher is kind of indicating that no, that's not how it goes. So the spoiled kid said the second part a little bit louder. 
he was basically, he said something along the, Nathan doesn't remember verbatim what this kid said, but Nathan knows that he said something along, basically along the lines of this. The kid basically goes, you're not going to want to fail me on this. Trust me. And the teacher kind of responds to this as teachers probably should of like a, did you just threaten me, bro? Like, did, not bro, but did you just threaten me, kid? Are you serious? Like, I'm the one giving out the grades, and you're just some, like, snot-nosed kid. Like, come on now. And I don't know exactly what the teacher said, but he said something along the lines of that, basically saying, don't go around threatening me. And the kid says, look, I don't want to, like, I don't want your life to be miserable, but it definitely can be if you don't help me out here. Look, we all, we both want the same thing, you to have a good life and me to have a good life. If you help me out here, that won't be an issue. And the teacher kind of laughs this off and says, all right, well, you better study well for your next test if you want to have a good life in this class, and walks away. And the spoiled kid kind of shrugs his shoulders, and the teacher thinks nothing of it, and Nathan thinks nothing of it, because in most situations, this would literally mean nothing. First of all, it'd be pretty weird in the first place for a kid to be threatening a teacher like this, but to actually think that the kid would follow through and do something, that's, that's, kind, of, that's kind of out there. I'm not going to lie. That is kind of out there. However, right... Um, he does do something about it, and he does do something pretty crazy. So anyways, the next day comes around, and Nathan's sitting in class, and the spoiled kid is late. And Nathan just assumes that the spoiled kid is just not trying to come to class, as he skips it like three-fourths of the time anyways, so this wasn't anything out of the blue. But when the spoiled kid comes through the door, it is unlike... It, Nathan was not prepared for what he was to see. It was the spoiled kid followed by two older men in suits full buttoned up suits, you got the suit jacket, you got the shiny black shoes, you got the hair slicked back, parted on the left, you know, very standard lawyer attire. And immediately, Nathan realizes that something is up. So at this point, one of the lawyers goes up to the teacher and says like, Mr. Davenport, or we'll make that his name, Mr. Davenport, you are officially being served. Which if you don't know what it means to be served, it's when someone wants to sue you, um, you have to like give them a piece of legal, I don't know the law that well, but I'm not a law student, right? Gives them, like, a legal document saying that you need to show up in court or whatever. And uh, you need to, like, physically do it, I think. I don't totally know why that is a thing, but I think you need to physically go up and get them. I know that, like, there's a lot of videos of people trying to avoid being served. So they'll, like, I don't know, they'll, like, dodge, like, people trying to give them whatever, right? And sure enough, the teacher is stunned. The whole class is stunned, understandably. And uh, Nathan is stunned. I mean, this kid just literally served his teacher over failing him on an assignment. Doesn't get more spoiled kid than that. So the teacher looks at the, looks at the spoiled kid and he's like, what is the meaning of this? Like, why? Like, why are you suing me? And the spoiled kid goes on to say that, you know, that you caused him extensive emotional damages and that he has the resources and lawyers that can prove such. And the teacher's like, you didn't study for my exam and your grade reflects how well you studied. Like, that is literally it. And the, te- and the student, uh, this kid goes, well, I don't know, man. Like, I think I have the people that can argue in the court of law otherwise. And the kid leaves and walks out with his two lawyers. And after class, the word spreads so quickly. I mean, word would, sp- I mean, I get it. Someone comes into class and sues your teacher for failing them on an assignment. I feel like I would tell literally everyone about that as well. That's freaking crazy right there. Yeah, so sure enough, word spreads incredibly, incredibly fast, incredibly quickly. Everybody is talking about that. There's nothing else that's really being talked about at this point. 
And uh, yeah, teachers start to get involved, the whole staff, basically the entire school, including the staff, faculty, whatever, are made alert by the end of the week. So Nathan gets in the car, and his mom is like, the first thing she says, right, This he gets in the car right after class. The first thing Nathan's mom says is, did you hear about the, uh, like, did you hear about the case that's going on? And Nathan's like, how did you hear so quickly? Like, it literally was, he was, my teacher was just served in class today. And immediately Nathan's mom, like, it was your teacher? He's like, yeah. And she's like, so you know the student who served this guy? And he's like, yes. And she's like, you do know he comes from a very, like, wealthy family. And he's like, yeah. Isn't their money kind of suspicious, though? And she's like, yeah, that's kind of what all the other moms were saying on Facebook. But then again, when moms say something on Facebook, I don't necessarily take that as a, you know, as a pure fact. You know, I think that makes sense, though. So, yeah. They talk about it in the next day, or whenever they get back to school, if this was a weekend, obviously, of the day in school, right? So Nathan goes to his math class, as usual. Mr. Davenport was not there, and uh, instead was a substitute teacher. Understandably, Mr. Davenport had a little bit to do right now, and uh, the spoiled kid was actually in class. But the craziest thing was, when Nathan walked in the class, it was, the craziest thing wasn't the fact that the spoiled kid was there before him, which had... I think literally never happened before, but it's the fact that the spoiled kid was not sitting alone. Next to him was a man in a suit, presumably one of his lawyers. Yeah, the spoiled kid literally brought a lawyer to his math class. And the thing is, I bet this kid, this kid skips his class most of the time. I bet this kid really wanted to show up to math class with his lawyer so he could show everyone that not to mess with him because he'd sue you. He has the money to sue you, man, or something like that. Yeah, and from here, it only escalates and gets crazier. Real quick, if you made it this far into the video, comment spoiled down below. That'll be the secret word of the day. I'll try and heart as many of those comments as possible. I may not have the time, but either way, make sure to comment that down below. Uh, subscribe if you're new. Uh, I'm posting these uh, videos back on the Spotify. Sorry for the uh, little delay. I just kind of forgot to do it. So these videos will be on Spotify. It's in the description as well. I'm posting my shorts on TikTok. Go follow me on there. It's in the description. And finally, the best way to support the channel is to binge watch these videos. So after this one, go ahead and watch my older videos and tell me in the comments how many of my older videos you watched today or this week or what you do while watching my videos. I love to hear it. Anyways, let's get back to the story as things are getting quite interesting. So anyways, the spoiled kid is, is sitting in class and uh, with his lawyer, right? And Nathan turns over to one of his friends in class. He's like, dude, like, this is so ridiculous. And his friend's like, yeah, wait, talk to me after class. Like, I, I learned something interesting. And he's like, oh, okay. So after class, Nathan goes out and his friend kind of catches him. He's like, yo, like, I don't know if this is 100% true. I don't know if this is 100% like factual. I'm not 100% sure about this, but I did hear. And then his friend goes on to tell Nathan, Nathan something pretty crazy. I'm not going to lie. Pretty crazy, pretty out there. So this kid goes on to tell Nathan that, you know, this kid, that the spoiled kid is not messing around. And that apparently, like, his father really wants him to get into, insert X, really expensive Ivy League, prestigious whatever school. And that if this kid comes out with an F in his Cal class, that's going to be damaging to whatever and that whatever, right? That's going to make college admissions very difficult. So this guy, like this, his dad, is actually very, very, very much going to sue this guy unless he changes the grade. And it was initially going to be a bluff, but I think that to make sure that they can pull this bluff in the future, 
they're going through with it. And they actually have like the most expensive, the most ridiculous lawyers that will find a way to argue for like emotional damages. They will find a way to argue for it. Is it a guaranteed win? Absolutely not, because this case is ridiculous. However, this is like a legitimate thing. Like this is a legitimate court case. Because for a little bit, Nathan thought that this was just, I don't know, like a, a massive bluff, right? A massive bluff. You pay someone to come in or you pay a lawyer to hand someone a piece of paper that seems all official because it has all this legal jargon on it. But in reality, it means nothing. I mean, that can't be too difficult to do. You just go to your dad's legal office, type in, if you don't give me an A in this class, I will sue you for a trillion dollars from the legal office or whatever, making it look all official, but in reality, it has no basis. So yeah, for the next week in school, it is the weirdest week Nathan has ever experienced. Why is this? Well, basically what happens for the next week is the administration slash the school is super worried that this court case is going to like it's going to leak out of just being on this teacher and it's going to be placed on the school as well. Like they're afraid that the whole school is going to get wrapped up in the lawsuit. So it's basically like a semi lockdown. Like it's not a full on lockdown every single day, obviously. Right. But in every single class, there is like multiple teacher. There's like for every teacher, there are at least one faculty member. Right. There's at least one faculty member almost to like make sure that nothing bad happens. And the math class that Nathan was in was put on like not suspension, but was told that they won't be meeting for the near future. Right. Indefinitely not meeting. So for at least the next week, Nathan does not have math class. Right. He does not have his calculus class because they don't even want to risk anything. And apparently all the classes that the spoiled kid is in mysteriously all stop happening at the same time. I think the school was just on super freak out mode and they're like, if any teacher says anything, you know, they'll be added to the case and then might as well round it up and just put the whole school in there as well or something like that. So for the next week, it was the strangest time at school at all. Like it was so weird. And like during lunch, it was like, it was almost like a prison lunch, bro. Like there was like faculty and staff around the tables, making sure nothing weird happened. And especially there was a ton of faculty and staff around the spoiled kids table, which was him and two of his like friends that he met because he's been like living there forever or family friends or whatever. Right. And his like lawyers are sitting at the table. It is the strangest, weirdest, and a pretty uncomfortable environment, to be honest. So Nathan is honestly just ready for this all to be over. So, you know, he go on the weekend, he meets up with one of his friends. And of course, like the big thing on everyone's mind is this court case because it is taking up, a, I mean, it's taking up a lot of time in school. It's the big crazy thing, whatever, right? And uh, yeah, so sure enough, they decide that, you know, they're going to look up or they're going to figure out, try and figure out like where it's being held or trying to figure out just more about it. So they look online and there's like articles, there's like news articles or whatever being printed about it. And they're very, very local papers. It doesn't hit mainstream or anything and it never does. However, in like some very local, there's like a, the school newspaper and then a super local newspaper that is kind of like, uh, I don't know, rebroadcast school newspapers or whatever. It's being covered. They're trying to figure out more about it. But this is also when Nathan and his friend decided to do a little bit of digging into the spoiled kids like family or whatever. And they're starting to find like they find little hints of like really weird stuff. They never come to a conclusion. So unfortunately, I don't have some great like they were in the mafia type thing. But there was definitely some indications that, 
Yeah, I'm not saying it was blood money, but I'm also not saying it was not blood money at some point, you know what I mean? Like, it was definitely very sus, and there were some, like, articles about adjacent family members being arrested for X, Y, and Z, and the, like, money and offshore accounts, and all this kind of stuff. So things are pretty crazy. So Nathan goes into school the next day, and he doesn't get an email saying that his calculus class is not happening, because every single day of the week before, he got an email saying, hey, it's just not a thing, Okay. But this day, he doesn't. So he decides to stop by his calculus class, assuming he's not going to see anyone in there. However, he goes in there, and you know who he sees? Mr. Davenport. Mr. Davenport is back to teaching. The whole school also felt really normal walking in, but he just kind of assumed that this was this, I don't know, so early in the morning that they weren't all locked down type whatever. So, but Mr. Davenport was starting a lesson. He's like, oh, like, Nathan, uh, come on in. Like, I'm just starting now. Nathan walks into his calculus class, completely thrown off guard, because at this point, he was almost convinced that, you know, oh, I'm probably never going to have calculus class for the rest of the year. I'm going to have to self-study for the AP now. I mean, I guess it's kind of cool not to have that class every day. This is not always, like, the most useful thing. Hopefully, they just slap an A on my report card because of what happened. But no. Like, class is starting up again. So Nathan walks in, and he sits down, and uh, there's one kid who is not in attendance for this class, which is surprising. I thought more kids would just assume it would be done, but apparently every kid except one kid is not there. Can you, guys, which, can you guys guess which kid was not there? If you guess the spoiled kid, you're correct. The spoiled kid was the only kid who wasn't in attendance. It's crazy, right? So all of a sudden, he's like, he turns to his friend. He's like, yo, What? His friend's like, dude, huge updates. I'll tell you after class. So anyways, class is done. He gets out. And also, once he's walking out, like, Mr. Davenport is looking so confident, so, like, kind of happy with himself, looking back to normal, basically. Um, and uh, the friend stops him outside of the class. And he's like, yo, dude, you got to hear this. So obviously, Nathan's like, yeah, what's good? And his friend goes on to say, yeah. So basically, what happened was the whole thing was starting to go down this weekend. And it was like preliminary court type stuff. I'm, by the way, I'm going to mess up some of this stuff because I'm not a legal expert. And this was told to me over Instagram DMs by another guy, by the subscriber who submitted this, who also isn't a legal expert, who heard it from a friend who isn't a legal expert, who heard it from someone else. Okay, this is going down the grapevine, many iterations and many iterations of people who don't know what they're talking about. So some of this is going to be a little bit messed up, but I'm going to do my best to give you the best, uh, explanation of what happened. So essentially, it was like a very preliminary, like basic, like introduction to like the court process or whatever. And when this whole thing was put before a judge, apparently the judge was like so infuriated by like looking at like the case or whatever, that he did two things. First of all, he dismissed it outright. He didn't even want to hear it. He thought it was ridiculous. And I think somehow he had the power to just not even hear it. And just to say that, like, this isn't even a breach of the law, this is ridiculous. However, the judge was so mad by, way, by the, the, the way that, like, these people were trying to waste the court's time that he, like, was just, like, he's just, like, I think he told one of his, like, staff or secretary or it was some, I don't know, intern working for him or something, just be, like, look into those pe- these people. Like, these people are, like, ridiculous trying to sue for this. Like, is there, like, do they have a history of this? Because I think the judge at first was, like, oh, is there, like, a history of, like, them doing this or whatever so I can, like, try and prove a reason not to hear from them in the future? 
But apparently, and I don't have specific details on this, but apparently one of the interns started to find reports and court filings and just little stuff, right, about this family, about like some kind of fraud or strange activities. And the judge is like, I want to see a full-scale investigation to this. I think it was put to the sidelines before, maybe someone that the family knew worked there and they had some kind of connection to them or something. But yeah, now that the judge was angry about this and somehow the intern was able to sift through or sort through all the files or something, they're, they're going into a full investigation into this family for various things. Is It was like reported up to the FBI or something. It was like, at this point, I do not have an update on what has happened. I think it's all very much behind closed doors. Nathan doesn't know if anything fully happened. All he knows is word got out that like a full, like that not only did the case be, get thrown out, but also a full investigation into the family has started. So moral of the story is don't sue someone for something stupid and also study for your tests or you will fail. Yeah. Uh, help the channel out by leaving a like and watching. Click on the video, video on screen Oops. right now. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it. Do it. What's up, guys? Welcome back to a brand new story. And today we have a story of a spoiled kid who gets the karma he deserves. I know you'll enjoy it. So let's jump right into it. Subscribe if you're new. And yeah, let's call the subscriber who submitted this story, Jeremy. So anyways, Jeremy went to school with this kid who we're just going to call the spoiled kid. And this kid was the spoiled kid because... As always, he always got everything he ever wanted. His parents, not, look, his parents did have a lot of money, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're immediately a spoiled kid or an entitled kid. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people who, you know, I know, and like, oh yeah, their parents do pretty well. However, they're good people, and it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily need to mean that they're bad people. However, the spoiled kid totally let his parents' success get to his head, which explains the following actions. So this all happened one day. It all seemed like a normal day, as these stories normally do. Jeremy was just going, hanging out with his friends, might have been in class or first period or something like that. And that's when the spoiled kid walks in with his new designer shoes. Are these the new Gucci uh, Yeezy uh, Saint Laurent X uh, Supreme Brick shoes? Maybe. Do they also go for $1,000? Maybe. Either way, it doesn't matter exactly what the shoes are. All you got to know is that the spoiled kid is immediately flexing them. Like the way he walks into class, he is like strutting, strutting in a certain way so that like he can show off the label of the shoe as much as possible. So instead of walking in like a normal person and kind of like, you know, trotting in or doing whatever, he is like flexing his foot so it's like as flat as possible and kind of shaking it around to get people's attention so that they will look at his shoes. So then when they look at his shoes, they will see the label and be like, oh my God, he spent a thousand dollars on shoes. He must be a great person. Dude, I don't totally understand what he was going for with that but uh either way um he went for it he tried to do whatever he was doing and he was walking in and he was like yeah man i'm gonna be so cool everyone's gonna love me because i have these expensive shoes on yeah so anyways uh jeremy and his friends notice this and jeremy turns to his friend he's like bro once again the spoiled kid is trying to do what the spoiled kid always does basically come in flex his like whatever new thing because like he did this a while ago with his new uh supreme shirt or whatever right he's like yeah man i just spent so much money on x or y or whatever he comes into class he shows it off to everyone everyone doesn't care as always he gets upset about it and then realizes that you know the real way 
that I'm going to get people to like me is if I be a nice person. Psych, just kidding. The real way that I'm going to get people to like me is if I get the new Gucci shoes, baby, let's go. Yeah, and it's kind of a cycle that repeats itself. So this was nothing new for Jeremy. And uh, so another important detail that will be extremely important later on, so remember this, is that Jeremy and the spoiled kid, they have a crush on the same girl. And uh, we're going to call this girl, uh, what are we going to call We're going to call her Audrey. I haven't used that name in a second. Uh, Someone I used to go to school with in kindergarten. I've been going through my kindergarten names of people I used to go to school with. uh, But yeah, we haven't hit her yet. So yeah. Anyways, uh, so Audrey is a girl that both Jeremy and the spoiled kid likes. And they both know about it. And they both know that each other like the same girl. So they already have a bit of a rivalry at this point. Um, you know, because there's a little bit of a rivalry. But, you know, at the end of the day, Jeremy just didn't really like this kid for other reasons. The other reasons being that he wasn't a great kid. But Jeremy watches as the spoiled kid goes up to Audrey. And, like, he's walking by Audrey to go to his desk in the first place. But he just stops when he gets to where Audrey is. And, like... It's like, oh, it kind of stretches back. And it's like, mm, ah, like, oh, wow, my shoes aren't tied. And like Audrey looks down and Jeremy, who's watching the whole thing happen, looks down. Bro's shoes are not untied. He just wanted a, like an opportunity for people to look at his shoes. So Audrey looks at him and she just says, your shoes are not untied. And, you know, the spoiled kid goes down on one knee, unties his shoe and starts to retie it. He's like, well... I guess, I guess I just wanted, I guess I just wanted to make sure that my shoes were nice and tight. He goes through and he reties them again. He's like, oh, wow, I'm just going to, my foot, it's so sore. I'm just going to stretch it out. He just starts like flexing his like foot around and moving. He's just trying to show off his new shoe. And at this point, like, I don't know, Jeremy's just so annoyed by this. But at the same time, he also isn't like threatened in a sense. And by that, I mean, he knows that Audrey is not impressed by this, um, understandably, understandably, she is not super impressed by the spoiled kid doing this. And, uh, yeah. So, you know, when he walks by Jeremy, he's like, hey, Jeremy, I don't know if you saw my new shoes or whatever. He's like, yeah, man. And, uh, yeah, I also don't care, bro. So you might be thinking, dang, that's kind of harsh. Like, I get that Jeremy doesn't like this kid, but he's being really blatant about it. Look, this kid has been on Jeremy's nerves for the longest time, and they have just historically not gotten along together. So this isn't some surprising move that Jeremy is trying to be, oh my God, Jeremy, you're being so mean to him. No, this is kind of just normal. This is every day. This is standard. And, uh, you know, Jeremy's like, oh man, it smells over here. It smells of jealousy. Is that, is that what I'm smelling? Little, little baby's jealous. So at this point, ah, Jeremy's just like, bro, ah, like, just, just, just get out of here, man. Like, you're not going to impress Audrey with that. You're not going to impress me with that. Just go back to your seat. And the spoiled kid gives Jeremy this look. This look of, fine then. I still smell jealousy. He, like, walks over to his seat. So anyways, fast forward to recess or free period or whatever you want to call it. And uh, it was raining outside. It was raining pretty heavy. And all the kids, or at least the big group of kids that Jeremy was in and the spoiled kid was kind of tagging along... They all wanted to stand outside for some reason. I don't know if they were standing outside just to be in the rain, or maybe the rain had stopped. All you need to know is the ground was muddy. Either the rain was going on and the ground was muddy, or it had just rained. I think it makes more sense that it had just rained. 
because that would explain why the ground was muddy and why they'd want to go outside. So they were going outside, and the spoiled kid was not paying attention and just steps in a big pile of mud. Yeah, completely, like, not wrecking, right? You can always wash your shoes. But definitely scuffing up his new super fancy shoes that he was basically revolving his entire personality around. So, yeah, the spoiled kid is like, wait a minute, what? No! He looks down, his shoes are completely covered in mud. He's like, no! He turns to Jeremy, he's like, you did this! And Jeremy's just like, uh, what? He's like, you did this to me! And uh, once again, he just looks at him. He's like, uh, bro, I don't think I understand what you're saying here. He's like, you know what you did. Jeremy, once again, looks at the spoiled kid. and is just like, uh, bro, I really don't. He's like, you planted this mud in front of me because you were afraid that I was going to steal Audrey away with my shoes. And Jeremy's just like, dude, back up a second. What? The spoiled kid's like, this will not go unnoticed. I will enact my revenge if it's the last thing that I do. And Jeremy's like, bro, first of all, it's not that deep. Second of all, how did I plant a mud puddle in front of you? You really think that I watched you go outside, that I watched you walk outside or will go to walk outside? I ran in front of you, went up, this like went on my knees, begged to the rain gods that we would get rain, had it rain for exactly 35 seconds, have it only rain where the mud was in front of you, and wait for you to step in it because you weren't even paying attention. Did I also pray to the, you know, spoiled kids not paying attention god to make you not pay attention as well, bro? Is that how it went down? And the spoiled kid is just looking at Jeremy. He's like, I know what you did. And you know what? I will enact my ultimate revenge. And, uh, you know, Jeremy's like, what do you mean by that? He's like, you know what? By the end of this day, Audrey will be dating me. (laughs) And uh, Jeremy's just like, bro, I don't know what you're talking about, man, but good luck with that, buddy. Good luck with that. You know what? If if that's what's going to happen, that's what's going to happen. But... Best of luck, pal. I have a feeling that's not going to happen. Uh, yeah, so anyways, the spoiled kid is about to go completely crazy mode to try and get Audrey to date him by the end of the day, and it's really awkward. Real quick, if you made it, made it this far into the video, comment spoiled down below, and we also have a special message from our like sponsor. Our sponsor is me. I don't get sponsored. Watch. Hey. I just want to say, if you leave a like on the video right now, you will get your very own free nothing. And I just wanted to show my face as a part of authenticating that I will give you absolutely nothing if you leave a like right now. I mean, you heard the man. Leave a like in the video. And also, as always, the best way to support the channel is just to keep on watching videos after this one. Anyways, so, you know, Jeremy watches as the spoiled kid runs off probably planning to find a way to get Audrey to fall in love with him. And uh, I'm not going to lie, the spoiled uh, uh, Jeremy was not too concerned. Believe it or not, Jeremy was not fearing for the fact that Audrey will be taken away from him because the spoiled kid, he's uh, he's just so, he's just so like, oh man, everyone wants to date the spoiled kid because everyone likes him. Not. That is just not even close to how things are going right now. So yeah, um, Jeremy watches, and he kind of like walks back in, and he watches as the spoiled kid 
walks up to Audrey in the in the middle of everyone. There's like other kids around, and Jeremy's like, or uh, sorry, the spoiled kid's like, Audrey, I have an important question. And like people kind of knew that the spoiled kid had a thing for her, like on the low key. So people kind of turned around. They turned their heads. They're like, Hey, yo, like what's going on over here, bro? Is is bro about to make a move? And yeah, sure enough, um, kind of like a little bit of a crowd forms. And the spoiled kid goes on one knee, like he's gonna propose to her. And it's like, Audrey, will you be my girlfriend? And she's like, okay, Audrey's a very nice girl. Uh, but she also very much does not want to be her boy, his girlfriend. There we go. So she's like, uh, well, uh, and he's like, well, uh, cause at this point, the spoiled kid starts to realize it's not going 100,000% his way. So he starts to be like, uh, I, I, I'll, I'll take you out to dinner wherever you want. Uh, I'll, I'll take you shopping. I'll let you buy literally whatever you want. Uh, I'll let you have these new Gucci shoes. <laughs> he takes off his shoes and she's like looking at them cause they're all muddied up and they smell terrible cause his feet have been in there for like at least five minutes. So, uh, yeah, she's like, ah, uh, I'm sorry. I, I just don't think I'm, I don't want to date anyone right now. His boiled kid's like, okay, <laughs> that's fine. And he just starts running back and he runs and he sees that Jeremy's looking at him. And the spoiled kid, his face of sadness turns to a face of anger. And he looks at Jeremy. He starts walking right towards him. He's like, you did this to me. And uh, Jeremy's like, bro, I don't know what you're talking about. For the second time today, I don't know what you're saying. And he's like, you took away my Gucci shoes, and now you took away my girlfriend. And Jeremy's just like, bro, once again, I have nothing to do with anything. Like, something, sometimes things just go bad in your life, bro. That just happens. Uh, wh- 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 why are you freaking out at me? What did I do, bro? What? Yeah, so sure enough, um, the spoiled kid says that he will get his super revenge and he's got to watch out because he's about to own him in public and that he's about to get super owned. And Jeremy's just looking at the spoiled kid with this kind of blank look of like, oh, okay. I can't wait to see how this kid quote-unquote owns me. Like, he's going to wreck me, bro. He's going he's gonna to destroy me. Ah, uh, yes, of course. This kid is, the spoiled kid is definitely going to have something on me that makes everybody like him and everyone hate me. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, so the spoiled kid does something pretty ridiculous, as you shall see. Anyways, as you remember, first period, they have class together. So the next day comes around, and basically, the teacher has notes on her desk. So every single day, the teacher will kind of look at the notes to read off of them. So the spoiled kid had a plan that he thought was genius, but actually turned out to be one of the stupidest plans ever that got him in tons of trouble. But what the spoiled kid did was he went over and he replaced, he got there early and he replaced the teacher's schedule, like the little bullet points that she looks at to see what to say and replaced it with a piece of paper that had one bullet point on it. And that one bullet point said, Jeremy is stupid, ugly, and poor, and no one should ever like him. Spoiled kid, and he said his actual name, but we're going to say spoiled kid. He's like, spoiled kid is so cool and has lots of money. Everyone should like him. Yeah, I'm not even kidding you. Bro wrote this. 
I guess what the spoiled kid was thinking was that the, the, that his teacher didn't look at this piece of paper as a reference to generally say what they're doing today. I think the spoiled kid thought that that like, piece of paper was a legit script that she read word for word, and that if he replaced the script, she was so much of a bot that she wouldn't even realize the difference and would just say that sentence out word for word. And I think in the spoiled kid's mind, the teacher was going to say that sentence word for word. All the kids in the class were going to be like, wow, I never thought of it that way. You know, Jeremy really does suck. Spoil kid, you're the greatest ever. And then Audrey's going to go down on both of her knees. Not like that. She's going to go down both of her knees and be like, oh my God, spoil kid, I made a huge mistake. I do want to date someone, but I only want to date one person, and that's you. And then everyone flaunts around the spoil kid being like, you're so cool, you're so epic. And Jeremy's like, what about me, man? And they're all like, you suck, you're the worst. And they all start throwing stuff at him. Yeah, this is basically the fantasy of the spoiled kid right now. So the spoiled kid, sure enough, Jeremy notices that he replaces the piece of paper on the teacher's desk with his own little writing. And as soon as the teacher gets in, you know, she uh, like picks up the piece of paper, looks at it, and just, just starts staring at the spoiled kid. Because it's like when you write your own name in graffiti, like you vandalize a building and you're like, bye, uh, I don't know, Connor Pugs, right? <laughs> like, bro, they're going to know who it is. You don't, but it's like you rob a bank and you leave your business card. It's like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm just going to leave my business card right here. Bro really outed himself by saying like, oh, this kid sucks and this kid's the best. Obviously, I mean, maybe not obviously, but at least in pretty clearly the kid where it says this kid is the best, pretty clearly it's that kid who did it. Yeah, so sure enough, the teacher looks at the spoiled kid. And the spoiled kid is looking blankly back at the teacher with this big old grin. And the teacher's like, spoiled kid, can you come up here for a second? And the spoiled kid's like, what, me? And he gets up. And Jeremy's looking at him. Because Jeremy only knows this information later on because... Like, other kids tell, like, bits of the story, and he puts it together from there. But sure enough, the teacher, like, <laughs> says, like, a spoiled kid, please come up here for a minute. And a spoiled kid comes up here, and, like, Jeremy can faintly hear her be like, did you write this? He's like, uh, no, I think this was written by you, actually. <laughs> yeah, he was really trying to gaslight her and be like, no, miss whatever, miss teacher, you wrote that I am super awesome and that Jeremy sucks. It was you the whole time. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, but uh, sure enough, she's like, spoiled kid, do you really think that I'm going to fall for this? He's like, what? Come on, me? No, 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 Miss Teacher. You're being ridiculous here. I would never write this, even though it's totally true. I would And she's like, spoiled kid this was very clearly you and he and she turns to like some kid in the front row adam and adam looks up oh yeah what's up adam did spoiled kid put this note on my desk adam's like uh yep spoiled kid's like adam you snitch and she's like spoiled kid please go to the front office he's like it's true though why don't you just say it because it's true speak more facts in class miss teacher she's like spoiled kid Get to it. Go to the front office. 
Yeah, so spoiled kid got, like, one day in school, uh, just, like, after-school detention for, like, an hour. It wasn't that big of a punishment because you, like, didn't really do that much. But he did say some pretty bad stuff in the letter. And uh, he wasn't, like, forced to apologize to, um, to, to Jeremy or anything, so that's not how Jeremy figured out. Jeremy just figured out from, like, bits and pieces of other people. But, yeah, sure enough, the spoiled kid got owned by his teacher and... Uh, Believe it or not, Audrey did not fall in love with him. Shocker. Click on the video on screen right now. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it. Do it. What's up, guys? Welcome back to a brand new story. And today we have a story of one of the most entitled spoiled kids on planet Earth. This spoiled kid not only makes fun of a poor classmate to his face, but then his mom tries to sue all of his classmates for quote-unquote emotional damages because they made fun of her baby boy. Wah! Yeah, it's probably one of the crazy stories I've heard in a while. I know for a fact you'll enjoy it, so sit back, relax, subscribe if you're new, and let's just jump right into it. Also, leave a like for all the brain cells I lost reading this story. Uh, it helps out, man. But anyways, we're going to call the subscriber who submitted this story, Ryan. So anyways, there's a kid in Ryan's class who we're going to call the spoiled kid. And Ryan was in sixth grade. However, Ryan was almost done with sixth grade at this point. He had about a week left. And the spoiled kid uh, decided that, or his parents at least, decided that they wanted to throw a party at their house on a Saturday where all the kids could come over and all the parents could come over as well as kind of to say, like, congrats on, I don't know, congrats on, like, getting through the sixth grade. Like, the, like uh, it was a celebration, right? And at this point, Ryan and all of his friends kind of knew that the spoiled kid was, I mean, a spoiled kid, right? Kid was kind of a jerk, and kid was kind of a jerk because he was rich. That's just kind of how it goes. Not just because you're rich means you're a jerk. A lot of kids that have a lot of money, right, they're actually really good people. They don't let it change the way that they act. But you definitely know that one kid who's as super entitled and acts that way simply because he has the funds that he didn't earn. Like, even if he earned them, don't let that go to your head. But, bro, he didn't even earn the stuff that makes him go to the that, that kind of inflates his ego. But anyways... Ryan and his friends were still kind of excited to go to a party with all their friends because they were thinking, like, first of all, the spoiled kid's house is probably pretty nice, and, uh, spoiler, they were 100% right about that. But also, like, you know, they were going to a party with all their friends, and there's probably going to be fun things and maybe Nerf guns and a pool. So, yeah, how bad could it possibly be? Let me just say that they had no idea how bad it was about to be. So, yeah, I guess, spoiler, it was bad. But anyways, uh, you know, Ryan and his parents show up and they, you know, they pull up to the uh, directions and, you know, Ryan has never actually been to the spoiled kid's house. He expected it to be a nice house, right? You know, he knew this kid's parents had a lot of money because the spoiled kid would never stop talking about it. But when they show up to the house, Ryan is completely flabbergasted that people live in houses like this. They had to drive to like a 20 minutes away from him to like the gated community or whatever. This guy had like four floors to his house. He had a massive backyard. Bro had like a massive car garage. He had the coolest pool ever. And Ryan is walking in with his mom and his mom turns to him and says, don't get any, like, don't get any ideas here. Basically saying like, what you see here is unlike anything you'll have in the real world. So chill out for a second. I'm just trying to provide for you, bro. Anyways, they get inside and, you know, the spoiled kid's mom was like, welcome, come on in. And you see all the parents kind of standing around talking with each other. They got their little plate of appetizers or whatever. And the spoiled kid's mom says, oh, spoiled, like all your classmates, all your buddies are upstairs in the spoiled kid's room. 
So Ryan, you know, walks up the stairs and he goes towards like he kind of goes in the direction of all the noise as he's assuming that's where all the other kids are. I mean, he was right, but he walks in and he opens the door of what he can only assume is the spoiled kid's room. And sure enough, he sees the spoiled kid sitting on his bed and all the other kids in his grade are kind of like surrounding him. They're kind of standing around as this guy is giving a talk. And the spoiled kid's like, oh, Ryan, good to see you. Like, take a seat or whatever. And Ryan kind of like stands where all the other kids are. And the spoiled kid's like, oh, where did I leave off? So yes, as you see over here, you can look into my closet. Hey, Gerald, open the closet. And this guy named Gerald's like, all right. He opens up the closet, opens it, opens it up to show all these like really fancy clothes and shoes. And the spoiled kid starts pointing that I got in Spain, that I got, you know, on my 12th birthday, that, you know, I paid $1,000 for. I mean, I had to mow the lawn twice for that, guys. Can you believe it? And like Ryan looked at his friends. He's like, wait. For $1,000, you mowed your lawn twice. You got $500 for every time you mowed the lawn. Bro, I'm lucky if I get $5 if I mow the lawn. Nevertheless, anything, bro. Like, my mom, like, Ryan's like, my mom's just like, do it, bro. I'm giving you, I'm giving you a bed. I'm giving you food. I'm driving you around. I'm nice to you. You better mow this lawn, bro. But yeah, anyways, uh, it's kind of more of that. The spoiled kid was kind of just going on about like, oh, I have this. I have that. I have this, I have that, flex, flex, kind of just continuing on like that. It was getting kind of boring, right? And that's when, you know, you know, the spoiled kid's like, oh, well, let me show you guys around back. And Ryan was kind of excited because, like, in the Evite or whatever, it said, we have a pool, we have Nerf guns, like, the kids will have a lot of fun. So Ryan was getting excited because a pool and Nerf guns, like, dude, that's going to be a good time. Like, genuinely now... Me and my friends are trying to set up a Nerf gun fight somewhere. Because I don't care how old you get, that stuff is so fun, dude. I used to love doing that as a kid. I actually had a Nerf gun birthday party once. It was pretty cool. Like, they walk, like I walked around and, like, some of my friends were, like, my bodyguards or whatever since I was the birthday guy. And there would be, like, one assassin friend trying to get... It was fire, bro, I swear. Anyways, though, um... Yeah, so they walk outside and the spoiled kid is like showing them around and there is a pile of nerf guns but instead of walking towards the pile of nerf guns the spoiled kid draws them away somewhere else and ryan's kind of thinking oh i guess we're just gonna like get a tour first and then we'll go to the nerf guns and the spoiled kid is bringing them towards this shed and you know i don't know ryan's kind of just like why are we going towards this shed dude like i like i i don't know why we're going to a shed like you're gonna show me your gardening tools are you gonna show me your rate collection you gonna show me your bag of leaves that you collect or someone else collected? You definitely didn't collect them. But they get there. The spoiled kid opens up the garage door. Is like witness the glory. So the spoiled kid opens up the garage door, and sure enough, there are four cars in there. And these aren't like the cars in the garage. These aren't the cars that his parents normally drive around. These are like the extra special cars. It's like the sports cars, the really fancy cars, the ones that like collectors would try and get. And like, you know, at this point, the spoiled kid was going around to each and every single one of the cars and saying what was super special, what was super awesome, what was unique and interesting about each of the cars. And I don't know, all the kids kind of didn't care like, maybe there was one of the kids who was more of a car person than the other one. But but for the most part, man, I mean, these kids were just trying to, like, you know, they were just trying to play Nerf guns, dude. They were just trying to go to the pool. And this is where the spoiled kid, 
this is where he commits his first, like, uh-oh, spaghetti-o moment. I don't know why I called, you know, making fun of someone poor not oh spaghetti moment, but anyways, the spoiled kid's like, hey guys, come with me, like, I want to check something out. So after, like, you know, Ryan and his friends are so bored of, like, listening to him flex about his parents' cars, he's like, finally, maybe we'll go to the pool, maybe we'll play Nerf guns. But the spoiled kid seems to be walking towards their cars parked on the side of the road. And the spoiled kid is like, I'm going to give you, like, a rating of all your cars. And Ryan is, like, starts looking to his friends because he already knows this is kind of sus, bro. This is a little weird. Yeah, so sure enough, the spoiled kid brings him down, and he's like, all right, well, look at this car over here. He says the brand, like, the name or whatever. He says the year and the model or at least what he guesses it to be. He's like, this right here, this is a real junker. This is a beater car. This car sucks. Is this like your fourth car that you just that you just got for fun because you like crappy cars? And some kid is like, no. Like, that's my family's car. Bro, like, and here's the thing, right? Unfortunately, this kid's like, you know, in a situation where his parents are kind of stripped for cash and they have to all share one car. So first of all, just the fact that this kid, like his parents were like, cool with letting him or letting his mom drive him take the only family car to spend some time at the spoiled kid's house that's a pretty big deal man but for this not just for that even if you know i don't know even if this kid had all the cars in the world or something just to go out of your way to make fun of someone's car because it is like not as fancy as yours just to make fun of someone's social socioeconomic status is just a low bro and a low blow in general man so yeah, sure enough, you know, Ryan kind of turns to his friend and he's like, this isn't cool, right? His friend's like, yeah, no, this is really messed up. And they're watching as the spoiled kid doesn't take any social cues and continues to be like, well, you guys should really consider getting a newer car that sucks a little bit less. I would consider the insert name of like $40,000 car or whatever. And you know, the kid who we'll just call Dave, right? Dave's like, man, I don't think you get it. Like, we can't just buy whatever we want for a car. Like, this is the only car we could afford. And the spoiled kid looks at him and says, oh, well, that's unfortunate. And then he, the spoiled kid literally just goes on to berating the next person's car. So for the next five minutes, the spoiled kid walks from car to car, basically calling everyone else poor. And there was even one car that was low-key kind of nice, right? But he was like, oh, this isn't the new one. It sucks. It's like, oh, yeah, bro, you only spent $15,000 on this car. You're broke AF, bro. $15,000 on a car is crazy. But anyways, right, you know, the spoiled kid was used to spending a billion dollars per car. Yeah, I spent about one quintillion dollars per car. I spent the entire GDP of Canada on this whip, and I don't even drive it that often. (sighs) Ha, whatever. Yeah, so, yeah, at this point, everyone is getting pretty annoyed. They were all kind of looking at each other. And uh, thankfully, right, one of the moms came out and signaled that it was time to like that like food was out. So they all went back inside. So Ryan kind of like tailed off with one of his friends while they got some food and they kind of went to the corner of the room and they started talking. And Ryan's like, like this, this guy kind of sucks. Like I knew he wasn't cool before, but like that's kind of a low blow what he did to all of us. And like, yeah, and then like Ryan's friend said, yeah, especially Dave. Like we all know his parents are going through it right now. One of, parent, one of Dave's parents like got laid off recently and they were already in a sticky situation in the first place. So for the spoiled kid to go out of his way and be like, your car is sucks, it's for broke people, take this L or whatever, was just really a low blow. 
So after the party, because everyone eventually goes home, they never actually ended up playing Nerf guns. So yeah, Ryan was pretty upset. Not just at the fact that they weren't able to play Nerf guns, by the way, but also the way that him and his friends were treated while at the Spoil Kit's house. So yeah, anyways, uh, they kind of make a big group chat, or Ryan... No, 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 let me step back for a second. Ryan is in the car, and he's on his phone, and that's when he gets an invite to a big group chat on iMessage, right? And he checks all the recipients, and it's literally everyone in his class besides the spoiled kid. And basically, he receives a text message from Dave, the kid who's like, you know, going through a bit of a tougher financial situation and was roasted by the spoiled kid for it. And Dave sends a kind of like a big, long text message saying, you know, what the spoiled kid did to me and all of you guys today was unacceptable. Like, this is like ridiculous. The guy invites us to our house, not so that, you know, he can host us and we can celebrate graduating the sixth grade or whatever, but instead to show off all that he has and to make fun of us for what we do not. Like, we need to get revenge somehow. So all the other kids were putting in like agreeing, like they were all agreeing or whatever. And then one of the kids was like, what do you mean by revenge? And they decided that they had to like somehow pull a big prank on this guy. Yeah, instead of getting adults involved or whatever, I guess all the kids were like, nah, we're handling this on our own hands. The court of justice is us. Because of course, mob justice is always the best way to go. That can never go wrong. But anyways, they come up with a plan. And the plan is really crazy. The plan is like really out there. However, you know, they decide to go with it. And it's really only a plan that a bunch of sixth graders would ever come up with and try. However, it went down pretty well. So they were, let me tell you what the plan was, right? And cue the action movie music in the background. So anyways, the plan was that for the entire week, they're going to talk about how on the last day, right, the last day of school, this, the, 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 the school is having, or their grade is having a very special day. Very similar to Halloween, where you dress up as a costume and come in. The very last day is Clown Day. And it's to celebrate uh, the life, and it's like a memorial for a very famous clown that used to live in their city and used to go to their school. So everyone in the grade on the last day of school is going to dress up in full clown makeup to basically uh, commemorate his life. However, that is a complete lie. But they wanted the spoiled kid to believe it, so on the very last day of school, when everyone came in normally, disexcited for the last day activities, the spoiled kid would come in in a full clown suit. So for the next rest of the week, the kids would basically put up posters, whatever, and they would like, when the spoiled kid was like, because they like map, they went crazy, bro. These kids went crazy. They figured out everything. They mapped out this kid's classes. So like right before the kid got out of the spoiled kid got out of class, they would put up clown day posters on the wall. And as soon as he walked by, they would take them down. You know, he would be sitting around with them and they would start talking about clown day celebrations, what they were going to wear. And after about a week of doing this and with everybody involved, they got him convinced. So on that Friday, nobody knew if he was actually going to come in in the clown outfit because that was low-key a bit of a stretch. They're like, I don't know. Like, he's definitely going to, like, either not do it because he doesn't feel like it or maybe he's going to tell his mom and she's going to say it's BS. Like, honestly, don't even know. However, the moment of truth finally came. So they're sitting, Ryan and his friends are kind of like standing around the lockers, right? Right before first period. So they got about like five minutes and the doors open up and the spoiled kid, he walks in in full clown gear. 
He has the red nose. He has everything on. And, uh, yeah, they got him. They got him good. If you made it this far into the video, comment clown down below. Don't comment spoiled, comment clown. That'll be the secret word of the day. And also, if you want to support the channel, the best way you can do so is just to continue watch older videos after this one. A really easy way to do that is to watch my storytime playlist that has all my videos. Just put it on the background while you're doing something else. The playlist is the first link in the description. Let me know in the comment section if you're going to do that down below so that I can say thank you for supporting the channel. Anyways, let's get back to it because the spoiled kid's mom is about to do something pretty crazy. Anyways, the spoiled kid gets into school, and very quickly he realizes that he's been duped. Nobody else is in the, the clown outfit. All these kids are staring at him, and like immediately he goes up to one of the kids and is like, why aren't you guys in your clown day uh, costumes? And they look at him, they're like, what are you talking about, bro? And he's like, wait, you guys were talking about your clown day outfits. You all were talking about your clown day outfits. And what, what about those posters I saw on the wall? Where are they? Like, you guys all told me that it was clown day, that we're gonna come dressed up as clowns. And they all looked at him. And every kid he was talking to had a little bit of a smirk. And eventually the spoiled kid put two and two together. And he was so angry. So immediately he goes in the bathroom, takes off his clown makeup. <laughs> bro came in full clown gear, bro. He was, this, he was cosplaying as himself, IRL, dude. Yeah, but anyways, he walks into the bathroom, takes off his clown makeup, but he can't call his mom because his mom's at work or whatever. So he has to go throughout the rest of the day in the big poofy clown pants and the clown shirt. Oh, man, it was a fantastic practical joke. One week into summer. So, you know, Ryan and his friends are just sitting around, enjoying the sun, having a good time, just having a good time on break. Most of the kids would start going off to camp or going on a trip with their parents or, I don't know, maybe start mowing lawns or whatever. But that's not going to happen for like another week. The first couple weeks of summer, they all kind of had free and they were all going to hang out together. So Ryan was enjoying a nice summer day. You know, he wakes up late because he went to bed late because he was on call with the boys playing some Minecraft or Fortnite or something or Roblox. He was having a fire night. He wakes up late, excited to go downstairs, grab a thing of cereal, walk back upstairs, hop back into bed while he's eating cereal because it's breakfast in bed because it's summer, baby. He can do what he wants. Watching some YouTube videos, maybe some Connor Pugs videos. Subscribe if you haven't already. But no, not today. Instead, you know, he wakes up, you know, from, you know, wakes up late, excited to go downstairs to get a bowl of cereal. But instead, he is confronted by his mother, looking very angry. And the spoiled kid, oh, sorry, Ryan is like immediately confused. It's like he hasn't done anything recently. There would be like no reason for her to be mad. So Ryan kind of looks at his mother and he's kind of like, what's up? Because it's very clear she's upset. And she's like, I got this message on Facebook today. And she turns it around and shows it to Ryan. And Ryan is trying to read it as quickly as possible to figure out what on earth his mom is so upset about. And he sees the profile. And the profile pic is very clearly the spoiled kid's mom. And it's a long message about how her son, as well as a bunch of other kids, came together to play a mean 
evil prank on her son right after they hosted like a party for them after they very nicely offered up their house that all these devilish children decided to make embarrass her son and humiliate him in front of everyone and their son had to go to like has suffered extreme emotional distress and therefore has just been sitting inside playing video games all day and immediately ryan in his head he's like bro he does that anyways this kid is fibbing but anyways, you know, the spoiled kid's mom didn't see it like that. She goes on to say that, you know, she demands that all the kids come together in like 48 hours or less, come together, make a formal apology, and deliver it to both, you know, her and her son at their house. And if they don't do that, she will be putting together a team of lawyers to sue each of the children individually for causing emotional damage to her son period, end of message. Ryan was just like, hey, yo, is this, a, is, is this April 1st? Because I think I'm being pranked right now. And, her mom, and like Ryan's mom immediately starts to like go into him. How could you pull a prank on this kid who seems so nice? You know, he offered up his house to you. And this is what you do a week later. What has gotten into you? Like that I was good friends with that mom too. Or we were beginning to be friends. She seems super nice, but she's just trying to be nice there for her son. Like I expect you to make this apology immediately. And until you do no more video games going on and on and on. Ryan's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on a second. You very clearly only heard one side to the story. You know, Ryan's mom's like, all right, you know, I'm listening because I think she probably did believe there was probably a bit more to this than just her son decided to be evil for no good reason. And her son goes on to explain everything that happened and goes into good detail about how the spoiled kid is actually a really bad kid and how he was berating all of them and belittling all of them, and especially going extra hard on, you know, Dave, the kid in, in, uh, in Ryan's class who has been going through financial issues for a while, but even so, very recently, one of his parents just got laid off. And after, after Ryan went through talking about everything that happened, you could see immediately that, like, Ryan's mom's face just definitely melted a little bit. The kind of icy cold like you get you're gonna pay for this type look turn into a look of like oh wow like there's more to like once again just kind of proving that there's always two sides to a story and before you jump to conclusions man it's just a good idea to just just pay it just just hear them out right it's always a good idea to listen yeah so anyways ryan's mom's like wow well i don't know if i necessarily endorse what you did as it was a little crazy of you guys to do so but I definitely don't feel so, I don't feel it's as necessary you guys make an apology. Then she goes on to say, well, I am a little afraid since that family has a lot of money that they will legitimately try and bring us to court or whatever. And uh, that would be, you know, unfortunate because even if their court case doesn't go through or it's like denied or whatever, it would still cost us some money that we don't have to try and defend ourselves. And, you know, at this point, you know, Ryan's like, but isn't it kind of crazy she's going to sue kids? And that's when Ryan's mom thinks about it for a second and says, yeah, you know, this is crazy. So Ryan's mom's like, wait a minute. I know that, you know, the spoiled kid's mom is on like the, I don't know, the parents association of, I don't know, South Park, Illinois. Let's pretend that's the city that they live in. I doubt that's actually the city that they live in, but just in case it is, then oops. But anyways, you know, she's on the parents league of our city. 
And I don't think that the president of the Parents League would be so happy to know that she's threatening to sue other kids, you know, to sue other kids at like that live in the town. I think that that, that would be grounds for her to be kicked out. So immediately, right, Ryan's like, all right, well, you should go contact the other parents and make sure that they know what happened. So kind of similar to all the kids making a group chat after the spoiled kid was like a jerk to them, Ryan's mom makes a group chat with all the kids' parents after the spoiled kid's mom threatened to sue their children, right? She goes on to explain the story from Ryan's perspective, just in case any of their children haven't gone around to telling them yet, and then also followed it up by saying, I don't think we should do an apology, and if you're worried about, like, her suing our children, I think I got a plan. So all the parents reply saying, yeah, like, this is ridiculous. I've never heard of suing children for being a little mean or playing a prank, a plank, playing a prank on someone before. And some of the dads were chiming in, yeah, I used to do that all the day, all the time of the day, but, but or all the time back in the day or whatever. And they're like, okay, well, what's your plan to, like, basically get her to not sue us because I'm not trying to go through that headache, especially over the summer. So Ryan's mom explains that, you know, they're all going to come together and they're going to tell, you know, the spoiled kid's mom, no, we're not going to do it. And then they're going to tell her that, you know, they, she better not, you know, get like, she better not like try and sue any of their children. First of all, that's ridiculous. But second of all, if she does decide to make the mistake and decide to sue some of their children, that, you know, this, you know, the uh, Ryan's mom or their, them or the, I guess the moms collectively may or may not accidentally send a private message to the head of the parents association of the town that they live in with a screenshot showing her threatening to sue their children. And uh, yeah, so they come together, they send the message, and sure enough, the spoiled kid's mom backs down. She is, like, screaming at them in the DMs, like, you caused my son emotional damage, whatever, yada, yada, yada. It is totally fine for me to sue. Like, I can use the legal system to how to enforce the laws and make sure that this is a good, like, uh, civilization or whatever. However, she did say that she was not, like, she said, because you guys are blackmailing me, I will drop the legal charges or whatever. Which, that's kind of crazy that, you know, they're blackmailing her. I mean, maybe... No, barely, dude. She's threatening to sue their children. All they're saying is that they would just let the, you know, the head of the parents association know about her trying to sue their children, bro. Oh, that's all I'm saying. So yeah, after that point on, Ryan had a pretty great summer. And the next year around, uh, the spoiled kid did not attend their elementary school. He, in fact, or their uh, middle school, I guess, he was moved to a private school that was like 30 minutes away. And who knows why? Maybe because he alienated himself from everyone there because he was a massive jerk. Moral of the story, don't Click on the jerk, video guys. on screen right Bye. now. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it. Do it. What's up, guys? Welcome back to a brand new story. Today, we got a story of a spoiled brat that ends up punching the teacher over the fact that the teacher said that TikTok was bad. And this spoiled brat was like famous, quote unquote, on TikTok. So he was like, oh, my God, you can't speak poorly about TikTok. Take this in the face. But uh, yeah, it ends really, f uh, I'm not going to say it ends poorly because it ends pretty satisfyingly. The spoiled brat does get karma, don't worry about it. 
So yeah, I think you'll enjoy this story. So sit back, relax, subscribe if you're new, and let's just jump right into it. So we're going to call the subscriber who submitted this story Gavin. So anyways, Gavin had this kid in his class who we're going to call the Spoiled Kid, and the Spoiled Kid had 5,000 followers on TikTok. And I don't want to say anything bad about 5,000 followers on TikTok because I know that when I hit 100 subscribers on YouTube after about like two years of doing it, I was super excited back in 2016, right? So I'm not, I'm definitely not shaming you or anything if you think that a couple hundred followers is big or a couple thousand is big. Honestly, I don't even think that like my number of subscribers is big and like the, the the big scheme of things. But this kid really let the 5,000 TikTok followers go to his head. And it's totally cool to be proud about having like a handful of followers or whatever, but definitely don't let it go to your head. Even if you're freaking PewDiePie, don't let it go to your head, right? So he posted like clips of like him playing Fortnite or something. And he kind of uh, like, he, he it, it became like his personality, right? The fact that he had 5,000 followers on TikTok. But he also made it like, an excuse for him to not do anything he didn't want to. For example, actually, where the story starts is Gavin, another kid, and the spoiled brat were all put in the same uh, group, right? It was a group project in this class, and, uh, you know, the group project was supposed to be divided up fairly evenly between all the kids, and uh, it was it, that was supposed to be done uh, via the group. Like, the group was supposed, to, uh, was supposed to divide up all the stuff. It wasn't like the teacher said, you get to do a third, you do this third, and you do this third. It was kind of just implied that all the kids were going to do an equal third. But it turns out, right, you know, Gavin was telling them, like, hey, man, like, I'm not going to do anything because... I have much bigger things to do. And they're all sitting at the table, or not Gavin, the spoiled kid. And like, they're all sitting at the table and Gavin kind of looks at the spoiled kid. He's like, bro, what are you talking about? You're not going to do your work. Like, of course you're going to do your one third of the work. Like, it's not that, like, it's really not that deep. Just do your work, bro. He's like, no, 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 you don't understand, man. Like, I gotta, like, I gotta grind on my TikTok, bro. Like, I'm blown up with these Fortnite clips. I have 5,000 followers on TikTok. What do you have on TikTok? 20 followers? That's what I thought. Shut up. Sit down, kid. I'm better than you. Take this L. I'm not doing anything. So at this point, Gavin and the other guy are pretty upset at the spoiled kid because they're like, bro... You really can't be saying like, oh, I need to spend all my time posting Fortnite clips. This guy posted like one or two Fortnite clips a day on TikTok, which you do not need to spend 17 hours out of your day to post two clips of you smacking kids in Fortnite, bro. Like, it's really not that difficult. And it's also not that deep. And it really should not take you that much time. And these weren't like hyper-edited clips or anything that might genuinely take hours and hours for like 10 seconds. These are just like clips. And the thing is, the majority of the clips got like 10 views on his TikTok account. It's just one of them went like super viral and got like 2 million views. So he gained 5,000 followers really quickly. So it's not like this kid had a consistent audience that would come in every single day. It would be like 50 views, 20 views, 500 views, 10 views. But bro had 5,000 followers. So it went to his head and he was like, I got to grind my TikTok, man. This is my future, not school. And Gavin was kind of thinking to himself, or he said this out loud, actually. He's like, bro, I get it. You don't think this is your future, but also my I don't want my future to be doing all your work because you don't think this is your future. That's not what I want my future to be. So Gavin and his friend, basically, or the other guy he was with, basically said, hey, spoiled kid, you need to do X. Like, they kind of lay out what he needs to do. Like, you need to do it or, like... I don't know. There, it's, there's going to be consequences, right? He doesn't specify what. He's like, dude, just do it. And the spoiled kid's like, fine, whatever. I'll just do it. The spoiled kid does not end up doing that part of the presentation, right? He's too busy smacking kids on Fortnite and posting them for 10 people to watch, right, on TikTok. 
And uh, Gavin, his friend, are pretty annoyed about this. So they meet up last minute and they realize, like, the spoiled kid has done none of his presentation. We just got to do this really quickly. So they quickly do the last bit of the presentation, or I should say group project because they didn't present it. The last bit of the group project just by themselves. And they got like a B on it, which is fine. But they definitely probably would have gotten an A if the spoiled kid did his part of the presentation and Gavin and his friend didn't have to do it last minute. But whatever, right? So that bit of the story is low-key just context to the spoiled kid because when things really get intense, when things really get crazy, is right now. Because today they came into class, and this was a couple days after the group project, so Gavin and his friend are still pretty upset about the fact that the spoiled kid basically decided to dip on them and just, like, not do any of the work. They were pretty upset about that. But anyways, they're in class, and the teacher decides that, you know, he's going to have a very different type of presentation today. A very different type of, like, of, of school day, right? So normally, I, I think they're in, this is like a history class or English class or something like that. But today, the teacher, I think he read like some article about how bad, how bad TikTok was, and it inspired him that he was going to do an entire class segment just on how bad TikTok was. So they walk into class, and you know, the spoiled kid sits down, Gavin sits down, everyone else in the class sits down, and the teacher starts to go on and say, so you guys might have this app called TikTok on your phone. I just want to say I need all of you guys to uninstall it right now, which first of all, I agree, TikTok is pretty sus, and the algorithms are definitely pretty malicious, in my opinion, and they definitely are just not, it's probably not good for you to be on TikTok too long. I've deleted that app like seven times. It's so easy to quit. I've quit ten times. Ha ha ha, right? Uh, but yeah, no, this, but it's a little bit of a, in my opinion, it's a little bit of like an, a step, uh, like stepping over the boundaries for the teacher to say, oh, take out your phones right now and delete TikTok. So, like, I don't think any kids actually did that, but, like, they, they, the kids took this as an opportunity, uh, opportunity to go on, like, in their Instagram or their Snapchat for, like, a minute as to pretend that they're uninstalling TikTok. And then after they're all on their phones for a minute, pretending to uninstall TikTok, the teacher goes on to say, well, now you guys are probably wondering why I asked you to delete an app on your phone. Well, today's presentation will show you why. So the teacher goes on to show all these slides and whatever. He's like, oh, like there's like the government spying on you. The algorithm is like making you like addicted and depressed or something like that. Which, yeah, I will say that I found like the TikTok algorithm leaves me feeling kind of bad after I'm done watching TikTok for like 20 minutes. And I just have not found that same thing with the YouTube or any other social media. Eh, other social media, maybe. But, like, I feel like YouTube, when I'm done watching a bunch of YouTube videos, I actually, like, feel a little better or the same. Uh, but for some reason, when I've, I'm done watching TikTok videos, I just feel drained and bad. So I, I don't know what's up with that. Maybe that's not a universal thing. That's just an experience. But anyways, he's, he's talking about how TikTok is bad, how TikTok's addictive, how TikTok is, like, the worst or whatever. And the spoiled kid, whose entire personality is the fact that he has 5,000 followers on TikTok, wasn't that big of a fan that this teacher was saying all this. In fact, he was big angry. He was big mad, right? The teacher was not happy, or the spoiled kid was not happy at all about this. So, you know, in the middle of this presentation, the spoiled kid literally stands up. And, like, at this point, Gavin kind of looks over because he sees the kid in his peripheral vision stand up quickly. And he looks over this kid is, sta is standing straight up, and, uh, you know, Gavin's like, bro, what is this kid about to do? Like, this is kind of weird. And the spoiled kid goes in and be like, you're wrong, just saying, like, you're wrong in the middle of everything. So the teacher is in the middle of his presentation, and he kind of, like, looks up and looks around, and he sees Gavin, like, standing behind, like, standing up and saying, you're wrong, right? 
So he's like, oh, like, what? Like, like, what are you saying, Gavin? Like, first of all, like, don't interrupt me like that, but, like, what are you saying? And Gavin's like, TikTok is not bad for you. How could it be bad for you when I have 5,000 followers on there? Bro didn't even give a solid argument back. He literally just said, I have, he, he just wanted an opportunity to flex on everybody. He's like, how could TikTok be bad if I have 5,000 followers? Like, bro just wanted an opportunity to say, I have 5,000 followers, I swear. But anyways, the teacher goes on to say that, like, eh, no, I've read all these studies. Like, they keep you addicted on the site. The site is not good for you. Like, sure, it can be fun in moderation, but, like, most of you guys are definitely not on TikTok in moderation. Yeah, it was definitely kind of a boomer-y, like, presentation. I'm not gonna lie. However, he still kind of has a point. I think it's a little bit weird for the teacher to be like, you shouldn't be on TikTok, and here's why. But at the same time, like, I don't know, he still kind of got a point. Like, it's not like the presentation's actually gonna make any of these kids not go on TikTok. But it's also not super harmful. And the spoiled kid is taking it very, very, very seriously and personally. So, you know, the spoiled kid is like, you know, I think TikTok is great and you're full of rubbish. Like, I'm not addicted at all. I'm not addicted, not even the slightest. So when he hear when Gavin hears this, he's like, oh, yeah, of course. The kid who says he can't, you know, he can't even do our classwork, right? He can't do the homework, right? He can't help out the group because he's too busy doing his, like, TikTok clips. Yeah, this kid is definitely not addicted, right? Oh, 100%. No, he can definitely go without it. Uh, sarcasm, by the way. And uh, so the teacher goes on to say, okay, well, I got a challenge for you. And this challenge should be super easy for anyone who's not addicted, right? Go 24 hours without going on TikTok. And the spoiled kid, I, I would have thought that the spoiled kid would have been like, no, I need to make more content, right? But I think the spoiled kid was really just trying to own the teacher super hard. And the spoiled kid would probably go home and go on TikTok anyways when he gets back. So he just says, challenge accepted. I'm going to show you that I'm not addicted at all, and I'm going to own you. And, you know, the teacher's like, okay. So the spoiled kid sits back down. Teacher just goes back to their presentation. And the spoiled kid is sitting there all smugly. Like, he's sitting there with this smug little grin on his face. But literally, and I mean literally, two minutes, like 120 seconds. I don't mean like, ah, a little while later. I mean two minutes. Two minutes, right? Gavin looks over, and he sees the spoiled kid is on his phone. But the spoiled kid is not just on his phone. The spoiled kid is watching TikToks, bro. Like, the spoiled kid is watching TikTok videos. Like, this kid is straight up 100% addicted to TikTok, bro. Because he said, oh, yeah, I'm going to prove you wrong, Mr. Teacher. I'm not going to go on TikTok for a whole 24 hours. And literally two minutes after he says that, he's on TikTok in class watching it like not at like no volume he's not just he just doesn't have the caption he also has the volume up a little bit yeah and that's when the teacher notices that the spoiled kid is on tiktok if you made it this far into the video uh comment spoiled down below that'll be the secret word of the day i know it's not very secret you guys can sometimes guess it but i'm not trying to make these words too difficult right or too obscure and if you want to farm some hearts and try and become like top commenter or something cool comment uh, uh, spoiled down below because i'll try and heart as many of those comments as possible 
Also, if you want to support the channel, the best way you can do so is just by watching old videos in a really easy, after this one, of course, don't click off this video, but a very easy way to do that is to watch my storytime playlist. It has all my stories, and I linked in the pinned comment down below. So if you decide to support the channel by watching old videos, maybe via the playlist, let me know in the comment section down below if you're doing that, just so I can say thank you to you guys for supporting the channel, as I really, really do appreciate it. Anyways, let's get back to the story. So just a little recap. The teacher says the TikTok is bad. The spoiled kid says TikTok is not bad and that he is not addicted. The teacher then challenges the spoiled kid to not be on TikTok for 24 hours. That wouldn't be super hard for someone who isn't mega addicted to TikTok. And, you know, the spoiled kid smugly accepts the challenge. And within, literally, like, two minutes, the spoiled kid is back on TikTok, kind of proving the point of the teacher. And that's when the teacher sees that the spoiled kid is on his phone and sees that he's on TikTok. So the teacher literally stops his presentation. So the teacher was in the middle of a presentation talking about how TikTok is bad or whatever, and he just stops it. But the thing is, right, the spoiled kid does not even realize that the teacher has stopped his presentation because the spoiled kid is watching a TikTok video of like funny Fortnite moments number 7,426, right? And the teacher walks up to the spoiled kid. And the spoiled kid at this point is so like just, <laughs> he's just so deeply involved or is focused on his TikTok videos, the funny TikTok video he was watching or whatever, that he doesn't even realize that the teacher is standing right above him looking down. And the teacher did have like a bit of a smile on his face. Like the teacher probably was definitely gloating a little bit because he did. <laughs> I mean, bro, when this kid rudely interrupts your presentation and you challenge him that, oh, you can't be on, like you can't go without a day without TikTok and he like proves your point in class two minutes later, it's like you seriously couldn't ask for anything better to prove your point. So after a second, the spoiled kid starts to like realize, like he just like gets a sense that someone's looking at him. He looks up, he sees the teacher, he quickly turns off his phone and puts it in his pocket. And the teacher's like, so you couldn't even go two minutes, man. And the spoiled kid's like, that wasn't TikTok. And the teacher's like, are you sure? It sure looked like TikTok. And the thing was, Gavin saw it, and it was 100% TikTok. He saw the likes. He saw the scrolling. It was the videos. It was exactly 100% TikTok, right? And the kid's like, dude, no, it was my photo app. And the, the teacher's like, seriously? You were just looking at your photos? That explains why you were watching a video, and you left a like on it, and then scrolled to the next TikTok? And the kid's like... It doesn't matter. I'm still not addicted, bro. And, like, at this point, the teacher's like, okay, well, you did disprove my point, like, that you couldn't even go two minutes without going on it, right? Like, and you also said that you wouldn't go on for 24 hours to prove your point. So I kind of feel like I disproved my point, and you kind of just, like, conceded here. The spoiled kid did not like hearing this at all. He was not happy about this. He's like, it doesn't mean anything. In fact, it just means that it's really good. That's why I keep going back. And you know what? Do you have 5,000 followers on TikTok? I didn't think so. And the teacher was like, you know, like, that's cool that you have a thing going on there. I'm just saying the app itself isn't good. And the spoiled kid's like, I think you're just jealous of my 5,000 followers on TikTok. And the teacher's like, I, like, you know, uh, like, congrats on that, but I'm also just not jealous because... I don't go on TikTok, and I also wouldn't really care. And since I don't go on TikTok, why would I care about having some followers on there? Like, that really doesn't make a lot of sense. 
but still congrats for you, but also the app is bad. And the spoiled kid was starting to get really angry. And the spoiled kid starts to threaten getting lawyers involved. I know that sounds like a pretty big logical leap, but the spoiled kid was getting so mad because he was, he was low-key getting owned in this conversation. I mean, when you say that, oh, I'm not going to go on TikTok for 24 hours, and then like two minutes later, you're on TikTok, right? And the teacher calls him out on it. He's like, so at this point, the spoiled kid's like, if you don't stop talking bad about TikTok, my employer, I'm going to get lawyers involved, and they're going to sue your butt off. And the teacher kind of looks at him and is just, like, super confused. He's like, what? Like, that doesn't make any sense. And the spoiled kid's like, it does make sense. And the teacher walks closer to him to kind of, like, continue the conversation. He's like, I'm just saying that, like, TikTok isn't good and it's keeping you addicted. And the spoiled kid's like, you don't know what you're talking about. And the spoiled kid, like, raises his fist, clocks it back, and then whoosh, swings on the teacher, makes connection with his face, boom. Or, like, I, sh I should get Boom. Ow. Okay, that kind of hurt, bro. But I, I had to do it for the YouTube video. I had to do it for you guys. Make sure to drop a like in the video for the pain I just went through. But anyways, right, um, so he makes contact with the teacher's face. And the thing is, right, you know, I don't think, I don't think the spoiled kid was like some crazy martial artist that's actually super good at this or something. Or, I, I, I don't know, like he's some, see some god at like fighting people. I think he just accidentally swung and got a really clean hit because the teacher literally fly, he, okay, he doesn't fly back, but he like falls backwards onto the ground. And at this point, the spoiled kid literally reaches in for another punch. Bro wasn't even doing one punch, he was doing multiple punch. And bro was really fighting the teacher to defend the honor, <laughs> to defend the honor of Fortnite? Or not, not Fortnite, of TikTok? TikTok isn't your mom, bro, lay off this guy, jeez. But anyways, right, so all the kids start to, like, a bunch of kids rush up and they pull the TikTok guy back or the spoiled kid back and some other people go over to the teacher to make sure he's okay. So the spoiled kid didn't knock out the teacher. He didn't, like, fully, like, get him, like, or he actually might have knocked him out briefly, but he did knock the teacher down on the ground. The teacher gets up. He's like, like, what did, did what I think just happen happen? And Gavin, because Gavin went over to the teacher to make sure he's okay. A bunch of other kids made sure the TikTok kid didn't swing again, or the spoiled kid didn't swing again. And, you know, the, the Gavin's like, I, like, I barely believe it too, sir, but you're right. Like, what? Like, you did just get swung on, right? And at this point, the, the teacher's like, I, 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 I can't believe that. I can't believe that. Yeah, so the teacher is kind of just in complete shock and disbelief. Honestly, Gavin is, is kind of shocked, too, because it escalated really quickly. Like, in the beginning, like, the spoiled kid was definitely speaking out of line and definitely uh, being a little bit aggressive. But it escalated quickly to, I'm going to sue you, and then literally getting punched in the face, which is pretty ridiculous. But the teacher, once he kind of regained his senses and he wasn't as shocked, because, like, for a good minute, he, like, barely said anything, the teacher did, because he was just so flabbergasted by what happened. Because you don't expect your, your kid, like, a kid in your class to punch you in the face because you said, oh, big corporation bad. <laughs> it's not like his dad's the CEO of TikTok or something. Or it's not like he's birthed from TikTok's algorithm. His mother is not the algorithm of TikTok, bro. Like, come on, chill out. So eventually the teacher gets it together and is like, like, do you know what you just did? And like, looks at the spoiled kid. And you can tell right away that the spoiled kid is already regretting his actions. He's shying back. He's starting to like sweat a little bit. 
he looks super nervous, right? He definitely knows that he messed up big. And the spoiled kid's like, uh, it was an accident. I fell into you. And the teacher's like, that's not, like, the teacher's like, that's not true. That's not true at all. And, you know, the spoiled kid looks to everyone in the class and is like, guys, back me up. And the thing was, the spoiled kid has been acting super arrogant about his 5,000 followers on TikTok. And one thing's for sure was that Gavin and the guy, the other guy in the group with him and, uh, you know, the spoiled kid, uh, Gavin and that guy were definitely not going to back the spoiled kid up because they already, like, they already saved him for not doing any work, which Gavin doesn't even know why they did. They honestly should have ratted him out, but they just didn't feel like doing all that, right? They're like, nah, that's just not worth it. But yeah, they're definitely not coming to his, his defense a second time. They're not backing him up again. And basically, everyone else in the class had felt slighted in one way or another by the, by the spoiled kid and his like obsession with like, oh my god, I got 5,000 followers. That's why I'm a jerk to you. Oh my god, guys, I have 5,000 followers. That's why I'm ignoring you. Oh my god, guys, I have 5,000 followers on TikTok. That's why like, I'm not, like, I'm being such a jerk to you or whatever, right? So no one in the class really liked this kid or came to his defense at all. And, uh, yeah, so the kid is kind of looking around very frantically, trying to find someone who's going to defend him. But everyone, first of all, no one's going to lie just to defend the spoiled kid. And also, the truth was the spoiled kid was the one who punched the teacher in the face. That's just reality. That's just what happened, bro. Like, that's just how it went down. Like, there's nothing you can really do about it. That's just how it went down. And the teacher knows what happens, too. So they're not going to be able to convince the teacher otherwise. So the teacher walks up to the spoiled kid, grabs him by the scruff of his collar, and is like, you are coming with me. So the rest of this is kind of like not from Gavin's perspective, because obviously Gavin did not go to the front office with them. However, Gavin heard news from like other people from like, I I don't know, like word got out pretty quickly. And this is just what Gavin heard. So I'm going to fill it in as if Gavin was like watching this from like, as if he was a fly on the wall. So the teacher's like dragging the spoiled kid down the hallway, right? And the spoiled kid's like, I didn't do anything, I didn't do anything. And the teacher's like, you're not going to convince me otherwise. I know what I saw, like, and everyone else in that classroom can back me up. And the teacher had these little, had this like bruising. Like his teacher, the teacher's face was already bruising on one of the cheekbones. Like there was already evidence on this teacher's cheek, as well as like... 20, 25, 30, I was going to say 50, but I think it's a little smaller, like 30 kids that are eyewitness accounts too. So the spoiled kid knows he's screwed at this point. They go to the front office and, you know, after a bit of questioning, I guess like the, the, the principal or whoever is the one who's like sitting there with the spoiled kid and the teacher is just kind of like, why? Like this, the, the, the principal just doesn't understand why the spoiled kid did it. And the spoiled kid's like, he was making fun of my like passion. And the teacher goes on to say, I was doing a presentation about why TikTok's algorithm is, like, dangerous. And he's like, no, he wasn't. He was saying that I was stupid. And the teacher's like, no, and I have, like, a bunch of kids in class that can say, that can attest that, like, I wasn't saying that. And the principal even says, even if the teacher was saying that you were stupid, which he shouldn't have done, but it doesn't look like he did, let's say he did, that still doesn't give you the right to punch him in the face. Like, that's a very serious, you know, offense or whatever, right? So the spoiled kid kind of just takes the L. And while this might be shocking to some people, if you hit the teacher, you will get in trouble. 
And, uh, yeah, the kid got, like, an entire week of in-school suspension, which is, like, you know, normally when you're suspended and you go home, maybe your parents can be super strict, but maybe you can get away with just playing video games the whole time. No, with in-school suspension, you literally have to sit there in school doing nothing or maybe having to do your homework for, like, an entire week. So, yeah, the uh, spoiled kid was also not able to post TikTok videos. They found his account, and they basically said, if you post, your in-school suspension will double or something, which is, like, dang, they kind of ruined his TikTok career. That was kind of sarcastic, the TikTok career part. Bro got, like, 10 views per video, man. I, th I think he can take a break. But yeah, moral of the story is don't punch your teacher over TikTok because TikTok Click on the video on screen right now. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it. Do it. Leave a like on this video and I'll give you nothing. I know it's not a lot, but hey man, at least I'm honest, so leave a like. What's up guys? Welcome back to a brand new story. Today we have a story of a spoiled brat who literally has a meltdown in the airport because she has to fly commercial. She can't fly in a private jet, she has to fly commercial and the world is ending, man! No! Yeah, so that's today's story. I know you guys will enjoy it, so sit back, relax, subscribe if you're new, and enjoy stories, and let's just jump right into it. So we're gonna call the subscriber who submitted this story, Jamie. Jamie was also the name of one of my close friends in middle school, so I'm kind of cycling through my friends' names right now. I don't know if you guys have noticed. But anyways, uh, so yeah, Jamie and his mom are going on a joint vacation with their cousins over the summer. And the summer comes around, and uh, Jamie's cousin... We're going to call her, we're just going to say Jamie's cousin. We're just going to call her the spoiled brat, right? And uh, Jamie doesn't really see her cousin that much or see his cousin that much. And just because, I, I don't know, they live in different areas. They're, they get along kind of, but, you know, since like, uh, you know, it's his mom's sister, they definitely, like, his mom's like, you know, I want to hang out with her more. This is a great opportunity. And Hawaii is a really nice place. Oh, yeah, by the way, they're going to Hawaii. Pretty cool spot. I've never personally been, but I've definitely heard really good things. So anyways, they're going on a, you know, they're going on a trip to Hawaii together and they're driving next to the, to the same airport. I know I said that they live far away from each other earlier, but it was uh, the spoiled brat and her mother were uh, like they had for some reason they were in the area like they either were taking a vacation near. It was like this was part of their vacation. So they were taking a vacation near where Jamie and his mom lived. So they decided to meet up real quick before to get like lunch or something and then drive to the airport together. So after getting lunch together, Jamie like and his mom and the spoiled brat and her mom, they're all driving to the airport in one car. They park it and they go up. And here's one thing. Jamie has kind of assumed that, you know, the spoiled brat, like, has been to an airport before. And I'm not saying, like, because, like, she was, like, 15 at this point. Jamie was 16. These are not young kids. It's not like she was 7 and had never been in an airplane before. She had flown around a lot. And Jamie has looked on the spoiled brat's Instagram, and she's posting photos from all these crazy locations. Like, I don't know, like really cool places in France, Italy, Spain, like literally everywhere, bro. So she's definitely been on, she's been on an airplane before. However, little did Jamie know was that she has been on an airplane before, but they've all been private, bro. They've all been private jets. I don't think I've ever been on a private jet before, but like that sounds pretty cool. But I could never imagine like not knowing what it's like to fly normally, bro. Like the only thing you know is flying private. But anyways, Jamie doesn't know that yet. So anyways, they get to, uh, you know, the airport line, and I know if you guys have ever flown before, you know it's a disaster. The second you walk in, there's like a thousand people walking all around, yelling on their phones, sweating, whatever. It's, it's not fun. 
going to the airport is never that fun, you know. You definitely just do it because you have to do it. So Jamie and his mom are kind of used to this. They're not big travelers, but Jamie travels at least once a year in the airport. So he's used to this. He doesn't like it, but he's used to this. However, the spoiled brat, her eyes like widen. Like you could see, it's as if this girl saw a ghost or something, dude. She's like, she immediately turns to her mom and kind of is like whispering something to her. And her mom is like very sternly like, chop, chop, chop. And Jamie's like, what? So Jamie kind of leans in a little bit. And he hears that the, she hears he hears the spoiled brat literally like telling like whispering to her mom like mom mom you didn't tell me there was gonna be so many poor people around here and her mom's like shut up don't say that that's very rude and she's like mom I can't help it I'm just not used to this mom and Jamie's just like bruh like is this literally is is this gonna be like what my trip's gonna be like the spoiled brat cousin i have just complaining about oh my god man there's so many poor people around here i just can't handle it man i just can't handle it dude is that literally gonna be what the trip's gonna be like because if that's what the trip's gonna be like i already need to know that it's time for me to pack my bags and get the frick out of here bro because this is not gonna be great yeah so uh jamie's mom didn't hear that and jamie's like all right i'll tell her about that later but Let's just focus on getting to the airport. So they're in this TSA security line, and it's, you know, I don't know. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's long. It's, it's not that fun, but you kind of just deal with it. You know, it's not like anyone else has, like, priority. I mean, there is TSA PreCheck, which is pretty sick. I suggest to get it if you can because, you know, I hate those lines, bro. But, yeah, I mean, none of them have it because, like, I don't know. Jamie and his mom are like, we're not flying enough, and we're not trying to, like, spend three hours on a Saturday and drop a couple hundred bucks not trying to do that. And also, uh, you know, uh, the spoiled Brad and her mom, they're always play flying on private jets. There are, they don't need to be in a line. They don't need TSA pre-check. They have their own line, dude. They are the line. So they're all standing in the regular line, which just spans super far back, bro. And at this point, the spoiled brat is literally complaining 24-7. Like, there's not a second where she's not complaining about the length of the line. And Jamie's just thinking to himself, like, wow such a new what a what a what an astute observation that this line is long it's not like i'm literally in the same line as you bro it's not like we are going through the same thing together right now no 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 you're going through something totally different from me man like that's totally different like you're i'm sorry for you yeah keep complaining i feel so bad it was sarcasm by the way yeah, so she's just complaining, and she's also continuing to whisper stuff to her mom, and Jamie at this point kind of realizes that when she complains out, lo out loud, like, she knows that it's not, like, the worst thing, but when she whispers something to her mom, she's probably like, why, there's so many poor people here, and her mom's like, shut up, man, like, that's rude, or whatever, but her mom really isn't reprimanding her that much, just like, don't say that in public, like, we don't want people to think badly about us, or whatever, so yeah. Um, Jamie already knows it's going to be a long trip, but that's when they get, like, they get, they basically get through the entire line, and if you don't, if you've never been in an airport before, you need to go through these, like, metal detectors and, like, body scanners, and you also have to take, like, your phone, your wallet, jackets, any, any, like, kind of, like, jewelry type things off your body, just because, you know, they gotta, like, scan it or whatever individually, or it might set off the metal detector, I'm not totally sure, so they get up there, and the spoiled brat's about to walk through the thing normally, and they're like, hey, like, sorry, like, can you take, okay, I don't say sorry. Uh, you know, TSA workers are up 24-7, so they're always a little grumpy, but they're like, take off your watch or whatever, because, like, the spoiled brat had this watch on, and she was like, no, I'm not taking off anything. And, like, they all turned to her, bro. 
Like, at this point, Jamie and Jamie's mom just, like, give this look of, like, uh, what? What did she just say, dude? Like, is she really talking back to a TSA worker right now? Like, you, you gotta be kidding me. And, like, the spoiled brat's mom, like, pulls her aside and, like, whispers something very sternly into her ears or whatever. So, eventually, the spoiled brat takes off her watch or whatever, puts it through the line. And, like, bro, it's not that big of a deal. You're just gonna put it on 30 seconds later. I think she was like, oh, my God, the poor people are gonna steal it. They're gonna consume me alive. She probably went on Twitter and saw someone say, eat the rich. And she's like, they're coming to feast on my soul or something like that. I don't know, man. I'm not in her head. But anyways... Yeah, so uh, Jamie goes through this, and, like, as he's going through it, he gets to the other side, and, you know, he's sitting with his mom, putting his shoes back on, and he's like, Mom. She's like, Jamie, I know. Just don't say anything about it. Like, they were literally on the exact same page at this point. Like, they were just, they were on the same page with what's going on, bro. So, yeah. Anyways, you might be thinking that that's the end of that, that they made it through and they're done. Not even close, man. Not even close. Because anyways, you know, they get through and the, uh, you know, the spoiled brat is basically saying like, okay, because they're hungry or they're not even that hungry because they had lunch. But, you know, they want to eat something before the flight to Hawaii because it's a bit of a long flight. And, you know, the spoiled brat is like, you know, I'm in the mood for a filet. Uh, if you don't know, that's a really like fancy type of steak that costs a lot of money. It's a very good cut. I've had it before. Filets are very solid. They're, they're expensive. So you're going to be dropping some money on it. But like if you get the opportunity... Like, it's definitely a nice cut of meat. However, bro, you're in the airport. You're lucky to get McDonald's that isn't going to give you food poisoning if you're in the airport, man. So, you know, she's like, I want to get some filet or whatever. And uh, they're just like, I don't, I don't know how to help you, man. Like, literally all there, is, like, all there are, like, around here is kind of a sus sushi place. And I'm not trying to get the gas station type sushi. A McDonald's and a thrift store that has, like, gummy bears. So if you want a McDonald's and gummy bears, that's about as good as we can offer. Uh, I don't know if we can help you with the filet, filet mignon situation. I'm sorry about that or whatever. At this point, the spoiled brat legitimately starts to break down into tears, which Jamie was so caught off guard by. Like, sure, he saw that she was under a lot of stress. Very, like, the stress was obviously put on by herself. Like, there's so many poor people around here, man. I just can't handle it. Like, bro, come on now. But <laughs> she literally breaks down into tears and is like, I've never flown commercial in my life. Mommy, I never want to fly commercial ever again. It's the worst. Like, I have to wait in these lines and I'm surrounded by gross people. AKA poor people is what she was trying to say. Like, this girl was literally going off the deep end at this point. It was crazy, man. But, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah, just let that all sink in, man. Just let that all sink in. And at this point, uh, I don't know, like, Jamie's just, like, looking at his mom, and he kind of gives her, her a look of, like, what? Like, a lot of confusion or something? Because he was really confused when the spoiled brat said, like, quote, in quotes, like, I've never flown commercial before. Because he just kind of assumed, like, he knew that they had money or whatever, but he didn't know that they had private jet 24-7 money. Like, that's just a different type of money, if you know what I mean, right? That's crazy stuff. And yet she's just like, I've never flown commercial before and I never will again. This is a scarring activity. And like the spoiled brat's mom's like, don't worry, honey. I'll get you great. I'll get you therapy for this. And like, look, honestly, I'm a big proponent of like, you know, getting yourself checked up, having someone help you through stuff that you need help through. Like I'm a huge proponent of that. However, 
bro, you don't need therapy if you've just been in a public space. If you've been around people and that make less money than your dad, you do not need to go to therapy, bro. That's all I'm saying. Maybe, maybe I'm the, maybe I'm the, maybe I'm the jerk here. I don't know. I don't totally, I, maybe, maybe, man. Maybe you caught me. I don't know, man. However, all I'm saying, all I'm saying, man, you don't need therapy because you bitter out poor people, bro. That's so crazy. But anyways, you know, Jamie and his mom are like, haha, okay, guys, we're going to go and get some food. So Jamie and his mom go to McDonald's or whatever, which I'm sure the uh, spoiled brat would literally puke if she saw the people inside of McDonald's because, oh my God, I can't handle it anymore. So they're just sitting there. They got a seat. They're having their, like, I don't know, their cheeseburgers or whatever. And Jamie sits down and he's just like, wow. And Jamie's mom's like, yeah, look, my, my, look, my sister, she's very nice or whatever, but I just, she's probably struggled a bit raising her daughter I don't know. I don't know what's gotten into her. Like, she, de- hopefully this is just a phase, but I don't know. Yeah, and Jamie just saw, like, the look of this, like, disappointment on her mom's face at, like, the way that her sister raised her daughter, which, like, that's totally fair, bro. She definitely messed up raising, like, raising that kid. Because, like, no kid who's, like, I don't know, man. If you're doing that, it's time to stop. Like, taking out that old, like, old, that, old, that like, old 2015 internet meme, it's time to stop, get some help or whatever. It's time to stop, man. But uh, now it's time to actually board. So they get up there and understandably, right, you know, the spoiled brat is on the very first class seats or whatever. I've never sat in the first class seats, but whenever I pass by them, I'm like, dang, that looks comfortable. But it's also like three times as expensive. I'm like, dang, that's not worth it. (laughs) All I'm saying, that is not worth it. Uh, But yeah, they get into the seats and, uh, you know, like Jamie's and his mom are kind of like waiting because, you know, I don't know when you've boarded an airplane before, if you've never done that, people like will put their bags in the overhead compartment. So it's not, you don't immediately watch your seat. You kind of have to stand there for a second. And so while Jamie is kind of is standing there, he can overhear the spoiled brat, like complaining, complaining to her mom, like, mom, I don't have enough leg room here. These seats are so cramped, dude. I don't know if you've ever seen the first class seats, but those are not cramped. You literally could stretch out. I've seen first class seats where you can literally lie down, go to sleep. I'm not saying you're going to get a good sleep on an airplane, like no matter how nice it is. I don't care if they put your entire room in an airplane. Like, I don't think you're going to get the best sleep ever. However, man, like, come on now. Come on now, bro. Come on now. Like, it's at least it's not that bad. It's really not. It's not that deep. You know, it's like it's 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 fine. You'll get over yourself. But Jamie, right, has to stand there while his spoiled brat cousin is just going insane over how how she's struggling to, like, make it in the seat right now. While Jamie has to walk over to, like, his 48F seats all the way in the back of the airplane that literally had, like, 15 seats in one row where he has to sit on some other dude just to, like, get his seat right. So he's like, yeah, this is not fun. And his mom is like holding her, Jamie's mom is also holding her tongue because she's probably, you know, she's not excited to get the middle seat or something like that because that's just how it worked out. They kind of were late to getting tickets, so both Jamie and her got middle seats in different rows. So Jamie's mom was also holding her tongue when she overheard the spoiled brat being like, Mom, I don't have enough room. Dude, literally, I don't know how she could have more room without being in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean at that point. Like, I don't know, man. But anyways, eventually Jamie and his mom go, like, they sit, they, like, the flight happens, and when they're done, you know, they get out, and they're in Hawaii. How could it get worse? Oh, well, it does. 
Real quick, if you made it this far into the video, comment spoiled down below. That'll be the secret word of the day. And also, if you want to support, support the channel, one of the best things you can do is by watching old videos. And an easy way to do that is click the link in the, after you're done watching this video, of course. But in the pinned comment, I left a link to my storytime playlist. It has every single storytime video on the channel. So if you want to support the channel, click the link, uh, have that playlist running while you're doing something. And please let me know in the comment section if you're gonna do that, because I really, really do appreciate it. I'll try and heart your comment, reply and say thank you. Anyways, let's get back to the story as it's about to get pretty interesting. Okay, so they land in Hawaii. And uh, yeah, it's beautiful out there. It's nice. And, uh, you know, Jamie and his mom had a very difficult trip. They were in the middle seat. It was like turbulent. It was, un it was uncomfortable, right? But, you know. But they're getting off the plane. And remember, Jamie and his mom just had like a really, like they had like the worst seats possible while the spoiled brat had a pretty nice seat or whatever. And immediately the spoiled brat starts complaining. Not like that was like a shock to anyone or anything, but she was just like, oh my God, that was the worst travel experience ever. I was so cramped. I could barely rest. And at this point, like Jamie and his mom kind of look at each other because they're probably just saying to each other, all right, all right now. Let's not, we can't be mean here. We can't say anything. We have to pretend to be sympathetic because we have to spend the next, I don't know, three to four days with these people. Like, let's just like power through it. It's whatever, man. So yeah, they, uh, you know, they're just kind of like, oh yeah, we had a tough time too. And the spoiled brat almost looks at them with this look of like, no, you didn't. Only I'm the, only I'm allowed to suffer or something like that. I don't really know, bro. It was already off to a bad start. So they get in the car and they drive to their hotels. However, the thing is, Jamie and his mom were in a very kind of like normal hotel, like, I don't know, like a Marriott or one of those kind of like chain hotels. And like, it did the job. You got a hotel room, had like a TV in it, you know, it had a bed, and, you know, it wasn't infested with bed bugs or anything, or at least most of the time it wouldn't be. So that's pretty good. However, the spoiled brat and her mom were in like a five-star crazy resort type thing so, uh, yeah, and on the whole drive there, so basically they were driving or they were being driven like by an Uber or something or a ride service to a place where they were going to where they rented cars. Um, so they were while they were driving there, you know, the spoiled brat went from complaining about the um, complaining about the, the plane ride to complaining about her hotel. At this point, Jamie was like, bro, are you serious? Because she was like, they only have two pools or their pool is only like 600 feet. I need at least 1,000 feet to do my laps properly in the morning or something along the lines of that. Like complaining about how the really awesome amenities weren't awesome enough. That was basically what it boiled down to, which I thought was pretty funny. But uh, yeah, and uh, Jamie was really just trying to hold his tongue at this point. He was like, dude, I can't say anything, even though I really 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 want to say something right now like i really want to say something right now but i know for a fact i can't be saying anything so on the whole drive there she was complaining about how her hotel wasn't up to her standards or whatever stupid thing it was right so and you know jamie and jamie's mom when they like they pass by because they eventually they get to the car rental spot they grab their cars and they drive to their separate locations Jamie and Jamie's mom's hotel was like five minutes away. One of the reasons why they chose the hotels is they were close to each other. They passed by the hotel that, you know, the spoiled brat and her mom were staying at. 
Dude, it was so nice. Like, it was one of the nicest hotels Jamie's ever seen. It's, like, not even, like, the nicest hotel he's ever been to. It's the nicest one he's ever seen. Even in, like, the TV shows and commercials and ads and the internet, he's like, yeah, doesn't even stand a chance. Like, this is insane. It was, like, an insane hotel or something like that. So, uh, yeah, that night at dinner, um, it just continues. The, <laughs> the annoyingness continues, man, which I know is kind of hard to believe, but... Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, Jamie learned something very interesting, very, very interesting. So anyways, they get to dinner, and it's a very nice dinner place, and the spoiled brat's mom is covering it, so it's like, yeah, you know, they gotta be nice or whatever. They get there, they sit down, you know, they're looking at the menu, and this menu is definitely more up to the spoiled brat's standards, unlike McDonald's was, which he was like, oh my god, I need to eat what poor people are eating. No! 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 So this was definitely more up to her standards. She could have a gold-plated uh, McDonald's burger or something. I don't know what she's going to get, but she's going to get something. And she's looking at the menu. They're sitting there. They order their food. And while they're waiting, I don't know exactly how this conversation goes. So I'm going to have to, like, kind of make it up to a certain point because the, the, it's important because the payload, like, the payload of this conversation is crazy. The payload of this conversation. Where at least somehow, right... They're on the topic of, like, shopping. I don't know how it got there, but they're on the topic of shopping. And eventually, it gets to a certain point where somehow it is revealed that the spoiled brat spends over $10,000 a month on, like, clothes and stuff. And uh, <laughs> Jamie, Jamie's reaction was like, he literally dropped his fork. He's like, oops, my bad. But it was just out of pure shock. His body, like, and, and, and Jamie's mom is like, $10,000 a month, bro. I, what? How do you spend $10,000 a month? Are you serious, bro? Like, are you serious right now? You're spending $10,000 a month on what? So anyway, somehow the conversation got to it. And the thing is, the spoiled brat very casually was like, yeah, I'd probably drop around like $10,000 a month or so. Or it was like, no, no, no. It wasn't the spoiled brat who said that. Because the spoiled brat has no idea how much he's actually spending. She literally doesn't even look at the price tags. She's like, you know, what, you know, on the song lyrics, like, oh, I don't even look at the price tag or whatever. That was her life. She was just given a credit card. She just memorized the card details and she just put that stuff in. But I think it was the spoiled brat's mom, like, very, like, jokingly, it was like, yeah, Oh, man, like, Spoiled Brat over here, and says, like, her actual name, but I'm just gonna say Spoiled Brat. Spoiled Brat over here is quite the shopper, normally running up a little over $10,000 a month, and that's when Jamie, like, he was, that was, he, he, he just kind of, like, uh, uh, melted into his seat, bro. He was like, bro, what, what? Huh? Did I hear that wrong, dude? Like, do I, uh, do I have stuff in my ears, bro? Like, is there stuff in my ears right now? Am, am I can, am I perceiving the world around me incorrectly? Like, are what, huh, bro? And yeah, even like Jamie's mom was like was drinking some water. She was mid gulp of a water. She's like, huh, bro? What? Okay, I don't know if she said bro with a question mark at the end, but she was like kind of gave a look. And it's funny the spoiled brat's mom continues on speaking as if she didn't just drop a nuclear bomb, bro. It's like she didn't just drop a hydrogen bomb on them, bro. She's speaking like she said nothing. She's speaking as if, like, she's just like, I don't know, oh, yeah, a casual day where my daughter spends $10,000 a month on clothes? What? Dude, how do you even spend $10,000 a month normally? I'm counting rent. I'm counting food. I'm counting, like, 
giving yourself decently nice clothes. I'm counting some amenities. I'm counting maybe a trip too. How do you spend $10,000 in a month, man? Like, I just don't understand how that happens. And that's from my perspective. That's not even from Jamie's perspective. Obviously, he agrees. But just from my perspective, bro, like, how do you even get close to that? Like, even if you're the main, like, especially though, because the spoiled brat, she doesn't like live somewhere. She isn't living on her own. And even if you're living on your own, $10,000 a month, are you sending your kid to college? Is the spoiled brat secretly had kids and she's sending them to college? Like her kid, like she's 15 and her kids are 16 to find the laws of physics and gravity? Like what? Bro, what's going on right now? And uh, yeah, the craziest part was the spoiled brat's mom was continuing to talk like nothing happened. And, uh, like, ten minutes later, Jamie's like, I gotta go to the bathroom. Because he has to comprehend what just happened. And Jamie's mom also is like, oh, let me go freshen up as well. So they both walk out, and it's almost this, as if they both know that they wanted to talk to each other. Because immediately, once they got out of, like, earshot or whatever, they turn to each other, and they're just like, what? And Jamie's mom's like, oh my god, like, can you imagine $10,000 a month? And Jamie's like, yeah, I'd buy so much stupid stuff. <laughs> and he's like... How does, like, someone spend even, like, as, like, a kid especially, how do you spend, like, more than a hundred bucks a month? Like, unless you're, like, getting food for yourself, like, on just stuff. That's the thing. We're not even counting food. We're not even counting other stuff like that. We're just counting stuff. Dude, how do you get $10,000 worth of stuff in a month? Even getting $10,000 worth of stuff in a year is like, what? Like, you're spending way too much, but in a month? You're spending $120,000 a year on clothes. You better not be brought... I mean, I mean, is she trying to build a house out of Supreme Bricks? Are you serious? What? Anyways, so, yeah, they have a whole conversation about that. Jamie is kind of just like, hey, mom, if you want to be a great mom, just give me $10,000 a month. And she says, okay, ha, ha, sure, I got you with that. Of course, easy, man. Yeah, so they go back to the table, and it it's so weird to them because it's as if nothing happened. It's literally as if nothing happened. And uh, the next night is uh, another night where they go out to dinner. In this one, the spoiled brat has another meltdown. Of course, I mean, what are you expecting? By the way, this girl's like 15 or 16, so don't... This isn't like this girl is 8, right? It's not as if she's still developing and crying or whatever, which still by the time you're 8, you should not be melting down because you have to be near people that have less money than you. Right, but at the same time, bro, she is 16. She is 15. Like, you gotta chill. You gotta relax, man. You gotta relax. But anyways, um... So they go to this restaurant, and the thing is, this restaurant's, like, one of those very, like, bougie, fancy, like, restaurants on the beach shore or whatever, and it's a very fancy restaurant in general, but apparently there were, like, VIP tickets or something like, or not tickets, but there's, like, super fancy VIP seating, which gives you, like, the best seat in the house, and you get, like, special food or whatever, but they did not get the VIP seat or whatever, because, you know, they, this is just one of their many stops. The restaurant's really good, even without, like, the special VIP seat. And, like, the VIP seat was, like, $5,000 or something literally mind-blowing. I mean, maybe not, not mind-blowing for the spoiled brat who spends ten grand a month on clothes. Bro, how do you do that? Anyways, um, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, so they get there. The spoiled brat sees, like, a very special VIP seating area. So she kind of points to her mom, says, I want to sit over there. And the waiter overhearing this says, oh, sorry, that's, like, we can sit you anywhere except there because that's, like, the special VIP spot. And the spoiled brat's like, we are VIPs. And that's what she says to the, uh, to the, to the waiter. And the waiter's like, well, not on the reservation. It doesn't say so. Like, that's, that's, like, you have to, like, pay a lot of extra money for that. It's normally just for, like, really huge celebrations. Trust me, all the other seats are really good as well. 
And the spoiled brat literally starts to burst into tears, which is something you'd expect out of someone who is four years old, not someone who is 16. Dude, you're almost an adult, bro. What? Yeah, but any- You can vote in two years, bro. Anyways, um, so she starts like, bawling bro she's crying she's like mom like how could you betray me like this why aren't we in the vip section and at this point like bro jamie and his mom are just looking at each other and just giving each other the side eye of like i swear to god bro like this person this person is not real this person is a figment of our imaginations collectively and she's like crying or whatever and her mom is like is like we still got really good seats this restaurant was very she's like yelling at like the spoiled brat like her mom was like oh this restaurant was still very difficult to get reservations for you should be happy with like what we have like this is still a great restaurant the food's basically the same i just because we didn't spend a, an absorbent amount of money just to get the very special seat or whatever like are you not appreciating anything on this vacation or whatever the spoiled brat's like but mom like but but it's the VIP section. And at, yeah, so at this point, Jamie and Jamie's mom were kind of looking at each other, just like, bro. The rest of dinner was extra cringe. It was very uncomfortable. It was like a lot of moments. So like, I'm not going to tell every single situation, but just a lot of like really tone deaf moments. Like she would mention like, oh yes, and I spent $50,000 on this. It was nothing. I don't, I don't think she said it that blatantly, like the spoiled brat or her mom, but it would be stuff like, oh, I just dropped all this money on whatever, or, oh man, yeah, I'll just have my maid do it. I'll just have my servant do that. I'll just have Garcon whip me up something in the private chef. I'll just, something like that, where you just kind of say it, and like, anyone else who lives in reality is kind of like, bro, what are you talking about? Like, what? Are you a Kardashian, bro? Like, what's going on here? And uh, yeah, they would just say a lot of stuff like that at dinner, and it was kind of confusing. However, after a couple days, um, yeah, Jamie and his mom, they were departing. However, the spoiled brat and her parents were, or her mom, they were staying in Hawaii. Then they were, they were going to go off to Fiji, then the south of France, and then Antarctica, and then Mars, and then a different dimension. Bro, they had a lot of more spots. They had a few more spots, one could say, on their plan. They had a few more spots that they were going to go to. But the thing is, right, Jamie and his mom couldn't stay that long. They had to go back to the real world, right? So they got on the flight, they got, or they got on their flight or whatever, they sit down, and they happen to sit down, they, now they have seats next to each other. Before they had two different middle seats, but now they're actually to have one middle seat and one window seat. So they were sitting next to each other, and when they sat down, they literally spent, like, the entire time, the entire, like, six-hour flight or whatever, talking about how crazy and how ridiculous the spoiled brat is, right? How just incredibly spoiled and entitled this girl is and how she is unlike anything. Like, they, they knew of her. They, they interacted with her a few times over the years. But they weren't like, you know, some people and their cousins are really tight. Some people and their cousins never see each other. They were closer to never seeing each other than really tight. But they'd seen each other a few times before. But the mom, Jamie's mom was just so flabbergasted, like, wow, my sister did not raise her daughter correctly. If you want to support the channel, watch another video after this and drop a like. Thank you guys. Click on the video on screen so right much. now. Peace. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it, do it. Leave a like in the video. Uh, I'm not, not really going to give you anything, but you should still do it. So leave a like. What's up guys? Welcome back to a brand new story. And today we have a perfect karma story, a perfect story of a spoiled kid getting owned by his teacher. It's one of those just really satisfying stories that'll leave you feeling like, all is right in the world, man, after you're done watching it. So sit back, relax, subscribe if you're new, and let's just jump into the story. So we're going to call the subscriber who submitted the story, Sultan. Um, that'll be the name we'll be using, and yeah, let's do it. 
Anyways, so there's a kid in Sultan's class who we're simply going to call the spoiled kid. And this kid was not only a kid who had access to a lot of money, which, I mean, he did, but just because you have access to a lot of money doesn't necessarily mean that you're like an entitled brat or a spoiled kid or anything like that. You could be genuinely a good person and just happen to have access to a lot of money. You can also be a poor, bad person. Like, you can be either or. However, way too often when a kid has access to too much money and knows other people don't, he kind of feels this sense of entitlement or she feels a sense of entitlement of like, I earned this, even though, you know, as you get older, hopefully you learn that you didn't. So this spoiled kid was one of those kids who would wipe his butt with a $100 bill if he was given the opportunity and then brag to everyone about how he wiped his butt with a $100 bill. Like, he was that type of spoiled kid. And he was also just a jerk to everyone who's very entitled. He was very like, I deserve everything because I exist. I exist, therefore, like, I should have. And like, if, if I don't get what I want, then like something is wrong in the world. One of those types of kids. So anyways, just like starting off the story, we're starting it off with a bang because it is show and tell. And I don't know if you guys had show and tell. Uh, I had it like very briefly in third grade. Some kids had it like every single year through even high school, which is pretty crazy. But these kids were in sixth grade and they still had show and tell. I think the teacher just was like, I don't know what else to do. It's like, I see all my other teachers doing it, even though the teachers were like second grade teachers or whatever. So the kids were a little weirded out by it, but they're like, whatever, we'll do show and tell. And we're starting off with the spoiled kid who walks up to the front of the class to show off his item for show and tell. And like, for example, Sultan brought in one of his like, I don't know, one of his old, uh, like, 1980s vintage, um, like, Superman comics or something. That was one of the things he was super interested in. One kid brought in, like, a football because, like, he was a big football guy, and he was like, I don't really know what else to bring in. Like, it really was this, you brought in something kind of interesting, but you didn't do what the spoiled kid was about to do. So the spoiled kid comes into class, and he, he walks up to the front, and he takes a box. He has this, like, box in his hand. And it's kind of like a smaller box. It's like a square-shaped box, so it's not a rectangular shoe box. It's a square-shaped box. He opens it up, and inside is this shiny watch. It seems to be, like, one of those silver-plated watches, but it definitely looks very expensive. However, you could have just left it at that. Like, the thing that makes it, like, maybe, here's the thing. If you had a really expensive watch, Maybe it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to bring it in and show it off for spoil for show and tell. However, the spoiled kid goes too far. Because when the spoiled kid's up there, he's like, hey guys, like, uh, for my item of show and tell, I wanted to show you off this watch. I got this watch for my 13th birthday, which, bro, for my 13th birthday, I got a Star Wars action figure, which was fire, by the way. I was so happy. But this kid's like, yeah, in this watch, I want to I, I wanna play a little game with the class. And everyone in the class, including Salting, were kind of looking at each other like, what does he mean he wants to play a game with the class? Like, what does he even mean by that, bro? Like, lol, uh, okay, what? And he goes on to be like, yeah, so uh, I'm going to take guesses. We're going to play higher or lower. We're going to play higher or lower guessing how much this watch costs. Which, first of all, like, dude, if you're going to say it, just spit it out. Like, you don't have to drag this out. But also... If you're bringing in something and the whole point of the item is that it costs you a lot of money, like, that's, like, the lamest form of flexing I've ever seen. Like, I don't know, like, it, 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 like even just wearing it, like, leave it, like, everyone knows that this watch is probably expensive. They all know that you're the spoiled kid who gets whatever he wants. And, yeah, the watch is probably expensive, man. So, I don't know, like, you just don't have to say it. 
But eventually, like, no one is raising their hands because no one wants to be like, oh, is it $5,000 just to boost the kid's ego? And he's like, no, more, ha, ha, whatever. No one wants to boost this kid's ego because it's already boosted up to the moon and beyond. So eventually the spoiled kid's like, no guessers? You guys are completely, like, lost or whatever? He, like, mutters under his breath, figures. And he's like, well, let me just say that if you're going to guess anything under $1,000, you're wrong. Just pure silence. It was super cringe and uncomfortable because, like, I know that this kid thought he was, like, the most, the, the coolest, like, wow, this kid is so awesome. I wish I was like him. However, literally no one felt that way after hearing this. They just thought that he was, like, an entitled kid slash spoiled brat. And, yeah, so he goes on to say, well, teacher, do you have any guesses? And the teacher can't just be, like, isn't, like, kicking him off, but obviously isn't super happy with the way this is going. So he's like, no, I, I don't, actually. And the spoiled kid's like, fine, I'll tell you. $10,000. And everyone kind of just looks at him. Obviously, that's a ton of money, and especially for a watch, that's a lot of money. But, you know, everyone's kind of just looking at him like, okay, dude, like, do you want a prize? Do you, do you want an award for that? Do you want an award that someone bought you a $10,000 watch? Like, you're not getting my admiration or respect. So do you want, like, I don't know, do you want a trophy that says hard, like, biggest flexor in the school or something? Yeah, so the kid just, like, is like, yep, and that's all I want to say. And he sits down, and yeah, that's, uh, that's just, like, and it, it, that's, that, to start off the story with something like that just shows you a little glimpse of what this kid is like. But when he sits down, he doesn't sit back in the spot he was normally sitting. He sits next to this girl. This girl we're going to call Kate, because I call, like, a third of the girls in my stories Kate, because it's easier for me to remember, because name of my friend back home. Anyways, so Sultan happened to have a crush on this girl, right? And uh, he was not, he saw that, like, the spoiled kid, instead of sitting back in the seat he was just in, sat next to Kate instead. And uh, he was talking up Kate, and, you know, to give credit where credit is due, the spoiled kid was low-key pretty good at flirting. He had, he, he, you know, he was actually cool with it. He was good with it. And I hate to give him credit because, like, no one wants to give the spoiled and titled kid credit, but I gotta be fair in these videos. Dude was definitely running it up, and Sultan saw this, right? Sultan said in the ins, because by the way, the story was submitted to me via Instagram. Follow me and then DM me your own stories if you'd like. Sultan admitted to me that he was getting a little jealous. So the spoiled kid is like talking this girl up. And I think that like Kate was like pretty embarrassed for him after the whole, I have an expensive watch. But the thing is, this guy was just being so, I don't know, like he was just, he just had game that was unmatched. And I think she kind of just started to willingly forget what the spoiled kid just did. I think she was like, yeah, this kid isn't too bad looking and also he's pretty like, he's pretty smooth with it. So I'm just going to forget the fact that he went up there flexing that someone bought him a $10,000 watch and kind of like drew the whole thing out like as long as possible to get the most attention as well as the focus of the presentation was that the watch was expensive. I'm just going to forget all about that. So yeah, Sultan had to watch for the next 20 minutes. And because by the way, other people were going up there showing off whatever they had. And uh, everyone else's presentations for show and tell were, were pretty normal. Like they were pretty normal people presentations or whatever. However, the spoiled, and yeah, no one was showing off. Oh, here's a thousand dollar gold brick I wipe my butt with. But uh, yeah, the thing is the spoiled kid wasn't showing any attention to these kids' presentations. He was just whispering slash whisper flirting with the girl next to him, which was Kate. Unfortunately, this was Sultan's crush, so the next 20 minutes were super infuriating. Not just because some random guy was flirting with Sultan's crush, which it's always tough 
dude, I've been in that situation a lot where you see someone else and you know that they're doing a good job and they're basically just saying like, hey man, that's tough for you, but this girl's mine, man. I've been in that situation, it's unfortunate, but it's even worse when that person is the worst. Like, at least if it's a good guy, you're like, dang, I lost out, like I'm taking the L, but at least she's taking a W. The thing is though, Sultan knows that this guy's the worst. So yeah, this was like the most excruciating 20 minutes of Sultan's life. However, things turn around for Sultan because, you know, he's talking with his friends and his friends all know that like he is like a thing for Kate or whatever. And they're all like at the lunch table every day. They're like, did you talk to her, bro? Did you talk to her? Most of the days would be no. And they'd be like, dude, come on. But one of the days he'd be like, yeah, like we had a little conversation. They'd be like, let's go. Let's freaking go. And they'd all like stand up in the lunch table and go like, bum, 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 but like bang their table. It was, it was cool. It was a fun time. They also all knew about it. So when Sultan was explaining what happened, the guys were like, dang, bro, like, that's mad tough. Like, I hate to see that, like, especially with that kid. Because, like, this, even though those guys weren't in the class with Sultan, they just knew that that kid was the worst, just in general. However, when the kids was like, you know, I actually, I like, he's like, wait, I think I have something to say. And he said that, like, word was getting around, like, that everybody, after, like, some girl in the class saw that, like, Kate was talking with uh, the spoiled kid, apparently, like, Every single girl and, like, half the guys in the entire grade went up to Kate because, like, word gets out really quickly. They go to a pretty small school and also middle school. If a guy talks to a girl or vice versa, then, oh, my God, they're dating, bro. Like, that that was a big deal back in the day, which is kind of crazy to look back on. And I'm like, dang, I, <laughs> that's actually how it was back then. But anyways, um, word got out pretty quickly and, like, literally everybody went up to Kate and they were like, dude, this kid's the worst. Don't give him the time of day. I know he's smooth with it, but trust me, he's terrible. And the, the nail in the coffin for the spoiled kid is when his ex-girlfriend, sure, they're like in sixth grade, so oh my God, fifth grade girlfriend, that's so serious. But anyways, when his ex-girlfriend goes up to Kate and is like, look, I know you might be thinking I'm just saying this because I want to get back with him, but I guarantee you, I will never even talk to that kid again. And she goes on to list all the reasons why their relationship failed and why it was a terrible experience and why she shouldn't be anywhere near that kid because he's like the worst, most entitled, spoiled kid like ever. Yeah, so eventually Kate, just like the next day, Sultan goes into class and the spoiled kid sits right next down to Kate. And before, like, even though the spoiled kid was very like uh, smooth with it and he had a lot of game or whatever, at this point, like, you know, Kate, like, it, the day before, Kate was at least responding with, like, complete sentences. She was, like, responding like a normal person. But today, for some reason, the, the spoiled kid was very confused because today she came in and she didn't say anything, dude. Like, she was, like, she'd be, like, yep, okay, haha, whatever. Or just flat out ignore stuff sometimes. Like, if the spoiled kid made, like, a joke under his breath... Even if that even if that joke was funny, like the day before she would laugh at everything, she'd even like overemphasize like how funny she thought it was, right? But today, she made it look like every joke bombed, bro. She made it look like this kid had a Netflix special that got one star or something, dude. But uh yeah, um the spoiled kid was just really confused. However, the spoiled kid apparently really liked Kate. And this was not good for Kate. Because the spoiled kid would start to get a little bit desperate in his attempts. And by a little bit desperate, I mean, you were about to see the most uncomfortable and cringe thing I've probably ever, t okay, maybe not ever told on the story, on the channel. I've told a lot of stories that are pretty cringe, which if you guys are bored, feel free to check out the playlist of my stories linked in the pinned comment after this one. 
But yeah, uh, you're about to hear one of the most uncomfortable things I've told on the story in a second. On the channel in a second, told on the story. Guys, I, don't, I can't even speak English properly. I gotta take some more English classes. But uh, yeah, the spoiled kid gets a little bit desperate for Kate's attention. Let's just put it like that. He gets a little bit desperate. Real quick, if you've made it this far into the video, comment spoiled down below. That'll be the secret keyword of the day. If you want to farm some hearts on the channel, I will try and hard a bunch of comments to say the secret word down below. And also, if you do want to support the channel, I mentioned this a second ago, but there is a playlist in the pinned comment down below. Uh, if you put that playlist on, it's all my old stories. If you put that playlist on while you're doing something like, I don't know, cleaning your room, playing video games, drawing, trying to go to sleep, whatever, right? It actually really does support the channel because watch time's really good. And please let me know in the comment section what you were doing while watching my videos. I, I read the comments all the time and I'm genuinely so interested to hear what you guys are doing. And also I try and hard and respond to those comments because it's my way of saying thank you for supporting, uh, supporting the channel by watching the videos while doing other stuff. Let's get back to the story as the spoiled kid is about to do something pretty mega cringe. So let's get into it. Yeah. So a couple days later, and this is a couple days of, you know, this spoiled kid failing to flirt with Kate. At this point, every single day, Sultan, while he's not, flirt you know, he's not making his moves with Kate, so he can't really be too happy about it. However, he's sitting back, and he's watching the spoiled kid basically flailing his arms around in a sense, um, by the way that, like, by the way that, like, he's just, like, trying to talk to her and it's not working. But on Friday, they were supposed to do presentations on countries. Because this was like, I don't know, a geography class. I think the last time I had a, a like a, a, a quote-unquote geography class was like legitimately in sixth grade. I haven't had geography class since sixth grade. But anyways, since they're in a geography class, they were each given a country to do a presentation on. It wasn't that deep. Like this wasn't worth like 100,000% of their grade. And if they even like coughed in the wrong time, they would fail immediately and be kicked out of school and then have to literally live on the streets from that point on it. Like it wasn't that deep. However, it still was a presentation that was worth like what a quiz would be worth. And you had to do it in front of the entire class. I guess though, the spoiled kid decided that, you know, he was just going to take a zero on this presentation because he decided that this presentation was a perfect opportunity, a perfect opportunity to uh, basically try and win Kate back, quote unquote, right? Uh, so he decided to do something very cringe and very uncomfortable because a Sultan goes up there and he has a presentation on, I don't know, man, uh, Libya, right? And he goes like, oh, the GDP of Libya is whatever. Here are some cultural things I found interesting. Here's like the history of it. Here's the current president, whatever, right? And he goes down and everyone's doing the exact same thing. And that's when the spoiled kid goes up there. And Sultan Loki thinks that in the presentation, the spoiled kid's gonna like accidentally include an image of the spoiled kid sitting on his bed covered in a pile of money and be like, oops, how did that get there? <laughs> right? But Sultan has no idea, is not prepared for what is about to come, right? He is simply not prepared for what is about to follow. So the spoiled kid goes up there and he starts the presentation. And immediately, everyone realizes that this will not be a normal presentation, and this will not be a normal day in geography class. Because the presentation starts not with a photo of a country, not with the name of the country he was supposed to do Argentina, not with the name Argentina or a photo of Argentina or anything like that, or not even a blank like slide. Like, it's not like he messed up and he added a blank slide. On there says, reasons to date spoiled kid. And by the way, whenever I say spoiled kid, fill in a name in your head. It's just easier for me to say spoiled kid. Yeah, so 
Anyways, he's like, reasons to date spoiled kid. Yeah, the presentation literally says reasons to date spoiled kid. So everyone in the class starts, like, mumbling to each other. Some people are very shocked. And the teacher... Dude, I don't know why in all these situations the teachers always just let these things run on, but I, the teacher must have, like, not been paying attention, been spacing out, because all the presentations were low-key kind of boring. I mean, it's just like, the GDP of Japan is one... Like, boo, boring, I don't care. And I think the teacher was spacing out because he was not paying... He did not stop this, right? And he's like, reasons to date spoil, kid. And goes to the next slide. It is literally a stock image of dollar dollar bills, bro. It's a stack of money. You And it says under there, you will be financially supported. Literally saying, I will be your sugar daddy, bro. That's legit what this kid was saying. And he was like, like he says, all right. So as you can see in the first slide, and I think this kid was being very careful not to expose himself right away because the teacher would have heard if he's like, reasons to date me. Number one, I'm rich. But he's like, everyone, so as you can see in the first slide, this is true. And everyone's like, bro, what? And Sultan's like, hey, yo, bro, like what is going on right now? Like this is legit crazy. Yeah, and then he goes to the next slide. And it literally says super... <laughs> Bro, it says super handsome. He announces himself as... His reason number two is that he is self-proclaimed super handsome. And it's a photo of like... Okay, I wish he put a photo of handsome Squidward in there, but it was just a photo of himself. I think it would be much funnier if he put a photo of handsome Squidward. That would be much funnier, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, it is... Just, it's a photo of himself. And number two says like super handsome. And uh, Sultan looks over and Kate looks appalled, bro. Like, I think Kate was like kind of just taking everyone else's word before when they were like, you can't date this guy. He's the worst. I think she was kind of a little disappointed, but like trusted, especially when, you know, his ex-girlfriend came up and said, yeah, this guy's the worst that she's like, all right, fine. I think like she just had a look of like, oh, oh, so this is why he sucks. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Actually, this this right here, this makes sense. Okay, cool. Yeah, and then he goes on to the next slide, and it's like, has, it's like, we'll pick you up in fat whip. And it's a photo of like, it's like a photo of like his dad's car, or whatever. It's like one of those like nicer cars. Like, I don't know if it's a full on like Ferrari $3 million crazy car or something like that, but it's like one of those Porsche Mercedes type, just like one of those cars that could run up for a lot of money which is kind of dumb at a certain point. Like, if you like nice cars, you like nice cars. But dude, I kind of feel like at a certain point, you're just burning your cash, but whatever, right? He's like, we'll pick you up a nice whip or whatever. And then the next slide is the worst one. Because the next slide, he's no longer talking about himself. No, no, no. He is no longer talking about himself. He now says, so, dot, dot, dot. And everyone's like, um, where is this going? It's like dot, dot, dot. And this is when the teacher starts to pay attention. And he's kind of like, what? Like, what is this presentation? Because he must have been spacing out for the, I'm so rich, I'm so handsome, and I have a nice car part of the presentation. Because he definitely would have stepped in and been like, hey, bro, this doesn't look like Argentina at all. But it just says so dot, dot, dot. Kind of like the next thing's going to be crazy. So <laughs> the teacher's like, is it like a GDP reveal? Is it a, uh, in, is it a commentary on the internal conflicts in the south, the southern region of the whatever, right? It's like, uh, I don't know what this reveal is going to be. And we click to the next slide, 
it is the worst thing ever. Because it says, like, Kate, these reasons are great. You should go on a date with me. It's fate. It's like a poem, bro. He asked Kate out via poem. It's great, right? So everyone in class is like, lol. Everyone bursts out laughing. Like, it is not the reaction I bet that the spoiled kid thought. I bet when the spoiled kid was typing this up, in his mind, he was expecting everyone to be like, oh my god, this makes so much sense. You are so rich, handsome, and have an awesome car and a nice watch and are just so hot. So of course Kate would want to go out with you, dude. Oh my god. It was like, I wonder who this guy wants to go out with. He wants to go out with Kate. I'm so jealous. No. And then all the guys would be like, oh, my God. How could Kate say no? He's so rich, handsome, and awesome. Oh, my God. Yeah, let's just say that how it turned out was a little bit different. Everyone was just freaking out. Like, kids were getting out of their seats and running around with, like, you know, the, the hands on their head. You know that gif of, like, the guy who, like, leans back after roasting someone and all the people freak out around them? Just imagine but that, but with the class. Like, even Sultan stood up out of his seat, put his hands on his head, is like, oh, my God, starts walking back. He's a friend in the back of the room and just, like, falls, uh, falls out of his chair laughing. Everyone's like, what the rick bro like what is this dude doing dude and at this point the teacher's like spoil kid like this has nothing to do with argentina <laughs> and some people in the class are probably thinking dude you just caught on that this doesn't have to do anything with argentina did you not realize that the first three slides were like i'm rich i'm handsome and i had the coolest car ever because yeah that totally has to do something with argentina bro but everyone's freaking out you know Sultan's on the floor laughing he's like slamming his he's like slamming his hand against the desk like oh my god bro like this is and at this point like kate is just like looking at the ground she's like i'm not here here this is not happening <laughs> why why me like i shouldn't have even talked to this kid it makes total sense why everyone was like stay away this kid's a freak he's the worst it makes sense now i should have listened earlier all that stuff like that at this point the teacher realizes what's going on and he's like spoiled kid this has nothing to do with i don't know like the presentation like this is a distraction to the class like you're distracting everyone and you're, like, making weird comments about classmates uh, in regards to the weird poem on stage or on the screen saying, like, oh, can you go out with me, Kate? It's our fate, bro. Like, first of all, he should have been expelled for cringe, but I don't think that's actually a thing you can get expelled for. But if it is, or if it was, he definitely would have been. So you might be thinking that this is, like, the end of the story and that it doesn't get crazier, and you might be thinking... Connor, why did you title this like teacher rages or exposes or embarrasses or whatever spoiled kid? Let me just say that this isn't the end for the teacher ranting on the spoiled kid. The teacher very soon is about to do a massive dunk on the spoiled kid in front of everyone. Probably something that he's been wanting to do for a while, but has has been held back, right? So yeah, um, the spoiled kid is sent to the front office. He gets like a yelling at, he gets yelled at, he gets a zero on the presentation, whatever. Other than that, he doesn't get much more of a punishment. So the spoiled kid, give this a couple days, right? He's no longer sitting next to Kate because he kind of realizes at this point, he kind of did the Hail Mary, which wasn't even a Hail Mary because those at least have a chance, even if it's unlikely. He did the, uh, the good old shotgun to the face maneuver, which doesn't really work that well in battle. It doesn't really destroy the opponents that well. It's a little detrimental to yourself, I've heard. But yeah, this is when he learns the truth, according to him, right? 
So word gets out because like Sultan's sitting at the table and one of his boys comes up and is like, dude, the spoiled kid is super mad at everyone. And, uh, you know, Sultan's like, why did they is he mad because we didn't bow down to him when he showed off his like two billion dollar house or something? And he's like, no, apparently the spoiled kid was like told that like everybody went up to Kate and told her that they shouldn't mess with him. Right. And he's super mad and is like planning to like get his revenge or something. So Sultan's like, what? Like, what does that even mean? And he's like, I don't know. Apparently he's going to like expose everyone or something. So Sultan's like, okay, that's pretty weird. Like, first of all, does this kid actually think that us saying, hey, man, be careful is really what made Kate not want to get with him at the end of the day? Like, does he not believe that his his presentation saying that he's super rich, handsome, awesome, and drives fast cars and Kate should go out with him, which he delivered via a poem. Do you really think that that didn't have any effect on the fact that him and Kate aren't currently dating at this very second in this universe, in this timeline? Like, do you really think that that is, like, the reason why? Do you think that that has any effect? And no, no, no. No effect at all. In fact, that probably helped his chances. But the fact that Sultan said bad words about him means that he doesn't have a chance with her anymore. Or at least that was the logic. However, the spoiled kid didn't think that one person, like he didn't think Sultan or one of Sultan's friends individually said, like, don't, like, told Kate not to get with them. The, the, the spoiled kid thinks that literally everyone in his class is, like, against him. So he's going to expose, quote-unquote, everybody, which is just kind of ridiculous. But Sultan is kind of excited to see it because he's like, all right, bet, let's see it. So after class, or the next day comes around, and Sultan walks into class. And uh, he sits down, and the spoiled kid's late. So he's like, oh, maybe spoiled kid's skipping class because he can't handle the fact that Kate's in here and he couldn't secure the bag. But no, the spoiled kid walks in two minutes late to class, and the, and the uh, geography teacher's like, spoiled kid, like, you can't be late to class like this, like, go sit down, like, it's a distraction when you're late. And the spoiled kid says, says, no, 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 today I need your attention. He stands up in front of the class, and the geography teacher's like, what? He's like, no, you, you're sitting down, and the, and the spoiled kid's like, silence! Is the geography teacher literally goes silent from shock because he would have never expected one of his students to, to yell silence at him. Like, that's the most ridiculous thing he's ever heard. But he, the spoiled kid goes on to say, it is all your fault. It is your fault. So, sounding like Nico Cotto Avocado for a second. He's like, it's your fault and points to everyone. You guys were bad mouthing me to Kate saying that I'm not a good guy when all I am is very good, handsome, and rich. The reason why that this girl points to Kate, embarrassing her again, which, bro, that's not chill. Not chill at all. But he's like, the reason why she won't go out with me is because you guys tricked her into thinking that I'm the worst. Everyone's kind of looking at each other. Sultan is, like, trying to hold back his laughter because he's like, bro's digging his own grave. That's crazy. But, uh, but yeah, you know, he's like, you guys are the reason why she doesn't like me. You guys are the reason why we aren't dating right now. And Kate's like literally has her head in her arms. Like, can this kid stop, bro? He's embarrassing not just me, which he is embarrassing me. He's also playing himself with this whole thing, dude. Like, he's got to stop. Someone's got to stop this kid. But uh, yeah, no, and he keeps on going on to be like, yeah, and the, the, the reason why she doesn't like me is you guys. You all told her I suck when I don't. And bro, that's when the history teacher comes in and drops a nuclear bomb. Nuclear bomb. Sorry, I pronounced it wrong. Not nuclear. It's nuclear. 
my grandmother loves telling me like nope wrong because i'm always like nuclear she's like nuclear which I, I might as well pronounce it correctly but he goes on drops a bomb he stands up and he's like that's not why she said no spoiled kid and the spoiled kid turns around to look at the teacher it's almost as if in one of those action movies where like the bad guy thinks that like he's like shot down or killed like the good guy or whatever and then the good guy gets back up with like a massive machine gun and is like oh like like you thought like you killed me or whatever and then he comes back kind of like the same energy Everyone in the class was low-key stunned because they were not expecting the teacher to come with such fire. The teacher goes on to say, the reason why that she's rejecting you is because you're an entitled, spoiled brat who thinks that just because, like, that he can get anything that he wants and he can be a jerk and disrespect anyone. The whole class goes silent, but this isn't your typical silence. This is your, damn, someone just got roasted silence. And just, like, every, everyone's attention, every ounce of their attention was on this teacher because this teacher was just going in bro he was going in he's like every day you come in with some kind of entitled arrogance when we had show and tell you didn't bring something that you cared about you brought something that was expensive just because it was expensive when when you went up there to do your presentation you know when you went up there to do your presentation like and you didn't even do the subject matter that we're covering you just covered yourself because you wanted to ask a girl out, and what was the qualities that you per, like portrayed up there? You didn't say that you were kind, funny, or smart. You said that you were rich and handsome, which the first thing is because you're a father and mother, and the second thing is questionable. Boom! God damn! I, I'm starting to. I'm gonna have to pull the fire alarm in here, bro. Because that was just too. That was too fire. That's too roast. Too too toasted, dude. I'm gonna catch on fire just being in proximity of these burns. But yeah. A spoiled kid literally looks so destroyed. And the teacher ends it off by saying, like, might as well sit down now and cut your losses. And instead of trying to fight back, the spoiled kid at this point knew that, yeah, man, he might as well sit down and just try and cut his losses because he was not going to be able to recover from this one. So as soon as class got out, word spread of this like wildfire. Spread like fire even hotter than the burns that were given to the spoiled kid, right? Sultan rushes to his lunch table with his friend, and they're all just, like, screaming about it. The whole lunchroom is a buzz like this. And if you don't want this to happen to you, leave a like. I'm just kidding. No, you should leave a like. But if you don't want this to happen to you, just be a good person who doesn't let things like money, or maybe if you're just, like, a good-looking kid or whatever, you just got good genetics, you rolled well, or if you got, like, money, or if you're really smart, or if you're the star lacrosse, hockey, football, whatever player, if you don't let this stuff go to your head and you're a genuine good person, then this stuff will never happen to you. And that's the moral of today's story. If you want to support the channel, watch another video. Love you guys. Peace. Click on the video on screen right now. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it. Do it. Leave a like on this video and I will give you your very own nothing. What's up, guys? Welcome back to a brand new story. And just imagine for a second that you go and see your cousin who you haven't seen in over two years. And it turns out that your cousin is the most spoiled kid on planet Earth. In the entire time that you're there, he's flexing just how expensive his new Yeezy Supreme Hype Beast Bape Brick cinder block is, dude. And you're kind of just sitting there the entire time questioning your life and being like, why? Why? Why do I live just to suffer, bro? Yeah, but anyways, uh, that's the story that we're gonna be. I'm gonna be telling you today. So sit back, relax, subscribe if you're new, and let's just simply jump right into it. So we're gonna call the subscriber who submitted this story, Ryan. And Ryan had not seen his little cousin in about two years at this point. 
And we're going to call the little cousin, uh, or Ryan's little cousin in the story, Ben. So the thing is, two years ago, they just had a kind of, not a falling out, but like, I know that like Ryan's mom and Ben's mom just didn't really leave on good terms. Um, so like Ryan's mom was always like, they were always like a, a somewhat middle class, normal family. Like they were really, they never like had to struggle that much, but they also never were able to do anything that fun. Like if they were going to have a vacation, it would be like, I don't know, to like us, their vacations would be like down the street. You go to the hotel there. You're not going to like Fiji or you're, you're going in the, the France or whatever. And the thing is like Ben, Ryan's cousin would literally have a vacation every two months to like the most exotic place on planet earth. But that wasn't the reason why they had a falling out. The reason why they had a falling out was that it was actually um, Ben's mom. So Ryan's cousin, Ben, his mom, or I guess Ryan's aunt, aunt, aunt dude i'm not good with family trees but basically um ben the spoiled kid it was his mom so ryan's aunt it was her like wedding and ben and or ryan and his mom showed up and ryan's like parents couldn't afford like a thousand dollars to give her in like a wedding gift so they got her something that was like fairly sentimental right they were like i don't know his sentimental gift but since like uh I don't know, like Ben's mom was kind of like everyone else at the at the wedding was giving her like, oh, here's golden crusted carrot for you. It restores the most hunger with good saturation. It's great in Minecraft. And they give her like, oh, here's like, I don't know, gold in, encrusted whatever, or just like really expensive stuff. And then uh, so basically Ben's mom had a very snarky comment to Ryan's mom about like, how like it's a cheap gift or something like that. And after that point, they kind of had a falling out. However, two years past that point, Ryan's mom and Ben's mom kind of got on the phone together. And since I think they're sisters, I think that's how it works. Somehow they're like closely related, right? They decided that like, just like they got to get over it. Like they're family, they're not going to live forever. And that like, you know, it's just important for them to like stick together. And like something petty like that is ridiculous. I think both sides apologize for the way that they reacted, which you know, I do understand, like, some people might be like, why did Ryan's mom, like, apologize? Like, she didn't do anything besides getting a gift for her sister who had a wedding. But at the same time, Ryan's mom did cut them off for two years. So there's not really anyone who is, like, in the complete clear in that one. But either way, both of them kind of chill out with each other and are on good terms. So Ryan's mom informs Ryan that he is going to go that this, like, summer, that they're going to go stay a week at, you know, Ben's mom or her sister's house or whatever and that you know that's it's going to be a great time because they have a really good house and they live in a pretty cool neighborhood type place and it's near I don't know it's like on the shore so maybe they're in Cape Cod or Nantucket or one of those places right so there's gonna be a lot of fun things for Ryan to do there and Ryan kind of looks at his mom and is like yeah, but, like, I know I'm going to have to hang out with Ben. And the thing is, right, ever since Ben was a little kid, he was kind of like a notorious spoiled brat. He was not that fun to hang out with. But, you know, Ryan's mom was like, you know what? Like, you know what, Ryan? Ben was, like, two years ago. Like, I know two years doesn't sound like a long time. But, you know, since he's a younger kid, they mature really quickly. He's probably, you know, he's probably a much better person now. Like, I think that you're not giving him, like, a good opportunity to prove himself. And Ryan's like, you know, all right, like, I'm not going to make a stink about it. Like, obviously, that's very nice of them to invite us up there. So, yeah, like, that's fine. It's all good. So, eventually, the summertime rolls around, and Ryan gets in the car with his mom, and they drive up about two hours to go see, you know, uh, Ryan's little cousin, Ben, and, uh, you know, Ryan's mom's sister. So, you know, they already know, they already know that something's like, this is not your normal house. 
because they're driving up, right? They're driving up to go see this guy, to go to Ben's house, or I guess Ryan's mom's sister, but same thing, right? They're going up to the house, and you know it's a different house when you have to, like, enter a driveway just to get to their house, and the driveway to get to their house takes, like, three minutes to drive. And I don't mean, like, a driveway down a street. I mean a driveway to their house. Like, this was, like, a mega mansion, bro. This thing was huge. Yeah, and at this point, like, you know, Ryan kind of turns to his mom and is like, this kid's house is, like, enormous. Like, we haven't even gotten there yet. And Ryan's mom's like, yeah, you do remember, like, you know, my sister's, like, husband is a very successful banker or, I don't know, he invented Apple. He's Steve Jobs' guy. He's back from the dead. I don't know, man. But, yeah, like, you know, they're very successful and, uh, like, I, like, this isn't really surprising. However, Ryan was just, like, admiring the, like, the drive up there because they had, like, crazy, like, uh, plants from all over the country or all over the world, I should say. It was super green and lush and it was beautiful. They eventually get up to the house and, you know, Ryan's mom gets out of the car and, you know, her sister gets out and they kind of embrace each other because I don't think they've seen each other in person ever since they had the falling out over the wedding. So now at this point, you know, Ryan gets out and he sees Ben and Ben's kind of just looking at him, and Ben isn't, like, looking, like, disgusted or anything. He's like, oh, no, how did the pores break through our gate? Mother, shoot him now. He isn't, like, doing anything crazy like that. However, he isn't looking, like, that excited to see him. But then again, he's still, like, a 13-year-old like a kid. Like, he's still a kid, and Ryan being 16 is significantly older, right? So he can't be like, wow, why isn't this 13-year-old, like, have, showing his best behavior and manners? Like, yeah, it's not great, but the kid was 13, so it doesn't really matter. So Ryan goes up to him. He's like, hey, Ben, it's been a while since I've seen you. And Ben's like, yeah, like, it's been a second. Good to see you again. And Ryan's like, all right, this kid seems nice enough, whatever. And after Ryan's mom and her sister, right, are done, like, embracing for the first time in two years, you know, they're like, oh, like, Ryan's sister, like, uh, Ryan's mom's sister. I'm just going to say Ben's mom from here on out. Ben's mom's like, oh, you guys should come inside, like, bring your stuff in, whatever, right? So they go inside the house. And let me just say the house has like four floors to it. It's a crazy epic house. They got a massive pool and water slide in the back. It's like just an awesome house, right? So they get in there and the guest floors are on like the fourth floor. So Ryan's like walking up all the like all the floors and he's just like, oh my God, is this a house or a hotel, bro? Like I swear to God, like you could have the entire like city and like, you could have my entire neighborhood live in this house and there'd still be a bedroom left over at this point. So they got up to the final floor, they put their stuff in there and they walk down. And uh, yeah, at this point, you know, Ryan's mom is talking with Ben's mom because they look, they had kind of had like two years, like two years at this point of like not speaking to each other. So they had at least two years of catching up to do, right? So at this point, Ryan's mom's like, hey, Ryan, how about you just go catch up with Ben, your little like cousin or whatever. And Ryan kind of gives a look to his mom of like, bro, like, <laughs> dude, like we all know what this kid is like. Because Ryan, while being fine going on this trip, right, wasn't necessarily trying to spend an exorbitant amount of time with his little cousin Ben because he still had an assumption that he was pretty spoiled. But Ryan's mom kind of gives him a death stare of a do what I say or you will explode at three in the morning, you know, and he's like, okay, fine, whatever. So Ryan walks over and like or goes over to Ben and Ben's like, yeah, come up here. I'll show you my room. So Ben opens up his door and like sure enough, his room is like 
Ben's room was pretty awesome. There's like everything that a kid could ever want. You got on like one desk, you got an Xbox, you got a PC with a massive monitor, and it's like, you know it's an expensive PC, right? You got the Lego Death Star, which was fire. I never like, I had Lego Star Wars a little bit back in the day. I was more of a Star Wars action figure guy than a Lego guy, but even I could admire like a Lego Star Wars, like a Death Star. Like I know how crazy those are. Yeah, but anyways, just looking around the room, there's literally everything that, like, a kid could want, and that's when Ron, Ben's like, dude, come over here. So Ron's like, all right, what's up? He walks over, and Ben opens up his closet door, and sure enough, there's, like, a massive shoe rack. So Ben apparently is, like, almost like a hype beast shoe collector, so you already know that this kid is the worst. <laughs> I'm playing, I'm playing, if any of you guys like that stuff. I had a stint where I really, or like a very small period of time where I was like, oh my God, if it has a Supreme logo on it, it's awesome. So like I fell down that trap too, but like I was broke, bro. Like I was a kid, I didn't have any money. So the, like the most hypebeast thing I had were Supreme socks. Yeah, I unironically bought those because I was like, oh, I'm going to be cool now. I'm going to get all the ladies. Let me just say that that was not the case. Unfortunately, I really thought that for a second. And also, by the way, I said a couple videos ago, if we got a thousand likes in like a day, that I would tell you guys about the worst, <laughs> the way I asked out my eighth grade girlfriend, which might be literally, it's worse than any story I've ever told on here. I'm not even kidding you. And I'm sticking to my word. I will be doing that because uh, I got a thousand likes in like five hours or something crazy. So thank you again. I'm just going to be doing that a little bit later. I'm going to be doing it when I think the time is right, but I will now be doing it. So you guys have unlocked the cringiest story on planet earth. Kind of hate you guys for that, but also thank you for the likes. Yeah. But uh, anyways, so, you know, Ben is like, dude, take a look at these. And he pulls up like the Supreme off-white fear of God, super sneakers um, with the tags or whatever and the box logo and he just like pulls up this like pair of shoes that are low-key kind of ugly and he's like dude guess how much these are and ryan already knew that this was going to be where things went downhill because the spoiled kid is literally saying just like oh guess how much guess how expensive these shoes are right and you know brian doesn't really want to play that game but he's like whatever he's like i don't know man like 100 bucks because like bro like, Ryan just didn't involve himself anywhere in this world. And at this point, the spoiled kid, a.k.a. Ben, his cousin, starts literally maniacally laughing. Like, the kid is like an anime supervillain, bro. He's just laughing like... He's laughing like he knows something. He's laughing like, I don't know, he has an evil plot. This kid is laughing like he's the Joker in Batman, bro. Like, it's ridiculous. And Ryan's like, uh, what? And Ben's like... These go for $1,200 at retail. And Ryan's like, dude, why would someone pay $1,200 for shoes? And that's when Ben looks down at his shoes and says, I don't know, but why would someone even pay $10 for those stinkers? And he literally points at Ryan's shoes, which are like, dude, they're like Nike shoes. Like they're very standard, normal shoes, right? I mean, yeah, sure. They're a little bit beat up and that's, that's for sure, right? However, they're very standard shoes. Like I got some like Nike shoes on right now. And yeah, these things are really worn. Like the bottoms are basically falling off. However, they work, bro. Like they're solid shoes. They do the job. And kind of Ryan's looking at him like, bro, shoes are shoes, man. Like as long as they're not doing damage to your feet and like you can walk in them properly, what's the point? And Ben's like, what's the point? The point is that they're expensive. <laughs> and Ryan's like, well, I guess we got to agree to disagree about what's important in a shoe. And Ryan's like, or Ben's like, wait until you see this. My prize, my prize possession. 
he pulls out like i don't know some other shoe and it just looks ridiculous to uh ryan because it's like yeezy supreme bape collaboration shoe for twenty five thousand million dollars and you know and ben's like oh and this one this one, guess how many of your shoes you'd have to, like, sell to get one of these shoes? Like, Ben literally uses the metric of how crappy Ryan's shoes are in his mind in comparison to how epic his shoe is. He's like, how many of your poor person shoes would you have to sell to have one of my expensive shoes? Like, literally being the worst ever. And in Ryan's mind, he's like, look, I knew that this kid was probably going to be a spoiled brat, right? But bro, this is a whole new level. Like, this is a whole new level of entitled kid, right? Like, this is a whole new, like, this is, this is like, oh my, this is out of this world, bro. Real quick, if you made it this far into the video, comment spoiled down below. Spoiled will be the secret word of the day. I'll try and heart a bunch of comments to say spoiled. So if you're trying to farm some hearts on the channel, make sure to comment spoiled down below and I'll heart as many as I can. And also, if you want to support the channel, the best way you can do so is by watching this video all the way till the end. And then after that, when you guys have the time, if you do want to binge watch the old videos, you can either go to the playlist, which I'll leave in the pinned comment down below, which has all my videos, or just go to whatever YouTube recommends. Please let me know in the comment section if you're watching a bunch of my old videos. It really supports the channel. I'll try and heart and reply to those comments to say thank you. Anyways, let's get back to the story, right? So Ryan's just sitting in the shoe closet with his, uh, with his little cousin. And his little cousin's like, oh, and this hoodie over here goes for $1,200. How much does your hoodie go for? First of all, Ryan wasn't even wearing a hoodie. He was wearing like a Hanes t-shirt, which... I mean, it works, right? Hanes t-shirt, it's a Hanes t-shirt. It does the job and it looks fine. And like at this point, like Ben is like, dude, show me the tag. Like show me the label on that. And Ryan's like, dude, it doesn't really have a label. It's like a Hanes t-shirt. And Ben's like, uh, you mean Hanes X Supreme collab? And Ryan's like, no. Uh, Hanes X Bathing Ape collab? Ryan's like, no, like Hanes X Hanes collab, bro. Like no collab there. And Ryan's like, wait, you mean it's a normal... Or Ben's like, wait, you mean it's a normal Hanes t-shirt? Dude, is this, like, joking? Are you... Are, dude, are, if you're trying to be funny right now, you are hilarious. I'm just gonna let you know. That was very funny. You are, like, entertaining me more than anyone else my mom has ever paid to entertain me. And <laughs> Ryan's just like, what the frick, dude? Like, what is this kid on? Like, whatever, whatever drug... That, uh, whatever uh, substance this... I, I can't say these things. YouTube, don't be mad. Whatever this kid is on, bro, I'm trying to smoke some of that, too. <laughs> she, she, uh, I can't be saying any of this. YouTube's going to be big mad at me. Um, but anyways, right, so eventually he's called down by his mom, and they sit down, and they have dinner. And, of course, Ben's parents have, like, or Ben has a personal chef, which, by the way, if you have any of these things that, like, that the spoiled kid has, that doesn't mean anything bad against you. It's like, you got, you, you look, you, you got a lucky hand in life. Like, as long as you don't let that go to your head, you're chilling in my book because, like, you couldn't really control that either way. So I have nothing intrinsically against you. But if you're acting like Ben, then, like, bro, you're kind of asking for it. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, so when they're down there, like, the personal chef comes out, and he's cooked up, like, some crazy good meal. Like, this meal is super good. It's like, I don't know, it's like this, uh, just imagine, like, some kind of really exotic, fancy meal or something. And the thing is, though, it was a little bit out there. Like, it was kind of like, it wasn't like a hamburger from McDonald's. It was a little bit more complicated than that. 
So everyone around the table is like kind of excited for this. Like Ryan and Ryan's mom look at each other like, we haven't had a meal this good since dot, dot, dot. Oh, wait, the wedding. So it's been like two years since the last time we saw these guys. Because I don't know, Ryan's used to like, I don't know, a Chick-fil-A run, some, I don't know, some Panda Express, which you can't complain about. But I don't know, when you see this stuff in comparison, you're like, God damn, like this is food. But the thing is, there was one person at the table that was not very happy about it. And it was Ben. And Ben was about to pitch the biggest fit ever. He was like, Garçon, come back here. <laughs> okay, I don't know why I called the, the French chef Garçon, but it seems to be fitting. Because it's like every like Disney movie has the chef called Garçon. So we're going to call the guy Garçon. So Garçon, the chef, comes back in. He's like, yes. And Ben's like, this is... He takes a bite of it. He like doesn't vomit it up, but he like spits it back up into his napkin super like aggressively, like very, very clearly trying to make a point that he doesn't like what's being served, which fair, you don't have to like everything. Even if something's like considered a delicacy, that doesn't mean you have to like it, right? That's totally fine. If Ben was to say like respectfully to the chef, like, hey, I appreciate the work you put in here, but at the end of the day, like, I just, I just don't enjoy this type of stuff personally. Like, can you just cook me up some, like, pasta or something real quick? Like, I apologize, but could you do that? Then that would be totally fine, and I wouldn't have a single thing to say wrong about Ben. However, if you're having the chef come over and you, like, puke it up into your napkin, dude, that's, like, spitting in the face of the chef who spent hours and hours doing this. Like, that's mad disrespectful. So the chef, being paid by them, has to hold his tongue, because I'm sure if this was just a normal guy, he would take a glove and slap him, slap him in the face. But yeah, he kind of holds his tongue. He's like, all right, uh, Ben, or whatever. Would you like something else then? And Ben's like, obviously, I'm definitely not going to be eating this, dude. So sure enough, the chef takes it away and he like whips him up some. He just like grub hubs McDonald's or something. I don't know, man. Something that Ben would like. And Ryan and his mom kind of look at each other like, uh, what the heck is going on here, bro? Like this kid is crazy. And uh, Ryan's kind of giving his mom a look of like, Bro, I told you this kid was spoiled. I told you this kid was spoiled, bro. Like, I told you. Yeah, but anyways, um, so the next day comes around, and they're just chilling, and it's like kind of a hot day out. So Ryan's mom, or Ryan's sister, a.k.a. Ben's mom, says, Hey, boys, how about you go to the, how about you get changed into your swimming trunks or whatever? You go out in the back. And in all fairness, Ryan was actually... He was actually pretty excited to go out in the back because, like, it did seem pretty awesome. He's not going to lie. Like, it was a whole, I don't know, it was a whole, like, water park back there. So Ryan's not going to lie to you guys and say that he wasn't at least a little bit excited to go back there. So he gets in his trunks and, you know, he goes out. At this point, right, but, you know, Ryan's like, wow, this thing's amazing. Because it wasn't just a big pool. It was like a pool with a slide, but the slide was, like, terraformed to make it look like I don't know, it was like a, vault, a mountain and you were sliding down a mountain and there was like fake palm trees all around. It was like really beautiful and really pretty and really awesome. And Ryan was kind of excited, right? So he was having a good time. And about 30 minutes later, after Ryan was done kind of messing around on everything, both Ben and Ryan sit on like sun chairs or whatever to kind of chill in the sun and dry off. So at this point, Ryan was actually having a really good day and he was like, okay, in his head, he was like, yeah, Ben was kind of a, like a butt yesterday. However, today he seems to be chilling, which is pretty cool. And like, I can respect that, right? And uh, almost as soon 
as Ryan is done thinking that exact thought, Ben opens his mouth and once again says something pretty out of pocket. So Ben opens his mouth and he says, like, you're welcome for, for me letting you stay at my S awesome house. Which, like, what, bro? Why would you say that? Like, yes, it is implied. Like, it would be a nice if at the end of the trip, Ryan, it would actually be very courteous if Ryan was to say, thank you for letting me stay at your house. But to tell someone, like, I bet you're super thankful that I, I'm letting you stay at my house, bro, that just defeats the whole purpose, bro. Like, obviously, they're thankful. And even if they're not thankful, it would be the polite thing for them to say that. But that's on them to say it. That's not on you to force it out of them. Like, that's just some goofy behavior right there. So, yeah, um... Uh, <laughs> I mean, Ryan kind of just looks at Ben and says, yeah, man, because, I mean, he was. Like, he's having a good time. But he definitely felt it was super weird that Ben was to say that to him. So he's like, yeah, man, like, I, I appreciate it. I do. And that's when Ben goes on to say, like, must be nice to have a break from your your little tiny hut that you live in somehow, which was just the most condescending sentence you've ever heard. Like, imagine someone, like, like, you're at someone's house, and they're like, you're welcome for, like, getting you out of that little hut, that little, that little broom closet, that little Harry Potter under the stairs closet that you call a house, bro. Like, dang, dude. Like, <laughs> the thing is, too, like, Ryan's house wasn't that bad. It, I mean, yeah, it was, like, one story, but he had his own room. There was a kitchen. There was a TV. There was a couch. What else could you want, dude? Like, legitimately, what else could you want? Sure, he didn't have 17 floors, an elevator, a pool, a, 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 a Disneyland in his backyard or whatever. However, you know, he had a good family and he had a bed. He had a roof. He had a kitchen counter or whatever. He was chilling. So he kind of, like, ignores this comment. Ryan kind of, like, laughs a little bit to try and laugh it off because it was kind of an awkward situation. He's not going to lie. But, uh, yeah, the kid actually continues on and is like, Ben's like, how, dude, like, I've been thinking about this recently. How do you actually live in those kind of situations? Like, I've seen some documentaries on TV. It's like, when I, when my parents donate to those, like, organizations, does, like, a little bit of that go to you? <laughs> Which, Ryan, Ryan's low-key trying to hold his composure. He's, he's not even mad. He's legit not even mad. He just thinks it's funny. It, it, it's just funny. Like, bro, are you serious right now? Like, are you real? The, the, the charities that are helping, you know, people that are in, like, food insecure or in countries that don't have as good of, like, a support system, bro, like, you're really, you're, you're grouping me in with them? Like, just because I can't go to, like, Fiji every two weeks, dude? Are you serious? So, yeah, Ryan is just kind of looking at him. He kind of laughs it off or whatever. And nothing really else happens for the rest of the day. So on the third day, the next day, you know, Ryan and Ben's mom decide that they want to go in and they want to go to, like, the whatever center and shop or whatever. And, uh, you know, Ryan and Ben, you know, they have the option of staying in the house, which low-key Ryan was like, dude, I don't want to go shopping in some women's stores, bro. I'm not trying to do that. Like, I'm not trying to sit around in the chairs that are meant for the husbands, you know? Like, dude, I'm not trying to do that. Because, you know, Ryan, he brought his computer. Maybe he's trying to watch some Netflix, maybe trying to play some games or something. But obviously, right, Ben is like, wants to go to the Hypebeast store, the, 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 the shoe locker store, and buy all the shoes in there or something. And, you know, Ryan's mom's like, Ryan, since, you know, you don't get to see your little cousin that often, you should come along too. And Ryan, once again, gives a look to his mom like, bro, are you... Are you trying to make me hate myself? Like, 
are, do you hate me as an individual? Like, what's the word on this, bro? Like, are you trying to set me up right now? But yeah, Ryan has to show up as well, whether he likes it or not. And so Ben and Ryan, you know, they're separated from the parents. The parents are like, all right, we're going to go this way. You go, you boys shop wherever you want. And so Ben is like, all right, follow me, dude. And he brings them to like the hype beast, super expensive, whatever store. And uh, yeah, so, you know, they get in there and, you know, you know, Ryan's looking around a little bit. He sees this one shoe that he thinks is kind of sick. He's like, these are kind of like, this is, these are kind of fire. Like I actually could like pull these off. And he picks it up and he looks at the bottom and it's like 60 bucks. He's like, oh, hell not, bro. I'm not trying to drop 60 bucks on this. And, and like Ben turns around, he's like, are you going to get those? And Ryan is like, no, nah, no, nah, I don't think I am. And Ben's like, why? I think they look good on you. And Ryan wasn't really trying to say, oh, they're 60 bucks. I don't feel like spending that. Because he knew that like Ben was definitely going to have an out-of-pocket comment. And sure enough, like Ryan eventually is kind of pushed into the corner because Ben's like, I think they look good on you. Ryan's not going to lie and say that they wouldn't because they obviously were going to look pretty fire on him. So he ends up saying like, yeah, I just don't know if I want to drop 60 bucks on it. And Ben comes up with the most out-of-pocket comment you've ever heard. He's like, well, I mean, bro, if you just like, if you just like grinded like I did, if you just worked harder, you would have definitely been able to afford that. And Ryan just turns around. He's like, dude, what? So Ryan's been holding it in pretty well. But at this point, he's like, nah, this is crazy. So sure enough, uh, you know, you know, Ben keeps on going on like, yeah, I mean, I'm super hardworking. And for that reason, I can literally get anything I ever want, like at these stores. Like, that's what all this stuff I was showing you. Dude, I wasn't just flexing. I was trying to inspire you, which Ryan was like, bro, 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 bro. Come on now. You were trying to inspire me by flexing those shoes your parents bought you. And he basically says, like, I don't understand. And, you know, Ben goes on to say, well, because I'm working so hard, I wanted to show you what the fruits of my labor looked like. And the thing is, right, it's not like, I don't know, Ben had some, like, secret business, some dropshipping business or something, or he ran a chain of lemonade stands or something like that. Bro legitimately just, like, played, like, Call of Duty and, like, collected shoes. He just had credit card access to his parents' card, who really just didn't care how much he spent on it at this point. So, like, Ryan was just like, oh, man, like, that's kind of ridiculous. However, there was one thing that, like, uh, this kid, Ben, dude low-key messed up. Bro low-key messed up, bro. Because here's the thing. Ben's mom and Ryan's, or Ryan's mom and Ben's mom, they were done shopping at whatever, and they wanted to go and get lunch. So they were walking in, and, you know, Ben's mom's like, oh, I know the guys are definitely in that store over there because it's, like, the one store that Ben is always wanting to go to. So Ben's mom and Ryan's mom walk in, and they're walking up, and they can't seem to find the kids. However, Ryan and Ben were, like, one aisle behind them. So when Ben starts talking, Ryan's mom and Ben's mom are like, oh, that's where they are. But the thing is, right, they stop, like, Ben's mom at least stops walking over when he hears her son talk, when, he, when she hears her son talking, and Ben's mom hears everything that, Ryan sa- or that Ben says. So after that little conversation, you know, Ben and Ryan are like, or Ryan's like, uh, it's probably getting around lunchtime, should we find the parents? And as soon as he says that, Ben's mom and Ryan's mom, they kind of like burst out from behind the scenes. And they're, and you know, Ryan's like, oh, how long have you guys been here? And Ben's mom literally says, long enough. Like Ben's mom was, was not having it right now. She was not happy at all. 
And, like, Ryan was kind of confused. He was a little worried that, like, I don't know, his mom and, like, Ben's mom got another, like, fight or whatever or just disagreed over something again. So he is kind of like, oh, geez, like, what's going on now? And that's when Ben's mom, instead of being mad at Ryan's mom or Ryan, goes immediately to Ben. And it's just like, like, I, like, I overheard everything you said to Ryan, like, just a second ago. And Ben's like, what, about, like, how I'm trying to inspire him? Because, like, low-key Ben didn't see anything wrong in what he was saying, which at this point, you guys might be blaming Ben, and I totally understand where you're coming from. But at the end of the day, kid is 13. At that age, you're really just molded by your parents at that point. So the fact that Ben was, like, trying to inspire Ryan by flexing and telling him to work harder, bro, was just because that was, like, the that was just the aura slash energy slash parenting that, like, his parents gave off to him, right? I mean, you're shaped by your parents when you're that young. But Ben's mom was not having it. She was like, I don't understand how you could possibly think that, you know, calling, like, calling out Ryan for not spending that much money on shoes will inspire him. And Ben's like, well, if he worked as hard as me, he'd be able to spend like I do. So I'm just trying to, like, inspire him to work as hard as me. And that's when, like, you know, because here's the thing. Sure, um, Ben's mom was a little bit, like, living on a different planet since she kind of had unlimited money too but she grew up as a sister with uh, ryan's mom and they grew up in a household where money was much tighter so even though ryan's mom or ben's mom right now might have been a little bit delusional at some points and especially you know when she called out ryan's mom for giving her a cheap present that was probably like a little bit of delusion plus wedding day nerves but she still had enough context, enough life experience, and real-world understanding to understand how crazy of a statement that was. So she goes on to, like, berate the spoiled kid, basically saying, like, I don't understand what you mean, work harder. Like, like your dad and I have, like, have mistakenly given you unlimited access to our credit cards. We thought that that would make you, like, a better kid for some reason or just make you happy, but it seems like it's turned you into, like, an ungrateful, spoiled brat. Like, what do you mean that you've been working, like, so hard or whatever? And Ben tries to justify that, like, that one time that he cleaned his room was, like, why he has, like, $100,000 to spend. And Ryan and Ryan's mom the entire time are kind of looking at each other, especially after the spoiled kid tries to justify why he can spend $1,000 on shoes every single day was because he cleaned his room once and that that was literally the epitome of grind set and he's grinding and that's like his hard work. Hard work pays off or whatever, right? And at this point, Ben's mom realizes that she messed up, that this is low-key on her and that she's got to take a like quick evasive parenting maneuvers to try and fix the situation. So she informs, like, Ben that, you know, the money he'll be spending from this point on will be 100% due to his, like, hard work or anything, and that he will be able to have the opportunity to get money from hard work by jobs around the house that she'll be paying out, and that he no longer has access to their credit cards. Ben immediately, right, and here's the thing. Like, I know for a fact that, like, Ben's mom was going to be like, hey, tie your shoes, here's $25,000, or, oh, Go cut the grass for a million dollars. Like, okay, maybe not that extreme, but she was definitely not going to be like, okay, if you work in the yard for nine hours, I'll give you 10 bucks. That's low-key how it normally goes for 99.99% of kids if their parents are even going to pay them. Like, most parents are like, dude, you have to clean. Like, you clean the house, clean the, like, yard, do all this. We're not going to pay you, dude. Like, you're living under our roof. Like, you should be doing it either way. 
but you know for a fact that like Ben's parents were going to give him a ton of money for doing nothing. However, even though that was totally the case, Ben starts having a meltdown in the store because his parents cut him off from his credit card, or not his credit card, cut him off from their credit card. He's like, that's so unfair. Like, you know that one of my hobbies is collecting expensive shoes. How on earth do you think I'll be able to keep up that hobby? Like, that makes me really different. Don't you care about college applications or something? Which, like, funny that, like, this kid who's 13 is, like, trying to leverage him buying expensive shoes is something that would get him into college. Yeah, right, bud. At this point, might as well just like, might as well just say that like you're a spoiled brat on your college application letter at this point. But anyways, he keeps like ranting on and Ben's mom is yelling at him like, like you can't change my mind. Like I know I created this monster, but I'm gonna fix you too. And he's like, you can fix me by giving me unlimited access back or whatever. And Ben's like, well, I still have the credit card and you're not going to be able to take it back. So after he says that, like Ben's mom literally calls up like the bank or whatever while they're standing there and says, hey, I want you to cancel card number and says whatever. Right. And Ben starts like crying in the middle of the store like, mom, no, 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 you can't cancel that mom. No, please. Like, I'm not a spoiled kid. I'll prom. I promise I'll show you. He's like having a full on meltdown. Ryan is very, very very uncomfortably sitting there just kind of like oh my god like what am i like what am i supposed to do in this situation bro like i seriously don't even know what's going on like what do i do right and after about 20 minutes of like ben crying or freaking out or whatever they all decide to just go back home at this point and for the rest of the days it's actually not a bad time however ben is in the worst mood ever like you he, you come downstairs and you'd be like How's it going? And he'd be like, terrible. I hate everything. And then storm back upstairs. But other than that, they had really good food and they went to some really cool places. And afterwards on the car ride back, you know, you know, Ryan's mom was like, you know, my sister's actually like a really cool person now. I think she was just going through a phase. And Ryan's like, well, um, I, unfortunately, ma'am or mom, I can't say the same for Ben. And Ryan's mom's like, yeah, I guess he wasn't as good as I was hoping he would be. And uh, Ryan very jokingly says, hey, mom, do you want to give me unlimited credit card access to your account? And she's like, yeah, that sounds like a great way to raise my child. They both kind of laugh and they drive back home. And uh, moral of the story is just don't be a spoiled kid, bro. That's all I'm trying to say.